Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, coming at you. We're back. Two weeks off. Very excited to come back. Pulpomex Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening. Thank God you guys didn't go to another show. There's so many other shows out there. Maybe you just said, ah, I'm over it. Two weeks without Pulp and I'm switching to a new show. If you did, welcome back. Thanks for listening. It's our only two-week break out of 52 people. Okay, so give us some, cut us some slack here. But thank you. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you coming on. We've got one week off in the next God knows how long. We're going to take the 26th off. But we are going to play the Laser Gate show that Monday night. So if Boxing Day for me, being Canadian. If you're sitting around, uh, the Laser Gate show will play the best of. And uh, we will play the Laser Gate show on the 26th. But other than that, we will be here each and every Monday uh, talking moto, talking Supercross. And uh, lots of things to talk about tonight. Geneva Supercross just wrapped up. Talk a little bit about that. Monster, now the title sponsor for NASCAR. What does that mean for our sport and what do we, what do we think about that? We'll talk, to, we'll talk about that. Uh, I wrote a column about the 250 class and the changes I want to see. I wrote that on RacerX Online last week. Lots of discussion. Lots of people angry. Lots of people thinking I'm a genius. Let's break all that down and talk to uh, some people about that. Brock Tickle, the RCA Suzuki uh, team finally got announced. Brock Tickle will be on the team along with Justin Bogle, and he will be on tonight to, uh, to talk about that, talk about his plans, talk about how nervous he got, how close he came to riding for somebody else, and uh, and we'll talk about that. We've got uh, Mark Rogers on. Mark uh, was the director of brand marketing at Motorcycle Superstore, and of course we knew that they had a team deal with Jimmy Albertson that uh, they ended for next year. So we'll have Mark on. A little bit of a state of the sport discussion, discussion with Mark, uh, kind of like what we did with Eric Perinard a few weeks ago. Uh, Mark will be on. We'll talk a little bit about ROI and sponsoring a team and what he thought when he was at Superstore about that deal what he got out of it, what he would do differently, and all of that. So uh, the BTOsports.com tweet at Travis segment, the X-Brand goggle tear-off segment, the Gear Alloy cold call, the NFAB JGR check-in, and the NFAB question of the day all coming up, and as well the X-Brand goggle tear-offs and race tech emails. Got some angry people on emails, and uh, and we'll get right into that right away. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, and Two Under all on board with us tonight. Sitting in the co-captain's chair for the next four and a half hours, from RacerX Online. He's the voice of GNCC. He's the voice of American Motocross. He's the voice of quad racing. He's the voice of Endurocross. He'll be the voice of Geneva Supercross coming up. RacerX Online, online editor, the Jason Wygan. Yeah! What's up, buddy? Oh, I'm here in Vegas. Ah, you took the wrong headset again. this one! No, I said that one. <laughs> Wygan took the wrong headset. He did the same thing for a pod earlier. There you are. 
Was the yeah loud enough to actually hear it through yes, yes, a it was. headphone yes. three feet away? Yes, it yeah. was. We're off to a flying start here. Oh, man. Uh, I got a food coma right now. That was better than Thanksgiving. It was, huh? The feast buffet at Red Rocks. <laughs> Your only condition. Look, everybody, Wygant lives in Charlotte. He got on a plane this morning. He flew to Detroit. Then he came to Vegas. He leaves 1150 tonight to go on the red eye back home yeah and he connects in atlanta i'll be and, gone less than 24 hours and he did all this for the show and it's phenomenal and i can't believe he did it and all he wanted ladies and gentlemen the only request he had you have to t- pay for a buffet oh man it was brilliant it's like better than thanksgiving no offense to my wife and also bojangles where we ordered our fried seasoned turkey uh-huh. but this mediocre food it's really just it's, it's the full quantity, man, not the quality, just the choices um, there. It was excellent. I'm glad to be here. I sat down and ordered a soda, and what did you tell me? You've broken a rule. You do not ever order soda or carbonated beverages at a buffet. My dad always taught me right. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot of good. And we all learn lessons yeah, from our parents. Yeah, absolutely. Don't steal. Don't lie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in this yeah. case, it is you do not order soda at a buffet. The bubbles fill up your stomach, and you lose Precious stomach capacity wasted on soda, which costs like 10 cents. Don't waste it right. on a soda. Um, you were going back for dessert when I said, we got to go. We got to go. We I was go. never going to stop. I was not ever going to stop. <laughs> That's the only request. I will fly across the country. I just need a buffet. Hey, at Red Bull Straight Rhythm this year, it was one of the greatest moments of the year for me. Uh, they had a breakfast buffet at the hotel, but it was like 10 bucks right? So I sit down, I eat it, and then Chris Bond, our TV producer, comes down. He starts to eat, so I hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Half hour's passed. Start to be hungry again. <laughs> I go up for another plate. Half hour, hang out with him. Wes Williams, Dub Dub, and all his Verb crew come uh-huh. down. Half hour passes. I go up for another plate. That's fantastic. And then I'm just about to leave, and Jimmy and Greg Albertson come in. <laughs> another half hour passes talking to them. Four times it's I went up for the price of one. Phenomenal. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Um, it's uh, it's great to have you in here, and uh, we're going to talk a lot of, it, lot of, lot of uh, Supercross, Motocross stuff. Timed main events is the word I'm getting for next year, and we want to get into that. Uh, first up, taking your calls at 702-586-7857 uh, is our producer, the backflip king. Yeah. Doon Goon, Travis Marks. Hi. You did it. I did it. A backflip. I'm very proud. Oh, it's amazing. I'm gleaming right. You can't you were, see it, but you I'm... were so irrationally confident that you could learn a backflip in one day. I had to send you to Pastranas. I I learned last night from you that you uh, you sent me in hopes that I would ragdoll. No, <laughs> but I was sure you were gonna. I'm it, pretty sure everybody was, it, myself included. If you landed it, like yeah. Like, I, I would bet, okay, he's going to land it. He seems like he's pretty confident. I never would have thought that there would be no accidents, no problems. By 2 p.m., it was done. That's just how I roll. It's phenomenal. Like, he's just, yeah. I can <laughs> the fear in the text that we had with Moser and some of the other guys involved with this show. Yeah. They were seriously starting to wonder, like, could you be sued? How much yeah, responsibility yeah. does Steve Th- have if you die? Yeah. yeah. Is this on him that's, if you die? That's really comforting. Yes. I think they were that worried. I mean, you're doing a backflip. We haven't gotten to the point where it's that automatic, right? We have no, reason to be a little worried. I told it's not him. Just you. Hey, yeah. Tomcat, Jeff Tilton. Oh, shut them down. Shut when the backflip came, those guys are like, I'm out. Mad Mike. Mad, Mad Mike. Mike, done. Never done a backflip. Craziest dude ever. Guy writes code for a living behind a desk. <laughs> Did a backflip. Hey, 
and I, I got to get a little behind the scenes. Thank you, by the way, for uh, a little chat with Chase Stallo for our uh, mm -hmm. Word On column that got yeah. posted over the weekend. So you hadn't even been riding much lately, I, like in years. Yeah, no. I mean, I could count on one hand how many times I've ridden in the, probably the past five years. <laughs> Making it happen. Yeah. Just did it. Amazing. How, how, is it, how, are, you, how are you handling the newfound fame? Uh, it's been great. Yeah? yeah. It's been... I've been, I've been as as you would say, beating off the bitches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's not true at all, um, but... You How? Know, it's but really, you said no. your wife that had a little gleam in her eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she did. Yeah. Yeah. Little, right. little, you know. Mrs. Doongoon was pretty excited. Not all <laughs> heroes wear capes, you know. Um, thanks to Pastrana. Thanks to Randy Richardson at Michelin for doing all that again. Yes. Tits Randy, filled in your spot Randy, last week. And then uh, my fly who gave me some gear. Fly racing. Yeah. Atlas brace. The gear was rad, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Atlas brace you had. My Atlas brace was good. I didn't even realize I was wearing it, honestly. And I, that's honest truth right there like it's like wearing air if it didn't go well you would have been noticing it <laughs> i mean glad you had it yeah no everything everything was really good everyone was uh helpful and i got the hookups and it was it was great it's phenomenal yeah yeah um is it not sad we were talking about this right before we went in the hey, air hold on a second switch yeah. your headset back out because no, no, I, I don't know there's we got a little bit of an audio issue in my ears so switch your headset back out wygant all right no snare in there's his headphones. serious shit going on with those guys okay try. is this even working that's better all right you there yes okay. this okay. is the one i started with i know i had it right i'm aware okay i was going to say as we mentioned before I went on air, is it almost not sad? I feel like Travis Pastrana is no longer ours. He came up as a racer, and he would have been a guy that we talked about on the show every week as a guy racing every week, and then that went away. He's such a good dude. He's such a smart dude. It's almost sad to think, ah, we barely ever get yeah, to. Yeah. We don't, he's only part of our the, orbit two or three times a year. The fact he never won a 450 Supercross is amazing. Just amazing. Just amazing. Right. And on shows like this, we never got the 29 races every year yeah, to talk no, about Pastrana. No, two or three no. times a year, he falls into the particular orbit we're yeah, in, and we talk yeah, about him, and he's gone. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He's bigger than us. I, I suppose so, but he doesn't act that way. I can he tell you that. No, there's no way. Like He could have been as standoffish as annoyed, you know, acted like he didn't want to do the whole thing, but yeah. he he was genuinely like excited to have me there, excited to do it, excited to teach me. I mean, excited for a Michelin Star Cross 5, a yes. new tire by those folks. Off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter what the conditions or terrain. Randy Richardson guarantees you put a Michelin Star Cross 5 on your lap times will improve hard, medium, softer sand. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Go to your local uh, dealer, wherever the Michelin Motorcycle tires are sold. And uh, they're great. Brand new tire. Lots of uh, uh, great uh, uh, feedback from these guys. And we thank Michelin for making that backflip happen and everything else. It's phenomenal. Check out Pulpamex on YouTube for the, the Dune Goons complete journey i have these star cross tires as well you do yeah i have star cross tires and? and i also have the same socks running the michelin man socks just like travis over there nice all right in case, Big I, forget, in case I forget which foot is shift and which one's break right yeah the, the bobindo bobindo will tell you yeah, <laughs> yeah. the bobendium whatever yeah. his name yeah, is yeah, yeah. i never realized how often i must put socks on random feet because the amount of times i've had the brake side on the shift side yeah. the socks actually say break and shift yeah I never I'm realized. Gonna, I guess there's picture. no left and right sock normally. You don't notice the no, difference. No, probably not. Yeah. Um, Why not? Your feet, are, your feet are shaped differently. I know. How could you have shoes that are left and hey, right? You wanted an idea to make money. I think we're onto something. Well, left and right side socks. Bobindum's got them. Yep. He's got it figured out. The Bobindium moose. Yeah. Too. Whatever that guy's name is. Isn't that his name? Bobindium. Bobindium. No, B Bobindo is his name or Bobindo? something. Bobindo. Yeah. I thought it's Bobindium. 
The guy's name? Yeah. I don't know. Babindo. Randy what we're saying, the Michelin Man Ray actually Radio. has a name. Yeah. Yeah, the Michelin yeah. Man has a name. Yeah. It's yeah. Babindo, yeah. Babindium. And, it's not, and his name isn't Mathis. Uh, <laughs> um, Babendum. Babendum. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, so anyway, so thanks for listening. Brock Tickle is going to come up. Mark Rogers as well. Got your emails. Got your voicemails. Uh, got got uh, lots of things to talk about. Get the new app on an iPhone. iPhone right now. Pulp Max app. Um, if you update it and you open it and it just flashes, you have to delete it and reinstall. And there's a fix coming for it. But if you do that, it'll fix itself perfectly 100%. The Droid app, Travis... I'm sorry, you broke up. The Droid app. What about it? The Android platform of the app yeah. that you promised would be out a few weeks ago, and uh-huh. then you promised for sure this Monday. Yeah. Ran into some issues. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's usable. It's just not... <laughs> it's usable. It's not... Doesn't sound like it. It's not where it needs to be. <laughs> Doesn't sound usable. It's not where Can it needs to be. Can we have a new ETA, please? Yeah, this week. Okay. <laughs> this week, everybody. Seems to be a I'm, recurring I'm, theme. Next week, I'm going to say... Tony doesn't think so. Well, Tony Tony's does, probably, Tony uh, he's, he's a smart guy. You're out of your mind, dude. <laughs> so, um, so we'll get onto that. Uh, Patreon as well. Amazon, if you are Christmas shopping, go to Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. Just click on the Amazon banner. That takes you to normal Amazon. Make your uh, shopping list, and we get a small slice of that. And we can afford to bring Wygan out on this flight uh, across the country just for this show and, and pay for his buffet. And it's Starbucks. It's a lot of Amazon money. No, but I helped you with the Starbucks. You did. It was half. You didn't even want a Frappuccino, but it was half. So you... Yes, it was half price today, Frappuccinos. Yeah. And even though you were paying for it, I wanted a Frappuccino just so it would save you money. <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, let's go Geneva first. Geneva Supercross. There's so much going week. on right I know, now. there is. This had to have been the most news-packed first week of December and, ever. And we were off for two weeks, so we got to cover certain things like okay. his backflip and things, things like that. This is the first oh, show since the backflip? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, he was on live the day he pulled it. Oh, okay. Um, but he wasn't here. He was just at, he was in I Maryland. Um, and later on, exclusive interviews with myself and Ricky and myself and Martin Davalos. Finally. Finally. We're finally going to get them. We're going to get it. They might sound a lot like me. But they're going to be on the show. We're going to, they're going to be on it. Yes. I'm going to finally get my chance to ask them why they will never come on. And, and they why will they have their me. chance to tell you. Yes, yes. I, can't, I cannot wait. So that will mm-hmm. be on later. So Geneva Supercross. Um, look, Marvin Muskan is on fire. Uh, third place at the Monster Energy Cup. First place at the Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Dominated Lille Supercross, where I was in France. And now, I don't think he dominated Geneva. It sounds like he had to pass Brayton, I think, after he went down in the second turn or something on Friday. Bad start Friday. Yeah. And no, then had went to... down from Barsha. I think Barsha took him high. Oh, was he down? I, I just heard he was so. 11th. Okay. okay. Anyways. Yeah. And had to pass Brayton late. And then on Saturday, he uh, he took off for the uh, for the whole enchilada. So No, no. Brayton led early. And oh, he, he was did? tracking him down, okay. tracking him down, and then got right. him. And apparently, it was a gnarly pass on Brayton. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Two guys not really known for the gnarly no, passes. No, yeah. So Marvin won again. Uh, Brayton got second. Mookie got third. Uh, Barsha was again on the JGR Suzuki, but not on his full race bike. Like they kind of thought he might be able to ship a bike for Geneva, but they weren't able to get everything done. So he was on his bike, kind of from Lille, like a head cams, you know, ignition that kind of thing. Uh, Mookie was on a Geico a Honda with his Geico parts, and uh, and then uh, and Brayton obviously just brought some stuff and bolted it on a on a new Honda. So. Um, Oh, uh, 16 Honda, though, for Brayton. 16 Honda, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things about um, uh, everyone's saying, Marvin's got all the momentum. Marvin's going to kill it. Marvin's going to be the guy. Just wait. And I agree with all of that. Like, I think Marvin and Seeley are two dudes that are right underneath those three. And he's lurking like Dirt Shark at Noops. 
and they're going to be there. But I would be careful, everybody, to start saying Marvin is going to make a dent because if you look at past years, what Marvin is doing right now in Europe and at Red Bull, straight rhythm and Monster Cup, is kind of stuff Brayton did. And we didn't see a new and improved amazing Brayton. We just saw a very good, very fast Brayton. The success, yeah. the success in Geneva and Lille with Marvin are great, great work, but spare me the uh, – uh, he's stepping it up to a new level. He might be getting better. He might be up to a new level, but I don't know if this necessarily means he's at the level of every single guy now because let's be honest, he did race – the what, what, what is the one race we're talking about that he was in that he did not win? Monster, uh, Monster Cup. Energy Cup, yes. Was he as fast as Roxon? He was not. Monster Energy Cup, was he, he was as not. fast as Tomac? He was not. Right. So you got to keep that one in mind. And I think Dungey actually got him in the overall at Monster Cup as well. He was definitely better than no, Dungey at straight rhythm yeah, for whatever that's yeah. worth. He, he, uh, he, he got third overall, but that's because Kenny ate crap. But yeah, right. right. But so, three guys in Monster Cup were faster. Right. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. And uh, I, I know that sometimes these offseason races mean nothing. I don't think it means nothing. I think it shows that Marvin is getting better uh-huh. from where he was a year ago. Yep. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden he's going to go out and win Anaheim yep. 1 um, or or win the title. Anaheim 1's a kind of a wild card. I could almost see him, sure. if he's going to win one, Millsaps, that could be the one. Anderson. Yeah. Um, when you want to talk about off-season supercross races, there's only one man to really dial up for that. Only one man. Larry Ward. Besides Larry Ward. Oh, besides Larry Ward? Jason Thomas, welcome to the show. <laughs> Justin Brayton? Oh, I thought you were going to Brayton. <laughs> I, usually, I usually do go that direction myself. Um, yeah, you would. You would. <laughs> oh, I would. You would. You I would think I need to come to, to some direction. of those races <laughs> for Brayton. <laughs> you would come to those races. I would races. come to those races for Brayton. Um... So, JT, uh, you caught the tail end. Welcome to the show, flyracing.com, flyracing zone, Jason Thomas. Um, you caught the end of that thing. Marvin's going to be great this Supercross season. He will be with Seeley, in my opinion, and Anderson right in that mix. But I wouldn't take what he's been doing at these races as some sort of uh, stepping up by Marvin. He was, he was always good, but he's not on that level for the top three. In my opinion, uh, I think he's going to be closer, but I don't think I don't think he's going to win the title. I, I do think he wins a race, though. I, I I will go on record as saying I, I have him as a race winner. Yeah, if I mean, look he, at, he came half a lap last look, year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I just think he's he's that solid, and he's going to find a track where the whoops aren't really really tough, and he gets a good start, and he's going to make it happen. You know, well, obviously you brought it up, but look how close he was last year, and I think he's I think he's taking a step forward. But I would agree with you that I don't think he's taken the step all the way to the no. top. You know? And so. can we, and again, I wrote this in my Lil observations column, Marvin had a full race bike. That's a difference from bolting on suspension and cams and, and everything else that these other three guys did. I don't, it is, but, yeah. but at the same time, look at what he did at Bercy and at Geneva. I mean, he dominated those guys, so... I don't think you go one 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 one. You know what I mean? All yeah, those yeah. races, yep. wins in a row, just because of the bike. He he was the best guy. No, no, but, but the bike know, helps. I totally yeah, the bike helps. It does. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, so uh, Braden and him were close in Geneva. It sounded like, and Braden's coming off that Aussie thing as well. And MCR uh, is the team intro is tomorrow. Freeze a more big news. And, and yeah. Justin Brayton yeah. uh, will be debuting at the Honda track. Unbelievable. <laughs> Dan Bentley and Honda and Tony Alessi. Unbelievable. They're all intertwined here. Our joke last week on the text thread was they'll be jumping the fence yeah. from one track to sneak into the Honda track. <laughs> like, does Honda know? Does that Honda they're... know that they're going to be at the track tomorrow? <laughs> this um, is real. Ballsy move to announce it beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're telling you where we're going to steal uh, it. Right. Since we're on Geneva 
and uh, and everything else. Let's go into the JGR NFAB check-in right now. And the NFAB JGR check-in. Uh, NFAB, proud sponsor of the Factory Suzuki effort at JGR MX, as well as the NFAB Ampro Yamaha race team at NFAB Inc. on Instagram and Twitter. If you got a Jeep, truck, or SUV. Jeep. Jeep. Use NFAB. Use okay. n-fab.com right. uh, for anything you need. JT, you've got, you've got some NFAB stuff coming, I hear. So yeah, um, they're uh, they're about to they're about to build my truck out here. Hopefully, maybe like yeah. next weekend or the weekend yeah, after. Gotta I'm love the it. gotta love the guys at NFAB. So, okay, right, so here's the question: NFAB JGR check-in, and maybe this isn't such a positive check-in, but do you hear that sound? Oh no! Do you hear it? Come on, dude! Off-season races, dude! Wow. Dude, that is the panic button. Wow. And should it be sounded for the 51? This is not – he got beat at Lille. He got beat in Geneva. Big deal. But his practice times weren't great. He got starts and kind of fell backwards. Are we at all – okay, maybe panic button's a little I think much. It's, I, I think anytime it's December. <laughs> I think it's a little much. Okay. My, I, go, I, re, I refer to what he said. He said, did I win? No. Did I learn some things? Yes. I mean, that's really, you know, what, what more do you want? Other than trying to kill Mookie on numerous occasions. <laughs> Can we talk about that Instagram? Wow. Mookie gave it to him pretty good, too. Yeah. He did. But I, I man, Barshard was coming in hot. And Mookie, Mookie's taken him out on more than one occasion, too. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the takeout that went on at Utah. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mookie's not scared to give it back, so uh, um, I, I thought it was them. Okay, me. panic buttons much. If I'm J Bone or Coy Gibbs, I'm a little worried. I know you weren't on your race bike, but neither was Brayton and neither was Mookie, and they were clearly better than you in Geneva. Clearly better in Lil. And I know it's not your race bike, but you're making a lot of money. You're our number one guy. We're hoping this new bike that turns better and we can put horsepower is the answer, and I'm a little worried. I'm a 4 out of 10 on the panic button scale already. Yeah, I can see how the goal would be to be at least as good, if not better, than Muscan, really. Absolutely. Barsha is not wanting to get beat by me. He wants to be up there with Rocks and Dunge, Tomac. He doesn't. I'm sure Mookie he's like, had... at worst, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Marvin Speed. At yeah, worst. Uh, yes. 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 And, okay, Marvin's got his full race bike, so yeah. all right, we'll give him a little bit. I couldn't beat Marv. You know, I came real close, but I couldn't beat him. He's got his full race bike. Let's yeah. move on to A1. Yeah. That wasn't even an issue. He couldn't beat Mookie, who has no ride. And does not. Did Mookie have a full race bike? No. No. Brayden? He doesn't have a bike. No. I feel like I'm missing a guy that was at Lil. Oh, Christian Craig. Craig had him covered in Lil. Craig had him covered in Lil. Yes, except for Craig fell in the first oh, night. Uh, the second night, yeah, though, when he got a better night. start. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not good. I do. I will say, I went to, uh, about two weeks ago, I went to the JGR track, and I watched Barsha ride, and it was the first time in a while that I had seen him. Uh, I don't recall. You know, I would go there a day or two every year in the uh-huh. offseason on the Yamaha days. Yep. I think you had said, I never saw that hair on fire speed that we had used to uh, been seeing from him years ago. Man, like second lap, he was out there. I just was like, I just looked at uh, Ben, the mechanic, and he's like, "Yep, he's back." I was like, "Man, he is hauling." It was the first time in several years I had seen Barsha on that mm-hmm. Supercross track. Okay. I said, "Damn, this is impressive." And I really thought, "Okay, then he's going to Geneva this weekend. Look out!" I was kind of surprised to hear it not go that way. I was really impressed when I saw him at the track, and I don't just say that because there's been other times I've been there, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's good." Yeah. I was really impressed with the Suzuki at that time. So maybe. Okay. 
So Maybe the work spike's different. We'll see. I'm on a four out of ten on the panic button scale. Yeah, only four. Okay. You're, where are you at? At all? Anything? Does it register at all? These First races? of all, you're not a four out of ten. I'm not. You're you higher than that. You were a four out of ten. You were you were you were a six out of ten since he got on the Yamaha. No. I'm right. saying, you sounded the panic button. You cannot backpedal all the way to a four. No, out of 10. I said, is it time? Is it time? I didn't sound it. Is it time? You are actually a six, and I'm a five. Okay, you're fine. not a four out of ten. Right. I'm, people say I'm a nine. Uh, after like this, the yes, scale. Barsha, I'm sure thinks. In a hot uh, oh, no. they think you're a nine. No, like chicks. Oh, yeah, like chicks. You didn't do a backflip like Travis no, I did Marks, not. Okay, JT, where are you at on this on this panic button scale? Uh, I'm not really anywhere because. Shocker. These races just awful. These races don't mean anything. They awful. don't mean anything. They don't. Uh, You're I mean, right. But but what do you ex- what do they expect from him? They expected him to get on a Suzuki and start winning Supercross races. Can you beat because, Mookie? Can you beat Mookie? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think they were about the same speed, which I don't know if that's good or bad. But they seemed like. I mean, they were okay, battling can, can, the whole race. You know. Can you so. can you beat Brayton? I mean, Justin Brayton. No offense. I mean, Brayton, Brayton is world-class in those races like that. I would take Brayton, I would put the odds really close to Brayton against really anybody. You, you take Benji to Geneva, I put Brayton right in the mix with him. I really do. I think he's that good in that type of racing. I just don't think that racing really translates to what Anaheim is. And I, I don't, that's not saying Barsha's going to do well. I'm not saying Barsha's going to do well. I don't know how he's going to do, but I don't think there's a direct correlation from Geneva to Anaheim because they are completely different types of races. I'm, if I'm J- Jeremy Albrecht, I'm going, oh, I don't know. But what are you going to do about it? What nothing. Do you well, I mean, nothing. There's, there's I, nothing you nothing. can do about I, it. Thank so. you. I didn't realize. I know a radio show on a Monday night isn't going to do anything for him. But... If you're J-Bone and you're worried, what do you do? There's nothing you Nothing. Can't. No, you, you just, just test yeah. and keep working and, yeah, everything right, else. Right. You don't fire. I'm not saying you fire. I'm just, you would hope it went better. That's all. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I would agree all. with that. But at the same time, there's just. Panicking is not going to not going to help anything. You know, you basically talk to Justin and say, "Hey, what was the deal? Like, where are you? Did you feel slow, fast? What can we make better? Why?" And then you try to address it. I mean, they, it's not like this is the first time they dealt with this. They've been dealing with this for two years. You know, guy so, in the chat room says Wygant's awesome, but he's been on JGR's balls for many years. <laughs> That's well, true. Less a little bit that Braden's gone. Yeah, yeah, a very torn actually seeing Braden beat Barsha. Very torn now. I- what happens? Will you Who, be hanging my... out? Will you be hanging out with Genova? And over I there? think so. Yeah. We're gonna be blub, 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 blub in the hot tub. <laughs> be hanging out in the hot tub with Genova. Where's Weegee's in the tub? He's in the tub with Genova, making sure Brayton has Cigars, everything he needs. Hundred dollar yeah. bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hounding me seven days a week, just on my ass. <laughs> How did that start? What was the line there? I don't know. That's I, good. I have no idea. Uh, he looked really good at the test track, but not good at all in Geneva. So take this for all together, and I don't know where we stand. I just, I would hope it. We he would be in the mix for second in those weekends between Geneva and Lille, and he was not. No, I agree. He should be able to beat a guy that the team used to have and no longer has, and a guy who can't get a ride. <laughs> and a guy, and a guy who who jumps on a four fifty in Christian Craig. Craig, who hasn't yeah, really I, raised it for Barsha is right. at a much higher pay grade I, than Mookie, who has no pay. And this all comes back to like what I think of Barsha, as far as I think he's a great rider, and I don't know what's happened. He yeah. is a good rider. He, he's a two time yeah. two fifty Supercross champion. Two time, he should be at the level of the very top guys. He, he finished what top three in the nationals? I think a couple times. Yeah, yeah, oh, he battled for the title against Baggett. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. He should be where Anderson is if he ends up 
never fixing this. If this year goes the way the last yeah. three have gone, and it continue, and that's where his career peaks, it'll be one of the bigger mysteries I think ever. Sure, rookie you can't year point wins. to some massive injury like it just yeah. didn't work. Rookie for some year reason. wins two four fifty supercrosses. Yeah, and just doesn't win and, again and looks phenomenal and yeah. then yeah never wins again. Transfer never wins power. again. Transfer power. Phoenix fourteen. <laughs> I, <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> I rest my it. case. Uh, one thing about uh, Barsha and getting on to the next topic is maybe, and that was the Denfab JGR check-in, by the way. Uh, we'll, we'll do that every each and every week. Uh, one I thing- hope it's positive like that. That's solid for them. <laughs> it really helps out. Every segment where we say the panic button should be sounded. I legitimately tried to get Coy Gibbs to come on. <laughs> I never got a reply to three texts. Okay. Never got one reply. He's busy these days. I don't care. Um, (laughs) My next idea for Barsha is if it works out, if you go by the Steve Mathis plan of making the 250 class great again, he can go to 250s. Because I wrote a column on RacerX Online this week that generated a lot of buzz. A lot of buzz. Yes, a lot of buzz. And uh, (laughs) JT, you and I were fighting it out on text. No, I wouldn't say fighting. Wow. You, you get angrier than me. I just like I like spirited debate. Like I, I enjoy it. I think you get mad at me sometimes because I like, but I, I genuinely like debating with you because you're, you're, so I your premise is you your opinion. Yeah, and we we disagree. So I like to talk these things out. You, your 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 ideas are, are silly. They make no sense. But uh, Davey Coombs th- thought I was kind of crazy. Jeff Myshack from Geico called me. Not a fan of my plan. One of the 250 team owners. It's only me? It's just only me then. Uh, David Pingree, not a fan. The, the fourth, the rider who was fourth all time in 125 starts, uh, Supercross starts, not, did not like my idea. Um, An owner of the Geico team, mm-hmm. when you said they should have less press and attention yeah. so they don't have sponsors yeah. in the 250s anymore, not did not happy. like it? Not happy. Okay. <laughs> but... A lot of other people did. Great feedback on, on the comments on RacerX Online, my Twitter feed. Honestly, no bullshit. 85 to 90% positive that the 250 class is broken. Now, maybe you don't like my plan, and I get it, but it's broken. Where else can you uh, fail for succeeding? Mookie, uh, Weimer, uh, Bogle, all past 250 champions cannot get a run. Weimer, Weimer had his shot. Yeah, he did. Okay, I, I shouldn't have thrown that in there. That's maybe we're reaching for the stars. Um, succeeding and making a lot of money and doing well in your class is rewarded with nothing in the premier class. We should want to see Mookie and Bogle with these terrific rides. Of course, Bogle got the RCH ride, but let's face it, it's, it's, it was on, hanging by a thread. Um, my whole fan you- is just, my whole idea is just that it's broken. Like uh, Osborne, Marty, Amart, and not so much Amart because he was a pretty much privateer guys. These guys are, have made a ton of money by not doing as well as Bogle. And they are now suffer, and now Bogle suffering, and Mookie yeah, suffering. What, what do you? Sorry to interrupt your no, your uh, uh, monologue here. I'm just trying to get to the, you, to the point of the argument. Yeah. Right. What do you attribute Mookie's inability to get a ride to? Because I I I have my own ideas. I'm not sure what it is. I don't think there's one singular answer to it that you can point to. But I think there's a lot of opinions of why he didn't end up with a deal at all. I think Mookie thought Geico could come through for him. And perhaps rejected some overtures uh, from from other people, hoping Geico would pull it together, which they never ended up doing. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, would agree. I think he had opportunities, maybe not the exact opportunity he wanted, mm-hmm. but I the, the I think there's a misconception out there that just no one wanted to help him. I don't necessarily think that's true. I mean, they, I don't have any way of knowing. 
but I can't imagine that no one approached him with opportunities. They just may not have been the ideal situation. So he passed, and then he kind of got left without a chair, which sucks. That that does suck. He's absolutely worthy of a high-level ride, but we all see where this is going. Uh, it was a bad year to be coming out of the 250 class, for sure. Oh, I mean, Bogle, were... Bogle came out two years ago. Bad year for him. No, it wasn't because Geico had a bike available for, for him. no money. Yeah, but he, he still he got his gear money, and that's it. Would you rather have been Bogle at this time last year or Mookie right now? No, I Bogle's know. in a much better position, and so was but, Will Hahn the year before. Barely, that. barely. Yes, but, but Mookie was in an exceptionally Bogle... bad spot with like six yeah, okay, more good yeah, riders yeah. than spots. Yeah, you have to name think... what team should have. Should Pike not be on JJ? Should they have Mookie instead? Should Josh Grant not be on Cowie? Should Mookie be there instead? You got to name someone who got a ride. Josh Grant, fly racing athlete. Oh, okay. Congrats. Yep. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I, you have to find someone that shouldn't have a spot that Mookie should have right now, and that's hard to do. I really think Bogle was in the same spot as Mookie, where he probably had opportunities as well. Uh, but Geico came through, and well, he had a factory bike, and he realized equipment was trumped everything. Th- well, yeah, Bogle's agent was asking for a ton of money from a few different managers you talked to. Um, right. But my point is, like, this is all like, oh, he finally got something, and Bogle finally got this, and Mookie had some opportunities, but you know, maybe held up for the guy. Like all that to me is is just uh, it's just uh, dressing on the fact that this class is succeeding in this class is rewarded with barely being able to get a ride. No, or, I agree, or a crappy ride. And when you fail, like Marty Davalos, like Osborne, like, Osborne's a little different case because he had to go to Europe. He actually had nothing in America. Nobody wanted to hire Zach Osborne. He was forced to go to Europe and ride no supercross for, what, four years? So Osborne's a little different. But, like, Marty's made a ton of money by just staying in the class. Other guys have just made a ton of money by just staying in the class. But also, how, look at how long people have been in that class, and how, how many rides do you think are ideal? Like, how many rides do you think are possible in this sport? I don't know, but in my plan of making the 250 class great again, there's no difference between a 250 winner and a 450 winner right now in our sport in on TV. As far right. as presentation, they get magazine covers, they get TV podium speeches, they get interviews, they get everything. So that is so if I'm Geico or its sponsor, I'm like, screw it. I don't want to beat Roxon and Dungey. That's way too hard. I'm going to race against half the class in 250s and win the title. And the average fan doesn't know any difference between uh, uh, Will Hahn uh, up there on podium with Geico on his on his chest, or or Kenny Roxon with you know Roxon's but feet is a hundred times harder. I have a question: If the if you want these guys to move up, you know uh, Davalos and whoever, uh, you know all those guys in that group, you're gonna you're gonna be needing about thirty ish thirty five rides in the four fifty class. I don't think that's I don't think that's attainable. I don't think that's possible. So you're going to have guys that are basically riding out of out of a van or quitting to get a real job. So I don't know if that's any better. Well, we we talked a little bit about that at our buffet. Uh, uh, Steve, here's your problem. You okay. keep saying you're you're help. Let me help you defend yourself here. Huh. Your real point isn't I want to destroy the 250 class or no. make it great again. Your real point is not the 250 class is broken. The 450 class is what is broken. What you're mad about is the dude in 16th, 17th, 18th place, the 16th, 17th, 18th best guy, or even the 10th best guy. This is guy, the MotoGP, it, the NASCAR of our sport. You're mad that the 10th place guy in the 450 class is not making as good a living as the first place guy in the 250. Or even the top five guys. Well, yeah. Weimer, Weimer, made, Weimer got 10th. 
Weimar got nothing but gear not, money. Not top five. Top ten. Top five is fine. Barsha, Muscan. No, I meant uh, top Anderson. ten and 250s. Or top five and 250s. Right. The 10th place guy, the top five 250 guys are yes. destroying the 10th place guy in money. And that's what you're mad about. If you're, the goddamn, you're goddamn right, I'm mad about if, that. If the 450 class, if all 20 guys in that main event were making good money and had good rides, you would be fine with the 250 class as it is. Yes, you only have yes, a problem with yes, the 250s yes. because the the triples, as you like to call them, the 10th place guy, the 11th place guy, the 12th place guy, the 450 class. I'm doing this for Canari. Right. You're for the for the meathead Canari type guys. You're bummed that those guys, and we're talking about it right now, again, Weimer, trying to find a ride. Tickle and Bogle, barely getting a ride. Weston Pike was barely able to get a ride for a few years. All those guys. You want them to be able to make more money, so your hope is if you can take money out of the 250 class and put it into the 450s, then those guys can get paid. But the industry is basically saying we'd rather win in the 250s than get 10th in the 450s. Yes, All because, day long. because of McGrath. And my article said that. I, That's, I where it started. I don't... That's where it started. I don't think that speaking from a professional like my business side as, you know, with fly racing, for us, that's never going to be as valuable. I don't care what class it is. If you're putting, if you are out there winning a race in front of that many people or having a chance to win, that's always going to be worth more than 15th place in the 450 class, no matter the circumstances or well, anything but else. What if we took your 250 class and, and, and didn't put it on TV? I still the the fifteenth place guy is not going to be on TV anyway. So what's the difference? At yeah, least you're getting maybe in front we of fifty or sixty thousand people. Maybe. The argument you're getting anyway. from Geico Honda is, if we told Geico your two fifty class and all our gets on TV, we can sponsor the guy in fifteenth. They'll say, well, we don't want the guy in fifteenth, so we're just leaving. We're out of the sport. Right? They're not going to help. They're still not going to help. It's right. just like Jimmy John's. They're going to be like, no, thank you. Like we're good. We want to win or we're out. And trust us, no one's near, near or dear to the heart of those positions in the 450 class more than JT. JT, I'm sure you yeah. wish the guys in those spots in the 450 class were making millions. But oh, of course. Okay. I, I was very fortunate that Forrest, you know, Forrest was like my brother, so I had a job all those years, or I would have been in the same boat every year. You know, I, um, I understand it fully. <laughs> I just don't think that taking spotlight off the 250 is going to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Well, and I think you have a valid complaint. I just don't think that. That is exactly the right way to go about it. I don't think it'll accomplish what you want. Well, I feel like it's two against one, and so it is time for the Gear Alley cold call to see if we can bring this back up to someone who was texting me. Gear Alloy, designed, engineered, and so calendar to stay on trade with design and source worldwide. If you have a Jeep, truck, or SUV, get some Gear Alloy. Uh, they've dominated the light truck and SUV market for a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear. Let's call someone that has won. At the highest level in the 250 class, and someone who then had to move may or may not to the big class may or may not agree with me. Danny Stevenson on the Gear Alloy cold call. Is he 1990, where, 125. Is he actually where we're calling him? This might champion. not work out well at all. Cold it's always worked before, bro. It's called the Gear Alloy cold call. I feel like there's 50-50 that he picks up. Been more than that. It's been better than that. Hi, yes, it's Jagger home, please. Hmm. See if he answers the gear out of the Denny call. Stevenson? Not answering. Could be with a chick. I'm sorry, the person you are trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Uh, uh, shocker. <laughs> shocker. Typical Denny. Imagine uh, that. Uh, if, Denny. If, if there was one rider that we, Right. If there was one rider who had no voicemail box set up uh, or any Denny. or it was full. Yeah, Full or set up, not set up, was the, 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 the clubhouse uh, leader. Uh, uh, Danny Stevenson, everybody. He and I were texting back and forth, and uh, he 
is with me, and I wanted him to get on to defend me. But okay, listen. Okay, Weege and JT, Mathis, idea sucks balls. Okay, fine. Geico's going to fold up and go, and JT feels fly racing won't get their value from a 15th place guy. Okay, I get it. What about this? Fuck it. 250 class, wide open, 17 rounds. You no pointing out if Alex Martin could stay in there forever. If Justin Barsha struggles in 450s and he's a two-time 250 Supercross champion, he can go back down. What about that? I'm fine with that. Just make it wide open. How does that help? It works outdoors. How does that help? It helps because maybe we just say, Weimer, go back down. Bogle, stay down. And keep getting rides. And if you're a Forkner or a Mitchell Harrison or one of these kids, you are going to be scratching and clawing to make your way in that class because you will be stuck behind a bunch of vets. But maybe rides open up for these kids. But it works. It works in the outdoors, right? The guys move down all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Not it does, all the time, but, but yeah. the system is somewhat I mean, gamed over. The, the, the base of those teams is based on we build a team two riders on each coast for Supercross, and for the most part, we just continue them racing outdoors. They do shuffle the deck a little bit outdoors, but if they were building teams exclusively for the 250 Nationals, it would probably be different. But for the most part, they just take their Supercross team on 250s and just make them ride outdoors. Just make it wide open in Supercross. Just, and, and, and we just treat it like another class, no pointing out, hey, Barsha's in this class, and we think he can ride to 450. You know, and maybe the law of the jungle the salaries, the support, all sort of like sorts itself out in the mix as far as, you know, who's making how much and what's going on and everything else. And if, if Cooper Webb wants to stay in two videos and just dominate forever, go ahead. I like the system as it is because I believe... Okay, that's that, the wrong answer. That's, that's terrible. not allowed. That's a terrible answer. I feel like it rigs the system to force as many different riders to win and get paid and win championships as possible and... I do feel bad for the 12th place guy in the 450 class, and that seemingly is unfair, but I don't know how you... We've already discussed a way to try to rig it to make the 15th place guy more relevant, and we can't figure out a way to do it. Once you eliminate East-West, okay, we have four and five rider teams in the 250 class right Mm -hmm. now. They won't have four guys anymore. They'll have two. Oh, well. So we just lost half the rides. You don't know that. Why would they have, if, they, if, if Team Kawasaki has a two-rider 450 team, why would Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki have a five-rider 250 team to do the exact same races? I don't know. Okay, well, excellent. We'll have to figure it okay. out. Okay. They well, would do the same thing. Maybe, They'd have a two-rider maybe, team. Maybe they spend so much because, you know, Kawasaki pays those salaries for Pro Circuit guys. So maybe they spend so much they put an extra guy in 450s. They put another ride in 450s because they have X amount of budget. But we still have the problem of, okay, so Kawasaki picks up a third guy who's getting 12th every weekend, that's not doing anything for anyone. Until we can well, figure out a way Josh to solve Grant that. what's Josh Grant doing? What's Josh Grant going to do for them? He's not going to win. He's a 6th he's a to 12th place guy. Oh, you're going to get flamed now. He's not going to win? How dare you? How <laughs> dare, dare you? dare me. So, you want to call Chris Close? <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I, yeah. Like, make it wide open. You just, right now, it rewards you for sucking. Not sucking, but being very good. Don't be great, because being great is the worst thing. If you're Brock Sellers or if you're Ping, Ping has openly admitted he took a dive to stay in that class. Sellers did it when I was at KTM. I have no doubt Marty probably uh, had his chain come off on purpose. I'm kidding. Really? I'm joking. (laughs) That's a joke. But I'm saying... Did he not go to Toronto on purpose? (laughs) No, I I do not think so. It was too early in the championship for that. He was the points leader, I think. But what I'm saying is, 
just being very good is fine, and that's wrong. That's Only not a- for a very yes. That is true that there are examples of this, but there are about eight examples in the last twenty years. You have to be at a very specific level to be as good as Marty to have the potential to win races but not win enough to get out of the class, but not suck enough to not end up with a ride. Okay. It is tough Would you to say, be on that precipice. I'm going to take Jake Weimer as my example. Tenth yeah. place in the points last year. Yeah. Getting per race money from seven only. Had to race to get paid by seven. Right. And expenses paid. Yeah. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and maybe some sort of contingency, but I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Would you not say that there are probably 15 250 riders that made more money than Jake Weimer last year. Yeah, they probably are. Okay, that's yeah. wrong. That's wrong. Yeah, if that's they made wrong. any money at all, yeah, there's that's 15 wrong. guys that got paid. That's wrong. For sure. It's wrong. It's wrong. When Weimer and Bogle, Bog, when Mookie, what's Bogle making, you think, at RCH? Oh, I mean, is he, he has to making Would Bogle right? and Tickle get a salary at all? Do we? I don't think so. I was at the Brock tonight. Sure, we'll I'll tell him. you. Yeah. yeah. JT, do you think they would get a salary at all from RCH? I do not think so. Uh, I don't know how this year because their budget was so tight, yeah, but I would think for sure last year. No, uh, yeah, 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 last year for sure. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but by the way, by the way, Weimer was once in the 250 class under the same rules that today's riders are in yeah, now. Yeah, he did his job. He won his title. He made plenty of money, I'm sure, when he did it. The system worked to his advantage then. Okay. He's tenth place in the premier class. At least what? And he can't get a ride. How lucky is Weimer that in 2010? Watch your water there. In 2010, yeah. Seventy won the title. 2010, uh, nine. nine, I think. Dungey won in nine. He won in ten. So lucky Weimer in 2010 that he didn't have Dungey. some other tenth place 450 guy coming in that year and costing him his title. Okay, well, that was yeah, his chance. No, everything's great in the sport. It's fantastic. These guys are. Everything's great. 450 class with Mookie nothing and Bogle nothing and Tickle no money and everything's great. It's fantastic. I don't know how you solve it. I don't know how you solve it. I don't know either, but at least I'm suggesting some I, things. I give you credit I gave for you that. two ideas. Yes. And you both shit on them. Both of you shit on No, JT didn't shit on my 17 race idea. Until we can make, and the only place that really gives them a home is right here, pulpamex.com show. <laughs> Until we can make the triples, the 10th to 20th place guys who are gnarly, right. unless we can somehow find a way to give them more love, more attention... And by the way, this is partially on the fans who tell us all the time that's what they want. They love privateers. They love these dude stories. But then they really don't care. They just want 300 Ken Roxon stories. Okay, here's an... But until we can make the world care more about those guys, and I don't know if we can make them, this is always going to be a problem. Here's another problem, JT, and I'll ask you this. Uh, Okay, so you you signed Josh Grant, JT. I don't know for how much. I'm going to guess... Hundred grand, okay, for Josh Grant. Am I in the ballpark? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay, I'm probably in the ballpark. Josh Grant is going to be eighth to twelfth place guy in the main event with everybody healthy. Maybe some flashes and dashes here. He'll make it to the mains through the semi, and he'll be a solid guy, you know, next to Tomac the way he always has been. I would argue, JT, that if you did like a Joyce Julius report. On fly racing of your riders, I don't know if you guys. Would you do say that. Orange Julius? <laughs> that does sound <laughs> fantastic. No, the, the advertising agency, Joyce Julius. It's like a okay. report on how much you, you where your logo is, how much it's worth, how much you spent, okay. you know, to get your dollar. I would argue, JT, that the seven deuce deuce who you pay very little money to, who's in the LCQ every week or very close to it, and he's up front and he's on TV, like that could be worth more to you than 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 Josh Grant. And I'm not saying it to pump up seven deuce deuces tires, although we love him and he's he's a co-host on our show. 
That's also a little bit wrong. Like you can get a, I've had people tell me this in the industry, uh, a bar company, a handlebar company guy told me this. I'd rather sponsor one of these privateer dudes who are in the LCQ for nothing, next to nothing, because Ralph and Jeff are going to talk about them, and they may win, and their logo is going to be on TV because they interview those guys. There's a lot of dead air on those. Uh... <laughs> there is. <laughs> and now... I, will tell you, I will tell you the value, and, and trust me, Seven News Deuce is worth a lot. I mean, he, no. but he's, so, he's so atypical. Oh. I mean, he's such a personality. Well, Schmidt, not... Nick Schmidt, any of these guys, pick a, pick a dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See what the difference is. The difference is when you go into a dealer in wherever, pick a city, Wabash, you know, Indiana, wherever. Just pick a random city, and you go in and you're talking to that dealer, and they say you you say, hey, you should bring in this gear line or whatever. They say, oh yeah, who, who do you got wearing this stuff? And we say Josh Grant. They go, oh yeah, 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 I know that. That's cool. Like, and they'll you know they can see a picture and say, oh wow, that's that's pretty cool. Like that gives you credibility. When you say Adam Enticknap. You know, unless they're a hardcore enthusiast, they don't know who that is, unfortunately. Yes, so, but but they're watching TV. But the credibility factor is is much much different. It really is. Okay. It's, it's just a different deal. I don't argue with you. The ROI we're getting on a guy like Adam, huge. Like that's why we would not let him go. Uh, we've had other people try to come in and hire him away, and then it's just no no chance. Right, right, right. Um, but guys like Josh Grant, guys that are have been in the limelight for a long time, they offer your brand credibility, and, and that's, yeah, I'm, that's valuable. Yeah, I agree, and I get it. Josh, absolutely. He's at dealer signings as well. You know, he's, he's next to Tomac yep. everywhere he goes. But the guy at the bar company who told me that isn't far off. Like, that's not a bad idea. And no, I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I just, I'm just saying the other side of the coin. Right, you and, have to have those guys that you know win credibility to your brand. But what I'm saying is that's wrong in a sense. Like you should be rewarded for for JG, you know, a little bit more than maybe what you are. I don't know. I'm just I'm spitballing here. So yeah, and I do give. I do. I don't want to sell you short. You did a great job of. It? You actually are trying to solve this problem where the rest of us are just shaking our heads saying this sucks. For anybody yeah. to tell me that the 250 class is not broken, I shake my head at that. It's not the 250 class that's broken. Okay, it's the 450 class that's broken. Fine, fine, Whatever. Yes. We have issues. We got yes. problems. That's all. Yes. That's it. All yep. right. Okay. Let's move on from that. We don't have JT for too much longer. Coming up with Brock Tickle, Mark Rogers, uh, ex motorcycle superstore as well. Jason Wygant in studio, brought to you by RoostMX.net. We'll get more into that. Gear Alloy cold call, too, by the way. Danny Stevenson, you've, you've let us down. That worked out brilliantly. But the voicemail not being set up is also perfect. Mm -hmm. So um, the next issue or next thing I want to talk about, timed main events, everybody. Timed main events are coming. I broke this story on RacerX Twitter last week. Got a few people upset, too. About where did I find that information out? Yeah. But I will never give my yes. sources away. It was not JT either. Um, so time made events. And from what I hear, they want a 20 I've heard some different things, so I can't say for sure. But they want, a, from what I heard, they want a 20-minute block and a 15-minute block for, for the two classes. So that would be like 18 plus 2. But I heard from someone else it was like 20 plus 2. I can't see it being that. 18 plus 2, JT. I don't know if I like that. These guys from 10 to 20, 10 to 22nd, have a hard time doing 18 laps. You know? Oh, like, that's sad, though. They should be. I mean, honestly, with the, as deep as the 450 classes and Supercross, especially at the beginning of the year, if you can't do 20 laps, you, you need to think about doing something else because that's your job. Well, so. I don't know. I mean, 
they should just get rid of the 250 class and shovel more money into these guys who can't even do 20 minutes. How about a so do they deserve? Uh, are they earning four, the money or not? I'm how about confused. a 450 B main? That was my <laughs> next idea. I'm actually more down with that. Are you really? Only because you are never, we cannot solve the problem. The whole goal is how can you make the 14th place finisher in the 450 main worth money to someone and we cannot figure out a way to do it. Uh, he's either got to win in the 250s uh-huh. or win in some other class. I okay. hate, I don't know any way to solve making Look, 14th relevant, even okay. though 14th is awesome. Okay, let's get on to this time main events. Yes. So um, you know how good the Canadians would be in 450B main? <laughs> You're lucky. I do not hang up on you right now. Yeah, I should hang up on you. I should hang up on you. Only because it's first show in two weeks, but you're already making me mad. Um, so. Look, I sit here every Monday and say, change something, and I literally yell and scream about changing something. Yeah. So I am not going to criticize this before it happens, before we see it. It is change. It is something I wanted. I talked about spending $75 as a family of four on tickets each and then watching that Santa Clara race, the, the abomination that that was. Um You know, <laughs> and, and seeing, like, if your favorite rider is Ryan Denji, you were seeing him on the track at a Santa Clara race. You're seeing him for less than 20 minutes. Out of a four-hour night. Yeah. Th- that's not right. Yeah. That's not right. You need to see Ken Rocks and Ryan Dungey more. So I'm not going to criticize this until I see it. I don't like it, though. The early returns like on my mind is, Weege, you've always said this. Making the races longer is just going to make them more boring. Well, it is. But, I mean, okay, in lieu of some other things, I guess having two or three main events a night or something like that, maybe uh-huh. it's not as good as that. But it's definitely better than the existing structure. Um. I don't know. Will it be more of a runaway? Who? Yes, it will. It's, it, okay. will it will not make the racing better. Okay. But I can't imagine but anybody s- right now is saying, oh, four more minutes of main event, Ryan Dungey, Ken Rocks, and all those guys I like. I don't want that. It's not going to make the racing better, but I can't imagine anyone thinks it's worse than the way it is now. Who would, but 14, no. 14 minute main events are terrible. I mean, that's, that's not good. Yes. Yeah. No, no, main no, event, yeah. no, 14 no. 14 minutes or whatever. That's but, okay. This so, is better so than I that. Should, I sure. should clarify it. Yeah. I don't know if it'll make better racing. It's just no, going it to be better. I, I, will, I will tell yeah. you right now, it will not. Yeah. But it's still better than a 14-minute main. But, dude, some of these guys can't do it. <laughs> We've seen Honestly. the 14-minute main take a lot out of these guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's for reals, you know, so. Jeff I, Alessi, oh, you're in trouble, bro. Jeff's got an issue with 14 minutes. <laughs> Absolutely. One, he's going to be tough on Jeff. He's got a trouble with four-minute mains. So let me ask you this then. I haven't heard anything else of these details besides time main events. And we're looking at, uh, so the normal main is 20 laps. Uh, we are looking at, generally speaking, I've kind of roughly done the math, about 24, about 24 laps. It'll be about four to five laps more, depending on track, of course. Yeah. Generally speaking. Um, are they going to cut elsewhere from the program? Because please don't make the heats any shorter. They're please don't short, yeah. Please don't make the LCQ. The LCQs are great. What are they going to do? Yeah, and they brought the semis back as a way to attempt yeah, to address yeah, what we talked about yeah. to get those mid-tier no, because, guys some spotlight. J- guys like JT, when it was top nine in the heat, this guy would on the phone right here would ride around like he was at Dade City practice state when, if he was in the top nine. Yeah, well, yeah, you can't take a chance of crashing. No, I know. Right, right, That's what right. I mean. It sucked. Yeah. 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 yeah, and they give those guys the chance to win a semi to yeah. give them some yeah. love. They're yeah. trying. Right. Yeah. So, okay, time main events. Where are we at, JT? What do you think? I like it. I, I don't see any downside to it. Okay, maybe the the race at the front is is not as tight on the last couple laps, but I think more is better when it comes to getting the stars on the track because, let's face it, unless you're there all day, you don't see these guys very much. 
for, for the average fan that shows up at 6 o'clock, you don't see them very much out there. So I think getting them on the track longer is better. Um, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. I can't imagine anyone is going to... You, you've had some people mad wondering how you got the info. Yeah. But has anyone said to you, I'm against this idea? No. Has any no, fan? No. There's but, no way they could. But I don't think it's going to make for better racing. But how, no. I mean, how many races come down to the laugh up anyway? Yeah, none. Not many. No, That's not why many. I know it won't make yeah. the racing better. It won't. Well, if you're Eli Tomac, you're very happy. Dungy's very happy. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, you guys need me to go five more laps? No problem. Yeah, it's going to help a few guys, but I don't think it's going to have a dramatic impact. Uh, I would overall. rather see shorten these things up and have two of them. I agree that's better. I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Right? I just don't know if that's an, an easy thing to change or an easy option they just had. do something. Right. And this so, is doing okay, something, and is, this will be is. better than what it is right now. Yes. No one is going to say it's worse no. this way. No. Yeah. So I'm okay with it. Okay. But it's yeah. not going to help out racing. Not like people think. No. No. Because in I the would, end, I man, would be in favor. Yep. I, I would be in favor of structuring, re- restructuring the format, even if you had to go back to heat, you know, the nine people out of the heat. If you, got, if you could find time to do two 10 or 12 lap main events, I think that would help a lot. I really think it would raise the level of excitement. You get two, you know, main event starts. Um, I don't know if that will ever happen, but I, I do agree with you guys. That's the ultimate fix is giving more close racing with multiple chances at races that really matter. The heat races don't matter. These guys are just, if they're in the top four, they're just trying to get through it. I, I just think that um, I think having like five main events with two 12 lappers would be so good. Also, maybe some rider, maybe Kennard like excels at these. And you're like, ooh, Kennard at the short races, watch for him. These are especially, uh, he gets good starts and he hangs on. I mean, that's not really Kennard, but you know what I mean, some rider. Yeah. And, and he can hang on for 12 laps and, and do really well, and it's the extra 20 minutes or extra 10 minutes that kill him. It just adds an extra like spice to the class. You, know? you like spice. I, I like know spice, that. yeah. Well, yeah, and that's why the 20-minute main event really isn't going to make the racing better because the starts are so critical, and if the two guys who are as fast as each other, let's say it's Dungey and Roxon, don't start together, uh, it doesn't matter if you had 50 laps. They're too close on speed. They don't wind up catching each other. Mm-hmm. What actually makes it exciting is that anticipation of, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Usually by about lap 10, we kind of already know. Yeah. So adding four extra laps beyond that doesn't yeah. help. But an extra start where you're like, okay, once again, I don't know what's going to happen. One could get a bad start. One could get a good start. Mm-hmm. That's what actually adds the drama. There is one little drawback, though, of those shorter main events, and we see it at the Monster Cup, and I mention it every year on our podcast. If you think the guys outside the top 10 don't get love now, at least those last seven laps of the main when it's boring, the TV producers have nowhere to go, and they'll mm-hmm. find a battle for 12th. Yeah. Well, now that's not going to happen at all. Right. Shane McElrath got like eighth at Monster Cup this year in a 350. I don't think he ever got on TV. Because when it was only 10 laps, the racing up front stayed close for almost the whole time. Yeah. So they never had a reason to go outside the top five. So if you shorten the main events and have two of them or three of them, there'll be even less... Uh, focus on the guys in the back. It'll be more exciting for the guys up front, and that's what the fans really want, but it makes it worse for those guys who are already having a tough time making a living as it is. Uh, all right, let's get into the X-Brand Goggle tear-offs right away. First, we'll get a couple phone calls, and then uh, we'll let's skip the first commercial. We'll let JT go, and then we'll we'll come back with Mark, uh, Mark Rogers here at 7.30, and then tickle after that. Uh, Jay, uh, you got a mountain bike question for Wygant? No, I was joking around. It was a, oh. it was a mountain bike maintenance question for Wygant. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. Well, I'm quite infamous for selling things on Craigslist of high quality, correct? <laughs> uh, 
believe me, I would never take mountain bike maintenance advice from you. I know firsthand. Yes. Yeah, no, Coy Gibbs told us about the mountain bike race that Wygant showed up to in his old jersey and his old shoes, and he clipped in and fell over. Yeah. Uh, well, hope it didn't leave any scratches on the bike. <laughs> yeah. Hey, got a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, this guy bought a bike for me. JT still on the line. He is. Yeah. Right. Yep. Now, uh, now, Steve, you and you and JT are no strangers to uh, to placing bets. So, considering considering the top four or five four fifty guys, what kind of betting odds would you guys need to see before you place a sizable wager on one of them for the twenty seventeen championship? Oh, if it's anybody outside of Dungey, Tomac, and uh, and Roxon, I'm out. Like, I don't think the odds could be big enough, right, JT, for anybody other than those three. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could take a flyer on a couple guys, but I wouldn't. I mean, yeah. obviously, the smart money is all on those three. I don't I, know how I, you get around those three. I think you could make it big enough outside of those three for me to put a money, yeah. even you know, a hundred dollars on. Um, and those, and if you ask me, those three, uh, they should all be pretty even, pretty even odds. I wouldn't. I favor Roxon. I don't think I don't think Tomac would be uh, as close as the other two. I think you have to discount Tomac a little bit. Well, a little bit, but not much. Like, I think right now Tomac is probably being discounted, but if Tomac gets it going this year, no one's going to be shocked. It'll be like, okay, no. I guess last year was time main events, bro. Time main events. But he can't. Oh, yeah. He can't be considered as likely as the other two. I not mean, right now. I don't think. No. No, I, I don't think so either. I no. think he's obviously in the conversation, but the other two have got to be clear cut favorites over him. I think just from track record and Supercross, right. So there you go. All right, guys. Hey, it's uh, these podcasts are always gold with Weijin Studio. Thanks for all the hard work. Yeah, appreciate thank you, man. Appreciate it. Love having them here. All it cost was a flight and a buffet. Uh, Tyson, what's going on? How are I you? I got used mountain bike money. I'm good. Yeah. What's up, gentlemen? How are we doing tonight? Good. Thanks for calling. What's happening? Absolutely. So, I wanted to catch JT on the line while I asked this question. Oh yeah, why not? Everybody wants to talk to JT. Yeah. And exactly. So uh, he's a big fan of Alden and Alden's program. And if you think about it, I believe that Marvin Muscan is really the first time that Alvin's had a guy overseas racing quite a bit outside of the program. So I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on um, having one of Alvin's guys overseas doing a lot of overseas racing because usually his guys are on lockdown, not doing anything to prepare for the 2017 season. Yeah. JT? You know what? This is uh, – I, I, I do agree with you, but it's always the number one guy. That, that is on lockdown. Uh, if you look at, you know, how Alden structures his program, he always has his number one in that, you know, it was Ricky, then it was Stewart, then it was Bill Poto, now it's Dungey. And then he, in recent years, has always brought in guys to kind of be the secondary guys, and, and obviously they help the number one. They push the number one guy. Uh, and I'm sure Marvin doesn't look at himself as a secondary guy, and Jason Anderson doesn't either. But if you just look at it on paper, they are. They're secondary guys to Ryan Dungey. Uh, and, and I think that's where you find that, that hard line where Alden's just like, no, you're not doing these races. You know, they pushed the XM, SMX Cup on him. He, they've gotten, gotten him out of Motocross the Nations the last two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's that number one guy that he really says, hey, man, you're, you're going to put yourself in a hole if you do these things. But for a guy like Marvin, if, the, well, if you're for, – for a guy like Dungey, anything less than a championship is considered a failure. But for Marvin, it's not. So if Marvin can go make an extra, you know, 150 grand, I think he's he's probably going to go do that. And Alden's not saying, "Hey, man, you're costing yourself a title here." So and, I just uh, think it's a little bit different perspective. And Tyson too. Uh, Stu did uh, Bercy with Alden as trainer one year. 
Uh, so okay, you know it does happen. I mean, do you think it's it's rare? Do you but, think it's more about keep, keeping them safe, or is it really about the actual program of just not uh, dungey out of this range? It's continuity, continuity yeah. in the program. Yeah, I don't think it's safeness. Yeah. It's just uh, you know, and also too. Hey, don't forget, uh, Cincerillo went to Geneva on Alden's program, destroyed his shoulder. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah it's another. Look how good that went out. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at the if you look at the dollar figures too, for a guy like Dungey, he probably makes three times minimum what Marvin does, if not more. Oh, more, I would think. So, yeah, yeah. I would yeah, think and I'm being conservative with that. So it's not such a a big deal for Dungey, where Marvin, man, he can really help his bottom line to go do those races. So I'm sure Marvin, or I'm sure Alden takes that into account. Saying like, hey, man, I understand. You know, you can you can really help yourself financially by doing these things. And let's let's be real, you're not the favorite for the title, so mm-hmm. you know, one, huh. you know. Kind of give you some leaning, leaning uh, thanks, Tyson. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, hey, uh, for all of you guys out there who haven't signed up for the old uh, Jason Thomas VIP program, I'm just going to be the first to say that email Jason at 36, Jason36 at AOL.com. AOL. I'm, uh, oh! Many, uh, yeah. many VIP with Jason, so uh, big oh. fan of his, a yeah. big fan of the program. So uh, drop a line at Jason and help him out for the season. Yeah, I'm not familiar awesome. with I'm not familiar with the the title sponsor of that team anymore. But I, I yeah, go check it out. Um, oh bloody hell, I screwed that up, didn't that's, I? No, that's all right. No, that's fine, Tyson. Yeah, go check it out. Honestly, right. Jason Thirty Six. Thanks, well, thanks cool. Tyson. Uh, well, JT, not everybody is a fan of you or your program. Um, we had a voicemail earlier, and maybe you want to listen to Tyson could could hear. Are we going to do that now or are we going to do that later? Hey, guys. I just wanted to comment on the whole subject of why JT, everybody thinks JT hates him. It's because he comes off like the world's biggest douchebag. I spent two days next to the guy at two different races and didn't talk, didn't say a single word to me. I sat next to him in the press box two full days of just total dickhead. He is a dickhead. He brings that upon himself, and it's nobody else's fault but his. Wow! Wow! First of all, though, first of all, though, like I don't, I often do not speak to the person next to me in a Why press would box you? if I do not know them. Like, Why would you do that? Hey, hey what's hi. up, dude? How are you? How's that hot dog? Right. What, what, what to- two day race were we at? Dude, I don't know, but he's not. Was it was it Pontiac doubleheader in like '92? Because I don't think I was there. That guy was not happy with you. Not happy. No, I, I don't know what where he was at or what two day race we were at or we did. If we, I didn't know him, I probably didn't talk to him for sure because what? I don't. I don't do that really. I know. Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> I think if he came up to me and and had a one on one conversation, I think he would change his opinion. But that's all right. Not everybody's gonna like you. No, nah, Tyson. Tyson likes you, and he wants you to do the VIP program. So. Um, all right, X-Brown Goggle Tear-Offs. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brown Goggle is a choice of champions everywhere like Brock Tickle, Freddie Norn, Kyle Chisholm. You name it, they wear X-Brand Goggles. Uh, Matt Pichelia did, used to. Now he's probably in some other crappy goggle over at JGR. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, great guys, and I uh, use code PulpMX16 uh, to save at xbrandoggle.com. Brand new goggle out. The XS goggle. It's got the outriggers on it. The EKS XS. No? XS. But by just, X, the just, X EKS. Can you just oh, play along? Geez. All right, yeah. Can you just right. play along? Uh, it's a tear off. Choice of champions everywhere. Okay? Where? Everywhere. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, Looking for that. These questions were submitted uh, by Corey Moser. Oh. Do you know him? No. No, me Not neither. And uh, 30 seconds or less on the clock. Let's do it, Travis. Weed, we'll start with you. All in all, how much will you spend on Christmas gifts this year? 
It's been a tough year in the Beach household for Christmas gifts. My son is obsessed with motocross toys, and unfortunately, they're not available in stores for whatever reason. We don't have the Road Champs, MXS, Flick Tricks. Do they still make those? No. Oh. So I've had to resort to bargaining with people on eBay, and you can buy them in the used marketplace on Amazon. It really hurts. I'm overpaying. So we're into well over $100 on these dumb motorcycle toys, which would have cost me 15 years ago. It probably would have cost me 30 bucks, and now I'm into over 100 Do you have the Black Andrew Short? Uh, yeah, he's, okay. he just showed up in a box. Okay. The Black Andrew Short did show up. Yes, Red Bull Honda, Blackface Andrew Short. Right. Yes. <laughs> he looks like Cisco. The blonde hair. <laughs> the thong, yeah, thong, yeah, thong. thong guy. Yes. So it's very expensive this year. Right. I'm upset. All right. Over 100 everybody. Watch out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, if the starting great happens, who will it benefit and who will it hurt? No idea. I think if you're a good starter, it doesn't matter. If you're a bad starter, it doesn't matter, right? Nobody's JT, anybody technique going to improve with this? Uh, just going to be what it is, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it'll really matter. Right. All right, next question. I'm against it, but uh, we'll get to that. You're against it? Yeah, I don't like it. Oh. Uh, JT, where do guys like Reed, Roxon, and Dungey want to be in the off-season preparation right now? I don't. I wish you could see this. Uh, question. Yeah, early early December, they are they're still you know hitting it really hard right now. Like lots of twenty lap motos, uh, lots of lots of hard training. They're probably ramping up the intensity. They're doing more sprints right now, starting to. Uh, and they'll keep going for another two weeks at least. But when it comes close to Christmas time, they'll start backing it down. And, and this is where it starts to transition into a lot of the intensity, like lap times, getting your speed up. You're in shape right now, and, and you've got to find some speed in the next month or so. All right, 34 seconds. I'm wrapping my training up, too. Uh, by the way, uh, this week, myself and JT and Weege heading to Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah. To film the Racer X uh, videos. Supercross Super preview, preview videos. Yeah. Yep. So that should be fun. Coming an annual tradition. Ping's not coming, though, so we can't do the eating contest. Or is Ping coming? No, Ping's going to be in California. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to uh, be shooting it from the Anaheim parking lot on Friday. Okay. With so, the empty Anaheim parking so lot. So no, no eating contest. I forgot all about the eating contest. Okay. We did Ping have that. a whiteboard? Uh, he will have a whiteboard. <laughs> okay, good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys, these people were talking about. They I said they kept saying boobs. What? Yeah. Just drawing. Dude, just breaking it down. It's crazy that way. People were having... Analyzing yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next question. Uh, Weege, who's your sleeper pick for 2017? Brayton. Boom. How, how many seconds is that? Uh, two. When it comes to Brayton, that's about <laughs> yeah. all I get in me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next question. Uh, Steve, what really happened with RCH almost closing? Well, they just lost their sponsor, right? They just lost... They lost Jimmy John's, and people think, I think they lost Jimmy John's because of Kenny. I do think that. You do think that? Yes, I do, from what I gather. But I don't know for sure. That's just my own opinion. But hold on. But They so had I- signed, they were going to sign J-Mart for huge money as a Roxon replacement, knowing they, at the time, had Jimmy John's. So at one point, Jimmy John's knew Roxon was leaving, yeah. and they were still going to be paying the I team. I think that's why what happened. I think they're like, eh, we can't have Roxon, we're out. Because apparently Roxon... Oh, J-Mart, eh, again? <laughs> I think Jimmy Jones. I don't think you can look at J Mart and say that's a Roxon replacement. That's but they knew one. that they the team made him an offer based on having Jimmy Johns. At the time, they thought they were going to have Jimmy Johns. But I'm saying I don't think Jimmy Johns knew. I don't think Jimmy Johns was really looking at it very closely. If they, if they thought that he was going to come in and be Roxon, they were deluding themselves. Somebody and, was lying to him. And Soaring Eagle was always out. They just changed, uh, you know, changed the head leaders and and they left. They were out. So um, they were always leaving. 
Soaring Eagle. I think Jimmy Jones was also. Okay. I believe it's coincidence. You know what's funny, though, is the Jimmy. there was a big uh, uh, problem with Jimmy Johns. Kenny not thanking Jimmy Johns or there was what a was little going issue on. There logo was something on go- logo something. on a shirt that was. They wouldn't zoom out on TV or something. Yeah. That? Yeah. yeah so there I were some know. issues. Yeah. I think they had a bad taste. And I've even heard some people a bad theorize. Taste. Oh. Oh, they did not have a bad taste. They, they're great <laughs> subs. I, I endorse them. However, I, I did hear there was some of that. And even some people have theorized that they think Jimmy John's might be trying to go public somewhere down the road. So they're clearing the books. Look a little more profitable for the next year or two. How about they clear the books of that 60cc router? That they sponsor. Kevin Harvick, man. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. NASCAR people All making right. things happen. All right. Next question. JT, will Tony Alessi make it through Supercross without making a headline or a scene? He's been pretty mellow. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know, headline, yes. Uh, make a scene. There's serious shit going on with those guys. If you've ever seen Tony in the press box screaming about out of your mind, what's dude. going on the track, that's... He's making a scene, but it's not. He's not trying to. He just. What the fuck are you doing? Um, he said on the show. I'm about fifty percent less crazy. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of sound drops in a row. Yeah. All right. Next question. Those were not all me, by the way. I wouldn't interrupt you like that. (laughs) Uh, Weege. This guy does a backflip. Now he thinks he runs the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big deal, bro. Uh, How will monsters move into NASCAR affect Moto? We'll probably have a longer segment on this, so just to keep it tear off, I'll say it won't. We'll be fine. It'll have a very minor impact at most. Someone help me when they start doing the crossover. Like, I'm oh, going to no, lose my mind yeah. if it keeps... It'll like, have an impact in that direction. I'm they're gonna, not pulling money out of Moto, but... I'm going to lose my mind. Because what they're going to do, yes, I know what you're saying. They're going to bring NASCAR dudes into Supercross. Right. They're going to bring Supercross right. dudes into NASCAR, and we're going to be fawning over them. Move that gate for, for the dog there, Weech. I'm not helping the dog. He Why? wants to get out. Well, that's always nice. <laughs> Although, the fact that it's tortured, and wants, this is actually this is enjoyable <laughs> to watch the dog be very upset. Well, again, hates dogs, everybody. He just hates them. Oh, now he thinks you're going to hit him? <laughs> Why can't? Stop it! He's scaring the dog. Yeah, it's great. You guys think Tiger will come to a Supercross now? Uh, oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? We could finally have that. duo of Tiger Woods and, and Gronk. The company that helps out and Dirt Shark and thinks that's awesome also thinks Tiger Woods is awesome. That's perfect. That works out great to me. Great job, guys. Like, you killed it. You got 45-year-old Tiger who's never going to win again. Great job. Um, the Tiger thing, it got a lot. I, I didn't... We all know the monster rep, the SoCal, BroCal rep that they have worked and worked to the tune of billions of dollars quite successfully. That is their image. That's what they want. I didn't know that even outside of our little motocross world, it's that well known. As soon as Tiger showed up with that monster bag, there are all these tweets about, what, is he going to motocross race? Is he going to ride a skateboard? The BroCal, SoCal, action, edgy, tattooed, extreme sports thing. They know that outside of moto. And Tiger immediately got made fun of for not looking the part because he plays golf. If you ask me, that's a waste of money. I know JT's going to start arguing with me because Tiger's like, you could spend that money way better elsewhere. A lot of it comes down On to what? Uh, I mean, he's going to get probably hurt again. He's probably not going to golf but they're, again. Like, but you know. they're trying to expand their customer base. That's, well, I mean, it's, I it's a strategy. I mean, you're, name any golf, any golf fans that would buy a monster. That's what they're trying to change. Yeah, well, that's, wrong guy. I mean, you have to everybody, everybody hates Tiger. 
for all that shit he did away from the course. Everybody Everybody does not hate Tiger. You're out of your mind. People are interested in him. People are interested in him, but there's a difference between interest and like. You seriously think that everybody hates Tiger? I think a lot of people do. Absolutely, yes. That he did not treat other people well when he was on top of the world. He had those. Uh, Tiger the- has a huge fan base. I don't care. I I, I would highly disagree with that. They're, I know he golfers are interested really in him. You don't, you follow, they're but, interested man. in him. Everyone wants to see how he does. Good, bad, everything else. But fans, I don't think there's fans. I think you don't uh, think there's fans of Tiger well, of Woods. Course, of course there is, but not like anywhere near there used to be. Oh man. Well, yeah, maybe not like there used to be, but you're talking about. There are mil- oh man, I, I really really disagree with your stance okay. on that. There are lots of Tiger Woods fans out there. I see Tiger Woods. I just want to hit a motorcross in the airport. I think uh, first of all, much like you went back to, you mentioned the seven deuce deuce thing, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, I could sponsor these guys for free and get all this love. I would imagine what they're paying to get on Tiger Woods golf bag is probably I wonder yeah dirt cheap. Yeah. Compared, compared to what, to what it could have been, used to be, right. and he's still going to get. He's probably desperate. He's like, I don't care at this point. I've lost tons of sponsors. I'm just coming back. Give me thirty grand, fifty grand, a hundred grand, which is not a lot of money for what that is. Oh, I don't think. I, I gotta think it's way more. Than no, that. no, no, no. Oh, sorry, it's more than that. Yeah. For sure. My point is, for whatever they're paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you did that Joyce Julius thing, yeah. they're probably going to get a ridiculous return on the investment with the amount of logo but that is would, shown on why him. Why would everybody else drop him? Then why if these other sponsors drop him? If what you're saying is exactly true, like well, because again, they're probably paying. The yes, they're paying, they're paying a lot, million or something. Yeah. But they're still probably paying way less than Gatorade was paying him in his prime, right. or Nike was paying him in his prime. So they're probably looking at it like for X amount of dollars, even if it's a million dollars, they might find they got three million dollars worth of exposure out of that. If because he, he gets what, a disproportionate. If he, if he golfs again, if he does, but see what happens. But see what happens with this stuff is people forget. Like with when Kobe got in trouble with the Denver Colorado thing, Sprite dropped him. All these people dropped him. Everybody liked Kobe again. Kobe has all kinds of endorsement deals. Yeah. People forget, and then they forgive him, and then they sign him back up. That's just what. That's just how this works. Whether it's right or wrong, people the the companies look past it and they say, oh, his image is, is repaired now. We're, we're willing to sign back on. That's just how it goes. Plus, Monster has a built-in advantage. They practically play up the bad side of their guys. So they almost can't lose. They can lose a million dollars if Tiger doesn't Tiger in a Denny's hooking up with some waitress. <laughs> the fact that Tiger's uh, uh, reputation is scarred because he banged a whole bunch of chicks yeah. is not bad for Monster. It's bad for many other companies that have values beyond that. That's practically that's what they're they paying Gronk, Gronk to do. That's why they hired Gronk? That's oh. what they want Gronk to do. At the Supercross, they, the whole... they gave you the illusion that he was banging these chicks in that bus they when he walked out. No, they didn't. Yes, that was going that on. That was not the... Yes, no. he was banging monster chicks in the we bus. We all made that joke over and over and over, but that was not what they wanted that to That was intend. not what they were putting... I'm not no, sure about that. No, We just went with that oh, in, okay, in the press sorry. box many times and laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> so, all right, next question. Uh... JT, nope. Next question. I'm you. I lost my spot. Uh, Steve, if Geico is helping Mookie with bikes, why didn't he run their graphics at Genova? I don't know. Genova. That's what it says. Geneva. I, I know, but I'm reading it as it says. Very <laughs> confusing. Uh, I don't know. I, I know that the Geico guys are like, you know, at, at Lil, they're like, where's our graphics? And they were seven graphics, and they were like, oh, okay, whatever. They didn't know that Seven was going to be on there, I don't think. I think they were like, huh? Because I asked Geico, like, did you take his bikes back? Because I saw the Seven graphics. And I wouldn't have. Geico guys are so cool. Like, they're just like, hey, here's bikes, Mook. He like, here's parts. Like, yeah. you know, they're cool like that with Wilbur or, or any of these dudes. And uh, 
I thought they took them all back, which was unlike Geico, and they said, no, that's still our bike. But it had seven graphics on it. He had a Geico logo on his jersey. So there you okay, go. There hooked you. him up. All right. Next, mm. Next question. JT, what are your thoughts on Mathis's proposed 250 class changes article? Oh, we just... <laughs> Can we just skip that? Please? I'm just reading the question, I bro. Know. Yeah, Moser didn't know. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Xbrand.com, the go- choice of gog- the goggle choice of champions everywhere, all across the Where? world. Champions everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. Yeah, EKSbrand.com. Use the code PulpMX16 uh, when you're checking out to save at Xbrand. EKX, EKS S, brand new model. I'm in your head now. Yeah, you are. I'm in your head. Uh, brand new model of goggle, and it's it's taking off. It's destroying sales records everywhere. It's phenomenal. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that fact? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any? You just tweet stuff out without any facts to, to, to prove it. Is that what you do? Yeah. Um, all right. Lame. Mark Rogers is coming up here. JT, we'll let you go. We're gonna get you back on uh, for a little bit more talk. Let's go devolve. Uh, let's get into the uh, monster thing a little bit longer uh, when you come back about what, how that's gonna affect our sport, and uh, if we think it's gonna affect our sport at all. And uh, and and we'll talk a little bit of MCR. I want to talk about the Motor Concepts team that's launching. Tomorrow, Freeze, Alessi, and Brayton. And, uh, and yeah, so we'll get you back on, JT. Thanks, man. See you. See you. This uh, interview is over. Jason Thomas, everybody. Flyracing.com, Fly Racing. Please check them out. Uh, and uh, great gear, great company. Sponsor a lot of guys out there, including Trey Kennard. Like, I saw some photos of him. It's still weird, man. On the KTM? Yeah, it's still yeah. weird. Yeah. Don't you think? Uh, he was on the one brand really as long as anyone's ever been. Yeah, I mean, ten years on one brand—that's pretty rare. Yeah, it's just—it's yep. still weird for me to see him in, in orange fly gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, what's going on? You want to talk about Tiger Woods? Uh, David's gone. Uh, Jason Wygant brought to you by RoostMX.net tonight. RacerX Online. Pulp Nation saves you 20% on the RoostMX uh, website. They got a whole pulp section on there. And if you don't like pulp, if you think all the pulp stuff is garbage, then that's fine. Go ahead. They got a lot of other uh, graphics and kits and things like that, that that they design and make without the pulp logo on it. And of course, Cycle Trader Rock River Team. RoostMX, a big part of that with Tommy Hahn and Lucendo, Lu, Lu, Luch. Lorenzo Lucino, Lorenzo. I need, this is going to be great. I, I've actually asked him, and I still can't even okay. with him. To, uh, what Lorenzo Lacurcio? 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 Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh. 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 Pookie spilled water everywhere on the Bradshaw Dirt Rider. The Bradshaw issue. Dirt Rider and my phone, and I think the, the magazine is worth more. <laughs> Bradshaw. Bradshaw, somebody, no. Somebody save Bradshaw. Somebody save the Bradshaw magazine. Oh. Rocky, get over here and lick it dry. That's Willie. Willie? Yeah, that's Willie, not Rocky. Uh, what the hell happened? RoostMX.net. We thank those guys. Oh, hey, uh, they got a whole new Cobra Moto line this week. Hats, graphics, backpacks, water bottles, all sorts of stuff. The RoostMX folks have teamed up with Cobra Mini Cycles and uh, licensing things from that. And uh, and we're going to give away some things like that uh, um, for you. Uh, contest at PulpMXShow.com. Email us, contest at PulpMXShow.com for a PulpMX t-shirt. Courtesy of the folks at RoostMX.net. Go ahead and do that. Why can't you brought to brought to by people? By hey, I'm glad to be brought by anyone who's giving you a 20 percent discount on anything. <sighs> you know Christina at Roost MX. Absolutely, I actually uh, have a Roost MX. They they do some shirts, correct? Right? Yeah, yeah. And I have a shirt uh, that's produced by Roost MX. It was the team manager shirt worn by Christina Denny herself. Don't worry, she was wearing a tank top underneath when we exchanged. I gave her a Racer X shirt. I took the team manager shirt and then I started firing her riders one night. Yeah, you like races. that? Yeah. Oh, I do. 
Moto Moto Eight, the Moto Eight, the movie is out now. MotoTheMovie.com. Go there and uh, please check them out. There, I think believe their tour is done, but this thing is uh, as always with the folks at Moto. They kill it. Moto Eight, the movie is I've out watched now. It. It's good. Do uh, DVD, Blu-ray, iTunes, Vimo. Uh, well, how was Dean Wilson segment across the water in Florida? Was it pretty cool? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know where this riding area. Why it it's exists? In Florida track and trail. Yeah. Down, why does it exist? I don't it's understand. In, down by Tampa. Yeah. Somewhere it's like my, some crazy paradise. Yeah. I think it's closed now. No. Yeah, I think so. Or I'm it thinking of another place. It sounded too good place, to be true. I'm thinking of another place. Maybe I'm thinking uh, of another place. Yeah, he was pinned across the water. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So uh, please check him out. Thanks to those guys for uh, making it happen. And uh, again, why can't here? Brock Tickle coming up on the uh, Pulp of Extra presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Need some from BTOSports.com? Just uh, call them, mention you with Pulp, and uh, they will give you a killer deal. And uh, we thank those guys for it. And as well as FlyRacing.com. Official gear of uh, Josh Grant. Here's the difference. You mentioned Seven Deuce Deuce. Why would you sponsor a guy like Grant? Uh, you know what? That I was, I was thinking of while I was saying that theory. Yeah. <clears throat> I kind of tied that theory into the two fifty. What are you doing? Keeping my coffee hot. You put a rag over top of your coffee mug? Well, it just keeps the heat in. Because you're losing heat? You don't pay for that heat. You know that, right? Well, the coffee's better when it's hot, and I don't drink coffee fast enough. It always turns cold, and it bums me out. Travis, have you ever seen anybody do that? I can't say I have. Well, here's what I've noticed. Okay, right here you have a Starbucks cup, and I'll describe it to the folks at home. When you get a coffee at a coffee shop, they Uh, put a lid on it, and it stays hot forever. That's so much better than a mug where it doesn't stay hot forever. Uh, So I'm going to do anything I can to insulate this, and this rag was handy. He's taking a photo of your your rag uh, over the coffee. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to be so much hotter than yours. We'll do a taste test five minutes. There was a 100% chance of this guy calling in. Yeah! And he's on the Gentlemen, Nash. And we have two voicemails from Nash, too, to play. Nash. Uh, come on. Nash, how was Thanksgiving, was, my man? How was Thanksgiving in Jersey? It was excellent. Plenty of filet mignon was served down oh, in Bass River, as you know. You're killing Plenty me. of filet mignon. Oh, filet mignon is so much better than turkey, I can tell you that. Well, you know, one day, we'll, in a good way, it all, it all comes full circle. I did a little raceway on Wednesday with my daughter, and then Friday after Thanksgiving, we had a little Flaming Mignon trail ride. So it was good. All good. Uh, so great glad radio. I got to dine on that one time. I got to deny on, dine on the finest Flaming Mignon of New Jersey trail riding. Good times, you know, Nash. You've earned, you earned it. Steve, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving? Well, wife's a vegetarian, mm. so, and I'm Canadian. We don't celebrate Thanksgiving on that day, so it was fantastic. Well, hey, you're, you're living the dream probably watching something good. All right, are you ready? No, he did. Good. He hits us up, and he's like, hey, guys, I'm watching Carl's Bite 87. Wardy, kind of surprising, the goggles he's running, or something like no, that. No, no, RJ, RJ pulled a tear yeah. off in, in 87 uh, uh, Transcal at Carlsbad, and the guy said he's, he's waving to the crowd. And he's like, no, he's just pulling a tear oh. off. That's what Mathis is doing on Thanksgiving. He's watching the 87 Transcal race at Carlsbad on oh, YouTube. As he should be. And, Steve, who was the sportscaster? Because they weren't nearly as skilled as Weege. It was uh, Steve Evans and uh, was it Paul Page? It was Paul Page. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, young Jason Wygant was home in times at, at Tom's River, sharpening his moto knowledge at that That's point. That's right. Waiting right, for my chance. That's but, right. um, yeah, so Thanksgiving, like, you know, again, I'm not um, – I'm not saying it like it's just it's just it's no big deal. Uh, we don't eat turkey because of the vegetarianness, and it's not even, it's not even my Thanksgiving anyways, you know. But I did watch. What do you, what do, you do? So. do? Do you dress the bassets up as pilgrims? Is that <laughs> does that happen? Yeah, we we put uh, we dress them up as turkeys and we hunt them in the backyard. No, I'm coming. There. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming <laughs> next year. Bro. We hate the dogs. I hate oh, the dogs. I, I love it. All no right, doubt. We, we, are you ready? I'm I ready. Got a way to infuse a question 
for both of you, but we each, ultimately you get to decide. Are you ready? Okay. Steve, the next podcast that you will try to work in can be one of these three people, and we will decide. Are you ready? Wow. Mickey Kessler, Bear Dog, or J-Law? Weege, go. Make it Bear Dog. Make it Bear Dog. This is not even, there's not even a hesitation. Yeah. Did you sense any hesitation? No. Make it Bear Dog. Steve? The stories, Bear Dog, I, how, many, how many parts would this podcast have to be? You know, I tried I to get to, Bear Dog to do a podcast work. with me. He never replied, but I was thinking maybe he doesn't text. He probably doesn't text. He's got a flip phone for sure. Yeah. You got to have to get to his kid. You can get to his kid. You know, his kid's social media savvy. Okay. And this could be a three-parter, Steve. You know the stories that are chocked in the Bear Dog uh, Remember Stu? Uh, Stu and yes. Bear Dog? <laughs> Stu was just Dude. trying. To, to, he was amazed with Bear Dog speed. Yep. He was amazed with Bear Dog speed. Well, James hey, Stewart. I'll tell you what. I mean... I just saw uh, Lukaitis posted a 85 K Rock race, and in the background there's a Karsten Racing homemade racing van. It's brilliant. Oh, sure that is fantastic! Just like an RV. Uh, yeah, I mean Billy, Billy Lyles and and Mickey are are neck deep in a battle, and yet you still see the Karsten Racing van in the background, almost now, like Weege, looking in the shadows. Weege, you've gone on record. Peak Karsten and peak Kessler. You you think Pete Carsten was better? No 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 no. Ke- Pete Kessler was better than Pete Carsten. Pete Kessler was better. Yes. If you talk and Nash, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you talk to hardcore yeah. Jersey Moto guys, yeah. they do not put yeah. Carsten at Kessler level. They don't. No way. Mickey no. could mop anyone up at any time. Plus, Mickey was a solid 500 guy. Yes. You know, a lot of people. I mean, legit was sixth. I think the one year. I mean, the guy's yeah. a legit 500 rider and owns anybody at Raceway Park. That's the difference. Kessler was yeah, like sixth in points in a 500 nationals one year for this whole season. Yeah. yeah. Barry was never yeah. top ten in points in an outdoor series. So the true New Jersey Barry diehards. Barry the Supercross though. And he was the points leader once yep. Yep. for a week. Yep. But oh, the true New God. Jersey acolytes. They always say that Mickey was the, the he's the goat. Yeah, he's the he's, he's the goat. A god. He's a yeah. god. Mickey's a god of Raceway Park. He's a god. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bear Dog's still out there killing it, murdering it. Love his riding style. Pleasure to watch. Weege, when I was a young kid, early out racing, I remember parking next to Bear Dog and just watching the goodness unload his bike. He had a little two wheel drive pickup truck, a Mazda. He see, just unloaded. He was Billy badass. Yeah. See, that's the difference. I think Ke- uh, uh, Kessler was just as a pure rider. Speed and everything was great. Bear Dog's rep is much more of the longevity, the ridiculous stories of cheapness, uh, having the same sponsor and bike brand. Big Boreberry. Big Boreberry. There's just all those ancillary Did, outside the track stories. Do we actually know if Barry ever ran a Big Boar? It is hilarious. He, he Just, knows for a fact he did. He, oh, he destroyed him at Red Bull on the one straightaway. Oh, what? No, wait, he admitted it? Listen, you got to call Ping and get to the bottom no, of it. No, 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 no. Ping, Ping just says he thinks he did. Ping, Ping has no proof. I'm not saying Ping's wrong, <laughs> but did we ever get to the bottom of for sure Big Boar Barry was a legit nickname? Listen, Steve, if there's one man that could get to the bottom of that in a three-part podcast series, it's you, Steve Matthews. Oh. I, don't think, I don't think Barry would admit that. I don't think Barry oh. would come clean. He would be afraid, like the, like the PED scandals. Yeah. They would come back 12 yeah. years later and yeah. strip him of his contingency. Retroactively <laughs> tear him down. Yes. Because right. <laughs> he still has those bikes in the garage. They could do it. <laughs> Barry, we're going to need to tear down your 91. It's still. Don't tell us it's not in the garage. Right. We know you still have it. Right.
Weech, have you have you so you did a story on him? I remember reading it in the magazine. So you saw the compound, the motorhome compound, the, the Karsten family, legendary family. I used to ride my bike past. They only lived like a mile from my house, and I'd ride oh by and I'd be like, God. How did you, "Oh, there's the Tioga, like, the Tioga like, uh, uh, motorhome." Yeah. Were, were you like Kenny Watson, going riding your bike up to RJ's house, hanging out? Riding by on purpose, like, hey, maybe you have a dirt bike out watching it. Were you doing that deal? Watson's story of showing RJ his bad boy tattoo, and yeah. then RJ going, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, listen, we, I, I, I don't want to keep going. I mean, uh, Steve, I know you got a tight schedule. Things are good. So the Bear Dog Podcast, please, 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 for Christmas. I mean, Christmas, I'll, I'll try again. Jersey. Maybe he just doesn't text. I don't think the Kessler or J-Law podcast is ever going to happen. I think Bear Dog can be can be made well, to happen. J-Log, no, no, no way. No. no. Unless I get a Teen Wolf. Hey, what's up, Rob? Oh, Rob? <laughs> 12 Wolf. Round 12. Weege, Weege I have an Rob? aunt that lives near Mickey's house. So one day I was driving home from my aunt's and my little girl's racing and stuff. And I told her, hey, look, that's where Mickey lives. She's like, Dad, can we stop in? We stop in and hung out with Mickey for like half an hour telling us stories. Loving it. Oh. True New Jersey weirdo. Hanging out with Mickey Kessler with my kid. Maybe there's his hope for a Mickey. Uh, hey, can you remind us to ask JT if he thinks that Barry ran a big bore? Like for sure, we joke, but at the bottom of this, maybe call yeah, Ping. Call. You know, yeah, we can. I, I, I think Steve, if you call the RV repair center, I think you can land the plane. I think you can do it. Well, I'll try. I, I don't know about a three-parter though, Nash. No, I well, think it will be know, because once you all, get him going, if you even did it at all, Weed will go nuts. You know that that. Once I you mean, get Barry going, you won't be able to stop really? it. Oh, yeah. See, I've only had like yeah. short conversations with Barry ever. I thought that too, Love but it. more recently I've talked to him and it doesn't stop. Barry just keeps going. Uh, yeah. Daytona this year, yeah. I, we were in the um, the lobby of the hotel yeah. and people had like left for dinner and come back and were still there. Yeah. And then his kid, uh, his we... kid could not have been more bored and just mortified. <laughs> the two of us kept going with these dumb moto stories. Oh. All yeah, right, Nash, the free- Nash, we got to go. Was the free beer flowing like a river, Weege, when the free free drinks and snacks were still at the... At the uh, yes, that is actually why I was in the lobby for so long, because they had well free done, beer and cheese. Hey, have a great show. Thanks, Thanks Nash. Yeah, we'll, we'll, hear, we'll hear from you in the voicemail. Nash is uh, correct. Vortex Racing, official bar and sprocket of the Babbitts Kawasaki team. Uh, VortexRacing.com. You email Jake at VortexRacing.com. He will give you a killer discount from everything that Vortex has, whether it's V3 Performance Chain, uh, the vast array of sprockets, the V3 MX Supercross Handlebar, 29% stronger than competition. Vortex Racing. Uh, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb will be running Vortex Racing Sprockets. Well, this year. And maybe Dean Wilson. What's Do we know? Dean? What? On Yamaha? Yeah, Dean. <laughs> do we... No. What I've uh, uh, there's two things happening at the same time here. We know in the political world there's been a lot of talk about these fake news stories. Yeah. Well, the motocross world has their own uh, version of this, which is companies and teams going on their social media accounts and fake pretending mm-hmm. that they've signed riders Crossland yeah. saying there's interest in the stews, nothing there. The cycle trader Rock River team that was not them. That was the Rock River dealership that gave the Stew brothers some bikes to ride. The cycle trader team did not intend. They were not planning on signing them at any time. And then Traders has now switched to Yamaha, Yamaha. Yep. and they threw it out on Friday night or something like that on their Instagram. Hey, Dean Wilson, we got a spot for you. These are just ways to trick people to into get hits to get. Whatever Maybe it is. Traders does sign him, yeah. but they're not doing the negotiating yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, it, it sucks. I hate that. Anyways, yeah. <clears throat> to talk about uh, this kind of stuff and more, uh, we'll bring in uh, Mark Rogers. Mark, what's up? How are you, man? 
Uh, pretty good, boys. How you guys doing? We're good. Thanks for coming on. You are sponsored by Vortex Racing, bringing you Mark Rogers. He was the director of brand marketing, motorcycle superstore, industry veteran, owned his own agency uh, back in the day. Well connected, well plugged into uh, everything and anything that's going on in the industry, Mark. So uh, you and I have been texting back and forth, of course, a little bit over different topics in our sport. You've been interested in the 250 class thing that I wrote, the monster sponsorship, and this and that. But uh, before we get too far into it, I know our listeners are going to want to hear, Mark, the Jimmy Albertson Motorcycle Superstore team that, that you were integral to, uh, to setting up, uh, what, what sort of happened there? What, uh, what do you think went on? Yeah, great question, of course. And um, it, was, it was awesome putting that together and honestly doing it with Jimmy and with Georgia and the team of people that, that they have there that really work their tails off to, to run a top-notch program uh, coming late into that game was it was enjoyable, and they did a phenomenal job. So at Motorcycle Superstar, like you said, I'm not there anymore. Um, there were, you know, evaluations and, and looking at things. Okay, we're spending this amount of money. Mm-hmm. What are we getting in return? Um, you got people making decisions, and unfortunately, uh, the the consensus at the company was that couldn't justify the spend of it anymore. It wasn't anything against Jimmy and Georgia and mm-hmm. Kyle and Josh Osby, Jim Lewis, Greg Albertson, everyone just did a phenomenal job, but um, there, there's budgets and it was a certain time of the year where a decision had to be made. And uh, unfortunately, and in this world and kind of some of the stuff that you and I talk about is you got to be able to justify what you're spending on and you got to have actionable data that, that shows things that are paying for mm-hmm. you know, what we all love in supercross and motocross racing. It's uh, but it's odd because a company like Superstore or, you know, Jimmy John's Jimmy John's was one year or two years was Jimmy John's two years. They were two. 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 Yeah. Any company that size and that in, into that investment. And Mark, you know, this and why can't you know this? Like it's hard to see a, re, you know, a return on your dollars in one single year. Like, you're, you, you usually try things two, three, four years. Where are we at? Let's commit. Let's ride this thing out. I tell that with sponsors of even this janky radio show. Like, look, you want to come on for six months? I can't really help you. Like, I, yeah. you know, come yeah. on for a year. Let's see where you're at. And, and I would say the same to a superstore, to the guys that, that are there now, Mark. Like, that's kind of harsh after a year to, to, to judge your program. But I guess that's where they're at. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm with you. Um, you know, I not to sound too PC, but, you know, don't want to talk too much about the past and about a previous employer, but I go to kind of like the James Stewart example, right? He was with Fox forever. Mm-hmm. He left Fox and that takes a while for that, for the change, if mm-hmm. you would, whether it's a new sponsorship change from another sponsor to, to catch on and get sticky, as we like to say yeah. in marketing. Yep. And I always joke that I'm sure that little Johnny who showed up at Anaheim one with his dad, the first year James wasn't wearing Fox, he probably thought James was still in Fox as much as right. you know. we think everyone stares at Racer X and Pulp and listens to your show. I mean, you've had people call into your show that ask things about Mookie, right? Like, hey, yeah. why can't he still race the 250 class? Yeah. So <laughs> right. I, I'm with you. I mean, c- customers don't pick up on things right away. Thankfully, we have a lot of platforms nowadays to mm-hmm. get that messaging out, to tell that story. But, yeah, one year. Um, yeah. Is is short. So I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I had a guy tweet me. He was gonna. He was really mad at me because Superstore dropped Jimmy's team and year one of a three year agreement, and he hates that I'm taking Superstore's money, and he's really mad at Superstore. 
And I'm like, hey, look, n- nobody. Oh, it's your fault. Y- yeah, I guess. But look, no laws. Nothing was. Everything was per contract. I mean, there was no nothing illegal about Superstore getting out. It, no one it, had made a rule specifically <laughs> to diminish the 250 class's right, exposure with Superstore right, to move money right. into your show. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, are, we ta- are we talking about the 250 class again? Is that what? Oh, it sounds geez. like it. Sounds like hey, we're almost let there. Let me Mark. ask you this, Mark. And and you know, so I mean, before you you left Superstore, you talked about hey, how hey, one thing. One thing before you go on to sure. that. And the point that you made there about the customer and how they say that, that's what's so awesome about motocross and our space is the customers are very in tune. They're very loyal. And it's a double-edged sword, though, right? You yep. can win them over. You can have them loyal. But they're also they're on the message boards. They're on Twitter. They're listening to us right now. So when something does change and they don't like it, well, you better be prepared. They're, you know, they're going to speak with their dollars, and the more power to them and God bless America, that's what you can do. But that's a perfect example right there sure. of how partnerships, sponsorship partnerships can work yep. to creating customer loyalty, working with the right people, telling the right stories. Yep. But there's also a backside to it as well. Um, let me ask you this, Mark. Uh, so, again, as Superstore, you were involved with some teams for a couple of years, and then you guys went big with Jimmy. Uh, so you went from, like, associate sponsor to massive title sponsor. Now we see RCH just coming – I mean, Suzuki had to really help out. They they dipped into, from what I hear, they dipped into like their marine program to give to the RCH guys to go racing. I Marines mean, meaning boats. Yeah. Not the U.S. Oh, yeah. Marine Corps. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Not their military program. Yeah, yeah. Suzuki took money from the military. To the military to pay <laughs> yeah. Justin Bogle. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, uh, you know, so, so, like, what's going on a little bit? Why can't we? And this goes back to the 250 column. I'm talking about making a 450 class great again. And, and I like the, I was doing the Trump thing, make make it great yeah, again. Yeah, I know. But uh, like <laughs> that got sticky. That got sticky. And, and and again, as a guy that like you know was involved with this with without with the Albertson team, like what are we doing? What's the ROI? Why is the ROI so bad that Jimmy Johns and Superstore and Soaring Eagle, although that's a little different, um, why are they leaving? And why do we need more guys like Genova? Which God bless them, we need more guys like Genova. And so what's happening? What's what do you think? I mean, my, this is just my opinion. Of course, yeah. Um, I, I think that there's good examples, like what Ziggy and Jeff have done at Factory Connection with Geico. Mm-hmm. And they found a company there that has a product that they want to sell into our space. And I actually know the guys at Geico and, and work with them on some co-marketing projects. And they're delivering what Geico needs. So what you have to do is you have to know what the sponsor's objectives are when they're coming in. Mm-hmm. Everyone has objectives and I've heard other people say, you know, you got to find someone at a company that that's a fan of motocross. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a short recipe. Whether it's a a rich guy going racing who wants to own a race team, so he can have a credential for a few years and then he gets over it, or it's someone at a company that somehow figured out how to slice off five hundred grand or a million or two million dollars because they like our sport. Um, you they got to have clear objectives that they want to achieve, and if those aren't achieved, I mean. You can blame them. You can blame yourself. But I think a lot of the times there's got to be a, a plan in place, or every time there has to be a plan in place. And, and what I like to call it is, you know, an integrated marketing plan that when you're working with one of these sponsors, what are their objectives? And thankfully, we have a lot of tools nowadays to deliver on those objectives. Yep. Um, but you, then you got to measure measure the results. you got to measure the data. It's got to be actionable. It's got to be engaging on social media. It's got to be engaging with video content, um, stuff on 
on endemic media outlets like you guys at Pulp and Racer X and and I know the Geico guys they're they're really happy with it and yeah. the way that the objectives that they have um, and what they're looking to get out of it and I know I think you may have said this or someone else has I mean the ROI if you would or ROR which I actually just heard someone say recently which is return on objectives not return on investment uh-huh. is really good for someone like Geico. Mm-hmm. Um, Geico's trying to sell a motorcycle insurance policy but they're also trying to sell boat insurance and RV insurance, and guess what? Car insurance. So every person that is watching Supercross or Motocross at the races, reading it on Racer X, listening to your show, they own some of those vehicles. So their objectives are being met, and I can only assume that with Jimmy John, their objectives weren't being met. So um, I don't think it's that our sport is bad. I mean, you know, nowadays consumers, you know, they're looking – not just to make a purchase, but they're looking to have a brand experience and really be involved. So what you got to look at are a couple things. And um, but Mark, I would, I would, uh, I would, sorry to interrupt you there. I would say that our buddy Kenny Watson and the second semi at RCH and the activation from the Jimmy Johns to the Soaring Eagle to the uh, Dodge car display to the whole shot bike they had, they did a phenomenal job from the outside looking in. That's just my of activation and helping these sponsors out. And if they can't keep these guys, what in the hell hope do these teams that don't well, do it, you know? Well, yeah, and, and I talked to Kenny, and I think the RCH guys do one of the best jobs, if not the best job. Um, but we all can improve. And of course, yeah. One of, one of my big things is I love Supercross. I props to Feld for putting it on. Yeah, they can be a little difficult sometimes, and hopefully they're not listening to get too mad at me, but you know, I've talked <laughs> to Dave Crater about this and some of the stuff that we were doing. We got in a lot of trouble because one of our competitors was a sponsor of the series. We weren't a sponsor of the series. We were a sponsor of a team. You're supposed to be inside your footprint. Um, so doing the activation at the event, that's really the starting point. Any team that's not doing that, come on, guys. Like, really, you have to do that. But from there – so say at Supercross, you can get in the pits in front of five to ten thousand people, right? Is that what we are? 10, is that what we have in the pits? Do you figure are there are there ten and ten thousand people in pits? I think total numbers say it in Anaheim where you're getting forty thousand attendance, twenty five percent approximately okay. may step foot in the pits. But do even half of those get by your truck? Now, yeah. If you got Ken Roxon, you got James Stewart, you got Chad Reed. Yeah, most likely they are going to get by your truck. But let's say. Being positive here, 10,000 people get by your truck. Mm-hmm. There's 17 Supercrosses. I think three of them don't have any pits. Uh, Toronto, Detroit, maybe one other one. Um, Daytona's a little weird with the pits. So say it's 15 races, 150,000 uh-huh. people get by your pits. Those are pretty cool numbers. Well, in one social media post, Ken Roxon can get 150,000 impressions. He can get twenty to 30,000 engagements, which uh-huh. is a like or a comment, or a share. Please don't. You're, you're, you, you're, you're depressing me already. I, I know where you're going with this, and this is depressing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. So yeah, I'm not yeah. saying you walk away from Supercross, but I'm just saying that the activation at the event is the starting point. Yeah, yeah. You need to do that at a minimum, but then you need to look, and I, that term I used earlier was your integrated marketing plan to use all these platforms we have, and thank God we have all these platforms nowadays because they're digital, they're measurable, and kids are on them. They're mm-hmm. on them on their phones. 18 to 34 year olds are on them all the time. You have so many platforms to tell that story. And that's what these brands want. They want to be able to utilize the Ken Rocks and utilize the James Stewart um, to tell a story. And that's what they're in the business of doing. And thankfully, Supercross, I'm, I'm positive on it because they have the right demographic. 
it's exciting, and it has quick um, social media type sticky content, right? Kenny out at the test track throwing a whip or a scrub over something is is sticky. That's something that can be shared, that the buddy tells his friends about. Did you see that? Did you see that? But they have to be a part of a plan. Your brand has to integrate into these teams, and that's what the teams need to really look at is, okay, what do we have in place that we can offer to a sponsor, whether it's a million-dollar sponsor, $100,000 sponsor, $10,000 sponsor, how can we help them do that? And one of the things, the biggest thing, and the reason that we started our own team and did it with Jimmy and all that was, yeah, we had been an associate sponsor, whatever you want to call it before. We were a logo on a bike, mm-hmm. dollars for logos. You know, that's 1989 marketing. And the teams will sit there and tell you, yeah, we'll do whatever you need. We'll do whatever you want. But they don't really know what you want. So that's like trying to hire someone who says, yeah, I'm the right guy for the job, mm-hmm. I'll do whatever it takes, but do they actually know how to do what it takes? So we said, screw that. Yeah. We'll do it ourselves. Do it everything. Yes, yeah. We're going to invest heavily, but we could control it. We could actually control the message, control the look and feel, actually have a look and feel that matches Which, our brand. By the way, the look was really great. The yeah, the look was great. Like I thought your presence it was did, really they, good. The, the bikes and the gear combos and, and look good. Georgia, hot. Looked great. Yeah, Georgia yep. looked great. <clears throat> so all that was good. I'm sure she's glad to know that. So awesome. Uh, <laughs> Mark's not going to go near that part. Uh, we're we're yeah. classy here. We're classy. Yeah, nothing but the best. Um, but uh, keep it classy. Yeah, 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 exactly right. No, but I'm saying the, the look of the team was great. Everything was, was done well. well and, and, that's, and that's, you know, that's where you guys were doing it. That's a big it, part of it. What? And that's, that's a huge part of it because I think one thing, and I know the gear companies spend a lot of money and, you know, bless them that they do and we need them to keep spending it. But like Geico, for example, when they went to um, Alias, away from their previous clothing sponsor, a lot of it was Geico wanted to kind of have more of a say yeah. on the look and feel of the team. And that was one of the big things that we did with the team this year was like, hey, we need to control the look and feel of the team. Yes, we can do different team kits here and there, but the whole thing has to be tied in together. I mean, look at MotoGP, look at Formula One. These are teams that operate on twenty, fifty, hundred million dollar budgets. And yes, Valentino Rossi gets paid a shitload of money, pardon my French, to um, wear Danisi leathers. And Jorge Lorenzo gets paid a lot to wear Alpine Stars, but their team has the same look. So yes, they can put little different things on it here and there, mm-hmm. but Movie Star, who's one of their big sponsors, Monster's one of their big sponsors, Yamaha, some other companies, whenever you saw them, there was no question who they were. They were the factory Yamaha MotoGP team. Right. And that's what we wanted to do with our team was anywhere they went, you could tell that that was our team, the look and feel. And you know what? That actually attracts more sponsors because you're identifiable, whether you're on the track, a photo's getting taken somewhere, a video. And, you know, I've heard you guys talking tonight about being on TV and all that. I mean, it's hard on TV to tell what's going on. You definitely ain't seeing a logo. Mm-hmm. We wore bright yellow gear a lot, but, hey, people are like, dude, you popped. We saw yeah. Kyle Cunningham on the inside of the starting line because his look was but- in uniform and the look and feel was strong. So that's another thing that I would love to see teams do more of and – I think that's the value of the pro circuit. We can all go back to 1991 with Mitch, and when he started yeah. that with Peak, was the look and feel of the team was on point. Well, I think one of the problems is um, when you get to a Jimmy John's level sponsor, Geico makes it a little bit easier and Superstore a little bit easier because those are actually brands, like you said, where you can buy their product for exactly what we're doing. The sandwich connection, they're not going to be able to really identify if people are buying sandwiches through it directly. I think those companies do the... The measurement is not on sales, it's mm-hmm. on exposure. And I know that Kenny Watson would tell me all the time, he's like, please, please, 
Say Jimmy John's on the TV show. Say it, say it, say it. Which indicates to me, much like what Geico does, you mentioned Joyce Julius before. I think those companies are actually, uh, they watch a TV show. How many times their logos get seen? Yeah. How many times their logos get said? Right around the podium, how many times does he say it? They measure those things. And all I can imagine is, for whatever, probably several millions of dollars that Jimmy John spent the last two years, they probably got maybe only 80% of the impressions that they thought they needed to get to get that return on investment. But it's depressing when you have Kenny Roxon, a fourth outdoor title winner, and you have winning Supercrosses, and they left. Well, like, this wh- goes back to the argument, and I hope we could get this solved someday. Most people seem to think that if Roxon had stayed, they would have stayed. And if that's the case, then I guess, hey, the problem is solved. The team lost a superstar rider, and a lot of people that's thought he was, the they were going to move to Honda, but they did not. Well, that's so the I, don't think they, I no. don't think that's why they left. They would have went with Kenny to Honda as that's a personal sponsor. I don't think that what? that's why they left. So, yeah. But that's the, prob- that's the problem is riders are going to come and go. Um, riders are going to come and go from teams, yeah. and it takes the team – whatever, two, four, five million dollars to run a team and you need to get sponsors that are going to stay, you know, whether you yeah. call it through thick and thin, whether you call it from Ken Roxon to Brock Tickle to Justin Bogle, whatever, you have to have that marketing plan in place on how you're going to integrate them and you're going to continue to deliver results. Yes, Kenny's going to deliver you more impressions, but, right. you know, I know you're a TV guy, Weege, but, you know, impressions are old school measuring. What you want to measure now is engagement and have actionable things that you can show data on that happened. I'm not saying they had to buy a sandwich, but I'm saying they had to view a video, they had to like a video, they had to comment on a video, they had to share a video, they had to go to a bit.ly and see something and get a promotion and maybe get a coupon and maybe go buy a sandwich. So with sandwiches, it's definitely hard. With insurance and a motorcycle online retailer, it's easier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, something we do here on the show, we have a lot of our partners have codes and everything else, yep. and and they have loved the the ROI uh, from sponsoring yep. the show, and it's an yeah. easy way to track it. It's very easy. They're like, wow, like we put an ad in Racer X, and we don't know. Yep. Well, Mathis, we give you X amount, and we have used sold this amount, and we're in, and we like it, and it's all about tracking it. You know, however you do it, and I think, I think it's tough for a sandwich company. Yeah, to do that. yeah, it's yeah. tough, exactly. But I mean, Mark, everything you've been saying is 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 good and spot on, and I agree. And it's depressing that Roxon's Instagram could be the best way to sponsor somebody, but it's whatever. You're right. But how do we keep these guys around? Like again, like what are we? What, well, what would what would you do, Mark? It, 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 we're running out of time. We're up against the clock. Tickles let's pose up. it this way. Let's what? pose it this way, Mark. From what you know. Is it a viable investment for outside sponsors? It did not work for Jimmy John's. But for whatever they were paying and what they're capable of getting, if that team still had a superstar rider, they're paying so little well, compared not, to what you said that well, MotoGP or F1 not or NASCAR only budget Jimmy is. John's, Dodge has come and gone. Um, right. Um, just name it. Well, Do- Dodge has their own issues. I mean, Do- Dodge is a bad example. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm trying to think of some yeah, other they, companies that have come and gone. And it doesn't that, even know, need to be ones that came and Sobe, went. Sobe, Makita. Are there, in general, with the prices that are charged, which are fractions compared to other major motorsports, but I know the exposure and the engagement is probably fractions as well, but does that math work out where there is return on the investment with what these teams need? A million dollars, two million dollars, half a million dollars. Can it be, can it happen? Absolutely. Good. Because the demographic is right. Good. The online viewership, the social media is so strong that it is you have to put the right program in front of them and you have to know what their objectives are and you have to invest in stuff. I mean, look at how much these teams invest in their race shop, in their technical staff, Mm -hmm. in titanium parts, 
tumbling transmissions. I mean, all that stuff is so expensive. How many of those teams have full-time marketing staff? Yeah, probably none. Yeah, right. very rarely. Right. Not a single one. Right. So yeah. what's their lifeblood? Is their lifeblood marketing? Because yeah. marketing is part of sponsorship, right? So their lifeblood is marketing and sponsorship. And Kenny Watson at RCH, and I know they had Gina, and she left at RCH. And I know there's been a couple people here and there, a PR person, but sorry, press releases are, you know, by, bygones. Um, you got to invest in the people. And if you look at a Formula One team, you look at a MotoGP team, they have people that all they do is take care of sponsors. Well, they're out searching yeah. for sponsors. And I know there's some agents in our sport. But oh, that's a good one. Time. That's a good uh, one. There, there's don't some, get them started. There's some agents in our sport. Uh, there's, there's two of them that's any good. That's it. There's two of them that I would. Yeah, well, that I, I would. I'm not here to talk about other people. I, I am. I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to see teams invest more in people that can actually bring money in um, instead of just spending money. And, and I know you need to spend money. Your bike has to be competitive. You have to have a rad race shop. You have to have a good yeah, truck. Yeah, you got to have all that. that. Stuff. Right. But but there's people who can actually nurture these sponsors, whether you're trying to bring them in, whether you're trying to keep them, mm-hmm. and it's full-time work to keep them. I mean, it is full-time work yeah. to provide them the reports. And, yeah, they're going to do some of it on their own. Back to the Geico example, yeah, I know they do some of that on their own. But you need to invest in that. That's the biggest opportunity I see in our space is investing in strong people that know marketing, that can build marketing plans, that know content, that know social media, yeah. and they can go out there and deliver There's, that stuff. And it's it's not about taking up a ton of Ken Roxon's time or James Stewart's time. It's about having a plan in place, going out and executing on it, delivering it, so that the marketing manager, the marketing director can show the VP, can show the CEO, hey, we spent eight hundred grand here. Here's the demographic. Here's the audience. Here's everything we did. And it could be a 30-minute, one-hour meeting once a month, and it needs to be once a month. You need to be showing them that data once a month on the results that they got on the racetrack, off the racetrack is even more important. Uh, let's get, uh, before we let you go, Mark Rogers uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Uh, you like how I work that sponsor integration in, Mark, Beautiful. right there, Vortex. Actionable. With you. Yeah, actionable, everything else. Uh, John, what's going on? You got a question for Mark? Yeah, I was actually wondering what Mark would have done year two. Mark, you know who this is, John. Um, what you would have done year two to change and better return the investment, not only for Superstore, but for the ancillary sponsors we had while we were there. Yeah, John, good to hear from you. Um, yeah, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and you can look at, okay, what would we have done different getting to that point? What would we have carried on with? Um, it was... It was building the right momentum, and I think the audience mm-hmm. was there and the following was there. And what we were doing from a video standpoint, a social media standpoint, at the events was only going to get stronger. Like Steve brought up earlier, you know, one year is not enough time to, to I don't prove that so. out. Yeah. Um, so I think in the first year we were, we were doing some good things, but it was still it was the first-year program. And mm-hmm. year two and year three were going to be a lot stronger. You know, one of the other big things, that whether it was you know us or anyone else was working with the other partners in the team and just trying to do stuff by yourself you know not to try to sound like obama here but you're stronger together and that was stuff that we were doing we were working closely with suzuki we were working closely with seven pirelli bell helmet alpine stars all these companies and we were doing giveaways for products register to win um, autographed jerseys on social media and then doing some cool behind the scenes stuff that I don't think a lot of people were doing, creating video content, how to content people, those mm-hmm. performed really well. 
um, to be able to actually hear from a pro rider, hey, here's how you seat balance a jump, here's how you go through a whoop section. And those are all things, and an example, we were working on a, a pretty healthy outside-the-industry sponsor for next season um, that actually had a product they want to start selling in their space, mm-hmm. in the motorcycle space, so there was a good tie-in. And we had three pages of deliverables mapped out. It was going to be close to a half-a-million-dollar deal. And they never once asked, who are your riders, what are the results? They knew that we had riders. They knew that we were you know, a solid team, a solid program. But here's all these lists of deliverables that we were going to do for them that they would be integrated into with a clear plan on what they were going to get for a return. So those were the kinds of things that we were working on that we definitely would have done a lot better year two, year three, and beyond. Thanks, John. Thanks for your call. Good question. Thank you, man. Hey, no problem. All right, thanks. Uh, All right, Mark, we got to run. We're up against it. Tickle's coming up next. Um, But thanks, man. Yeah, I think some educational talk from somebody who has set up a team uh, from, you know, associate sponsor, like we said, to a title sponsor. And uh, what's next for you? What are you doing? What's what's going on? You live in Texas still? Are you moving back, or what are you doing? Uh, No, we bought a house here in Texas. We love it. I mean, my wife and kids, it's it's really become home for us, even though born and raised Southern California. Uh, definitely want to stay here in Texas. And I got some opportunities, you know, some pretty cool stuff that I'd been working on and uh, some people that have approached me. So I'll be able to talk about that more in, in the near future. But uh, it's good. I mean, I, I'm blessed. Family and kids are healthy. And um, I have five kids, so trying to keep the kids happy and Jeez. doing all the yeah. stuff that they do is the most important thing for me, and, and we're really liking it here. So right. uh, we'll see. Definitely want to stay in the sport. That's that's the plan. And um, see uh, where the right opportunity presents itself that I can commit myself to next. Right on. Well, hey, thanks uh, thanks for your time tonight. Some good points, some great talks. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you down the road, man. Thank you. All right, boys. Have a good night. All right. See hey, you, Mark. Mark Rogers, everybody, motorcycle ex of Motorcycle Superstore, and uh, talking a little bit of ROI and ROR. And... I feel like I learned a lot right there. Yeah, I mean. Basically, social media I'm... is king. Yeah, that's depressing, though, to know. Oh, it is but depressing you, to yeah, me. But, yeah, yeah, yeah that that's is depressing. That's uh, half the um, problem we have uh, as, a, uh, as a society these yeah, days. absolutely. I agree. Um, all right, take for first commercial break of the night, btosports.com, Fly Racing. Coming back with RCH's Brock Tickle. We'll ask him what he's making for salary. Okay. You know, all, yep. everything, everything else. What happened to Jimmy Jones? What happened to Jimmy Jones? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, did he get along with Kenny? You know, everything. <laughs> uh, and we'll get right into that and more. Jason Wygant from RacerX Online in studio. More Jason Thomas coming up as well. Uh, Denny Stevenson, probably. Are we not coming on? Probably. Danny. Danny? Yeah. Well, you couldn't leave a voicemail, so how will he ever know? <laughs> how will he ever know? Yeah. All right. And then Dune Goon. He'll be here later and uh, still taking your phone calls and, uh, and uh, much more. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA 
and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulpamex Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulpamex Show. Use coupon code Pulpamex when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, Enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Race Tech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people.
Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version of the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires. um, So no problem for me to mount anything. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, You found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best. So... Mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally, you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time. From Atlas Brace, we thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the 
power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's, unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schlott? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 hey. W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. 
WUSA, used by Reed, Roxon, Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Paul Bemex Show. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys.
everybody. Pop a Mac show. Jovi, bro. Ah, you, you gave me a choice of music, and I said we're going to do all Bon Jovi coming out of the breaks tonight. New Jersey's New Jersey. finest. These guys are underrated, man. You got to give them credit. They've sold 100 million some albums. Every five years or so, they churned something out decent since about 1983. And by the way, the type of music they perform hasn't even been popular for 20 years, and they find a way to keep going. It's basically like they're on two strokes, and they found a way to be competitive. You wrote a column for me once comparing the boss to Jovi. It was great. Boss to Jovi and Karsten to, to Kessler. Kessler. Yeah. There is no one from New Jersey that likes both the same. Yeah. You're either a Bon Jovi person or a Springsteen person. And what's also interesting, you really never see Springsteen and Jovi cross paths. You don't. You're right. About yeah. the only time I ever saw it was about a month ago when Hillary Clinton was pulling out all the stops and both of them were together. And I'm like, I think that might be the first time they've ever performed together. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's how important yeah. this election was to them. That's how scared they were of Trump. Hillary, and good job, it didn't work. Hillary was like, oh God, we're losing this. Pull them out. Pull out Toby Springsteen. Well, she got to Beyonce and... Living on a prayer in the USA yeah, while you're born they tried in the USA. Didn't, didn't move the needle at all. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Wygant, Jason Wygant from RaceRx Online, the voice of American Motocross, the voice of GNCC, the voice of uh, uh, Geneva Supercross, the voice of quad racing, voice of NASCAR. Tomorrow you have a NASCAR podcast. Yeah, you are yeah, doing I a NASCAR podcast. <laughs> yeah, NBC has a NASCAR podcast, and I weaseled my way in twice this year. Once after the Atlanta Supercross, we know I had the big crossover. That was and great. That was yeah, great. yeah, I know you were a huge fan. Sports blown up since then, right? Oh god, yeah. We could probably ask yeah. our next guest. He's yeah. probably tripled his salary from last year yeah. just because of that NASCAR. Yeah, the NASCAR exposure. thing is, is huge. So. And, uh, and then when the monster thing broke, uh, I was just feeding the podcast host Nate Ryan info hoping he'd bite and say, why don't you come do a podcast? So I'm back in the NASCAR game you're, tomorrow. You're in. Mm -hmm. All right. Speaking of back in the game, uh, Brock Tickle announced, uh, or his team, Brock Tickle announced that the the team, RCH, uh, they are going racing and they are taking Brock and Justin Bogle and uh, brought to you by Hot Cams. Hot Cams, unleash the power within uh, the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is a now proud supporter of the show and our listeners, Pulp MX. A hot Camps 2016 is the code to get a deal. Uh, unleash the power. Get some hot cams. Brock Tickle, welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Dude, hey. dude, I, I, I was worried for you. I'll be honest. I was worried. Like I wasn't. I. That's the problem. Like I know the the internet and whatnot went on, but right. or the internet and all the forums and stuff went on, but. To be honest, I mean, I didn't think anything was wrong. I didn't even know about the forums, honestly, until mm -hmm. somebody asked me about it. And that was like a week ago. So I've been all good. Everything's been going, honestly, the best The best it's gone for me. We've made progress. Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah. feeling really good on the bike right now. Yeah, people don't realize, you, you know, you were hurt at the in the off season after you got what, two podiums in a row, I think, and then you got hurt? or Millville. Was it oh, Millville? Oh, yeah, no. In a row, then Southwick, then Millville. Uh, yeah, then you and Pike had that big-time collision in Millville. Um, yeah. You've been off since then. Now, RCH is like, they're supporting you. I mean, even Jake Weimer. Jake Weimer's had a bike. You've had a bike. Bogle came a little later. You've been riding a factory Suzuki, the RCH, your old race bike, the whole time. And just going on the fact that RCH says, hey, Brock, we're in. We're in, right? But, I mean, were you getting nervous? Were you were you were you calling well, I, anybody? I, mean, I signed my contract. I signed my contract probably two months ago. Well, okay. So, All right. So you. Um, yeah, but what if they weren't yeah, going yeah, racing? Yeah, no. What if they weren't I going mean, racing? They told me. <laughs> they told me that they had my back and they have had it before. So 
I had figured out, I mean, I didn't even worry about it. I was honestly doing what I needed to do, and we were testing a lot, so a lot of stuff was going on for myself, like going to the track and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. like I said, like two weeks ago, somebody asked me about, are you guys even going racing? I'm like, well, I've been to the track every day of the week. We've been testing, trying new parts. And from from that, from me saying that, obviously we're going racing, I would think. (laughs) Yeah. So no one ever called you at any point, you know, I think it was two or three weeks ago. All of a sudden, the word got out, oh, they're done. They're shutting down. You just wait any day now. And then that never actually happened. But no one ever called you and said, uh, Brock, we got a problem, bro. That call never came. No. I see. Never. I mean, Ricky just said in Racer X they were close to shutting it down. Yeah. So, Brock, well, I admire I mean, you. Yeah, I admire you I just mean, being if like. I was running the team, <laughs> I, I mean, if I was in their position, I feel like if there was a chance of it happening or if there wasn't a chance, I just feel like they did the right thing. Instead of worrying both right, of us, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's... You know, for us, that would be the shittiest thing to hear. <laughs> right, right. Oh, so that might have been happening. They just aren't like, let's not tell these guys. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. Right, right. right. I see. But, dude, <laughs> but dude you, could have been, you could have been like Mookie with nothing. But anyways, it doesn't matter. It, it all worked out. Well, that's, what, that's yeah. what's good. Like, even like the situation everybody's been in this year, I wouldn't say it's just me or Bogle or... Yeah. I mean, there's, there's five, six guys that... I feel like still aren't kind of finished up and yeah. don't know if they're going racing yet. Um, so, I mean, yeah. it's a tough year. I would just say it's a tough year in general for everybody. I mean, it's kind of, I feel that way. At least this is the hardest it's been to finalize sponsorships for myself uh, and yeah. that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of uh, the sport at the moment, maybe struggling a little bit, but yeah. all I can do is be ready and, show up to Anaheim and yeah well that's why I was kind of asking like this isn't really gonna all of us just saw the team announced and everything else and and all that but for you Brock like you're not really behind are you you've been testing you've been good like you're you're obviously healthy and everything else like so you don't feel like this late start affects you really at all does it I mean uh, honestly we've been I mean I could have raced Monster Cup I mean I feel like I was I was ready at Monster Cup to race like I could have I could have raced I just felt like it wasn't good timing for myself, but I felt like mm-hmm. looking back on it, I, I would have been ready for Monster Cup. Right. So, I mean, we started riding Supercross um, into September. So, right. I mean, and we started testing right after Monster Cup. So, since Monster Cup, we've been, I mean, I got all my stuff dialed, Bobo got on his bike, rode for a week, and then started testing uh, motors and suspension the following yeah. week. So, wow. okay. it's pretty much been wide open the whole time i admire the ballsiness of tickle not reaching out to other teams or anything i'm good <laughs> i'm good well yeah but who do you reach out to this year yeah i guess you're right, you're right? Gonna, you're gonna, you got a good point who did you have to reach out to everyone's struggling yeah jgr maybe before they got t- pikes maybe? i don't know yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah that's hey actually in previous years this is what you started with them in 2013 right yeah so the end of 2012 uh, that was the Pro Circuit Cowie? So yeah. Basically, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right after Pro Circuit Cowie, when I had that really good year in outdoors. So since then, I've been been RCH. So this would be five years. Have you ever actually even wanted, have you ever looked around, even in other years? Or are you always like, hey, I get along well with these guys. I just want to stay here. Or have you ever talked to anybody else just to see what was out there? I mean, I've been, We. I mean, honestly, since I've been on the team, we've made progress. So, and that's hard. I mean, a lot of progress, as I should say. And the last couple of years since they hired all the employees that I, they felt like, and I feel like that are required to run a 
team that of you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We've made big progress, and that's hard to come by. I would say, and it actually be positive. So for me, I've just been building. I feel like, and they have too. So I felt like, I mean, I have reached out, but I don't think that's mm-hmm. that's wrong by any means because no, no, you no. never know. You never know what. I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I, I can't do this forever. So. Yeah. yeah, you can't guarantee so. the spot is there, but in a perfect world, you just yeah, wanted to exactly. stay anyway. I mean, everybody I, I speak to on the team is they've, yeah. they're, you're easy to work for. You're appreciative. You put in the work. You, you know, like everyone there has always been kind of behind you, and, and Kyle Bentley and everybody else has always been like, yeah, yeah, Brock's, Brock's good. We like him. We like him. You know, so it seems like a good fit for, for both of you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like I'm in the best place I've ever been in, to be honest. Like, I feel like I say that all the time, but honestly, right now, I'm riding the best I've ever rode. It's coming easy, and I've been, I've been putting in a lot of laps. So, um, I know I've always put off that work hard ethic, but I feel like this year everything's mending together, and Anaheim should be really good for me and the team. Hey, you mentioned something interesting with the staff and how it's grown. Uh, um, because all these teams are having problems this year, and it's, it wasn't just RCH, I started hearing people in the industry say, hey, man, maybe these teams just need to go back to the day where they had a rider, a mechanic, and a box fan. Maybe they're just spending too much and they've grown too much. And RCH gets an, an extra amount of attention there because you do have a very big staff, and we've seen it grow through the years, and there are some high-end guys who I'm sure are making good money. So you have seen through that growth that this staff isn't just there standing around uh, putting polish on the bikes. Like... This staff is necessary, and this expense of having this staff is necessary to race at that level. That's what you've seen. Honestly, I mean, Weimer and I talked about it. Like we were like, yeah, they have a lot of staff, mm-hmm. and, but there's, I mean, everybody there has a position, and I feel like there's a couple guys that you would consider high end guys. If we didn't have those guys, I feel like it would be tough. It would be a lot harder on us. Gotcha. So, with that being said, I feel like it's it's a gamble worth taking for sure. Right. And to have, obviously to compete. I mean, if everybody went to box fans, then it would be something, but everybody's not doing that. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. You've got to compete against team Kawasaki who's spending to, money too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't, you can't settle even as a rider slash or team in this sport. Cause everybody's progressing and making improvements each and every year. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to say, Oh, it'd be easier if we just went to box fan, but that would only be if everybody else did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you uh, you lost your mechanic this year. You got a new guy. Do you need me to dust off my wrenches, or, or are you good? No, I'm solid. Um, Travis Souls is my going to be my mechanic, and he was my practice mechanic during outdoors and during off season kind of stuff. But okay. my old mechanic was normally there all the time, but he worked for Weimer during Supercross when I came back. Yep. So. And he worked for Weimer at Team Tedder prior to that, the two years before, I believe. And mm-hmm. yeah, everything's, I mean, it's solid right now. I mean, right. just, we've just, been making improvements. And you just, you just let me know. I'll I'm dust off the happy. wrenches. I'll dust off the wrenches. No problem. I'll come back. You know, I took, took riders to the top. Make, I mean, I'm going to make some bonus money, so we'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah, there we go, right? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's good, good to hear uh, that you're all settled, you and Bogle. Uh, Brock Tickle brought to you by Hot Cams. Hot Cams unleashed the power within 702-586-PULP. you got a question for RCH's Brock Tickle about uh, about a 17 deal. How's, uh, how's Bogle? Uh, leg swag everywhere? How's that going? Dude, he's made a lot of improvements the last um, 
it kind of he kind of got put in. The, I would say in kind of not a tough situation. I mean, I don't know. I'd say it was. He tough didn't situation. ride any supercross. <laughs> he didn't ride any supercross before he got on the bike. So mm-hmm. switching bikes and riding supercross the first day, you know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah. tough. Yep. If you were on the same bike riding, you know how it is at the test tracks. I mean, your guys most of the time the track's the same as what it was when you ended last year. So like for me, my first day was at the test track and it was cake. Yeah. And normally I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I am. So, <laughs> oh wow! The, uh, since, I just learned something. Yeah. Since, uh, yeah. Since I mean, since he's been on the bike, he's made a lot of improvements and speed's getting better. And I feel like it's a good. I don't know the atmosphere has been cool at the track. I mean, it's been really fun for for all of us. Um, he's learning the bike, and um, still, I think both of us have a little bit of time to do and some testing stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's I mean, we still got a month, so. Um, Breaking race bikes probably mid December, and uh, we'll be ready for anything. Uh, Vexia, new gear for you. Yep. Um, Did I say it right? Vexia. A, like I said, it's a tough. It's Vexia. Yeah. Yeah, Vexia. Tough year. Like I said, it's a tough year, and John Cuzo called me up, and um, I can't. I mean, I'm stoked with with everything. The gear fits really well, and um, everything's. I mean, it's all in line to to be the way it should be. So cool. Um, I mean, gear is gear, but I feel like it's a good situation maybe for me to build off with them and see what we can do. Yeah, Bichelle is wearing it as well. Um, Looks some, good. Somebody yeah. else. I think I'm missing a guy. Is there a third guy? I think there's another guy. It's Nate Adams. Oh, is that it? Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Nate Adams was the first guy, I believe. And then I have a couple amateur guys, I believe. And then. Um, just me and Michelia racing, right. I believe. Right. Suzuki got Peters was wearing it. Peters wore an outdoors when he came back on a Husky. Do you yep. remember that? He came yep. Muddy Creek, I believe. Yep. He was wearing it then. Um, so. are we back in X? Do we know? Uh, I should know this. Are you yeah. back in X? Talk to Rich. Talk to Rich yesterday. Everything's all good. Oh, fantastic. Um, I wasn't honestly going searching around. I mean, I, I told Rich that I was in a while ago and, that's kind of where it's been stand, or that's where it's at. Yeah. Goggler choice for for champions everywhere, like Brock Tickle. Everywhere? Yeah, everywhere. Okay. Yeah. The new goggles. For a fucking tickle? Bro. <laughs> Ow. Uh, yeah, the new goggles good, right? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Same foam, but at different pressure points. People feel like it. it I feel like it, like I, I told Rich yesterday, I was like, yeah, if I had to do two 20s back to back, I'd take a little break and wear the same goggles and know. Yeah. No splash on the inside and everything. So yeah, um, yeah, good. Yeah, good to hear uh, for sure. Um, and um, uh, how much did you? How much do you uh, talk to RC at all? I mean, has he been involved much in the off season? Has there been any? Has he been out at all? Is there any sort of uh, connection there? Or has he been doing his thing in Florida? Uh, I think he's been pretty much doing his thing in Florida. I know he flew out here a couple times. I think for a couple meetings, and then I actually went to a wedding and. Um, east of Tallahassee, and I went to the farm with him one day, so we got to hang out. That was oh, cool. October sometime. And yeah, I mean, I talked to him every once in a while. Um, I talked to Drake every once in a while. I talked to, I mean, I talked to everybody. So yeah. I try to stay in the loop. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been good, and looking forward to uh, starting the season off. Hey, uh, Mathis got all this heat this week, but I think in a good way. I'll take a little heat like this in the offseason. He wrote this story this week about the 250 classes messed up. When it guys is, like messed up. When, when 250 champions like yourself, Bogle, Mookie, Weimer, um, probably a couple other guys in there, 
are battling to get rides. In the end, it worked out for you and Bogle, but for a while, we were worried for well, you Well, they're guys. not exactly probably getting rich, right, Tickle? I mean, yeah, I don't think you're making a million dollars. Tickle, right I'm now. guessing your contract isn't for, you know, you're, I'm guessing you've made more money in the past than you are this year. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a tough year. That's right, okay. That's right. All, we'll that's just, all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll leave that, it at that. that right. with, with everybody else, I look at it as a positive. You know what I mean? Wilson, Wilson, I mean, I don't know. Has Brayton done at Moto Concept? Yeah, that's I mean, done. Yeah, yeah. we don't know if he's like making a lot. Yeah. What yeah, we're saying what is, I mean. it's, it's tough for so many people. Yeah, this goes back to us. Yeah, right. so it's tough on you, it's tough on Bogle this year, it's tough on Mookie, it's tough on Bray, it's tough on all these guys. So Mathis said part of the problem is that the 250 class, there's so much money in it, and when you get forced out by winning a title, such as yourself, such as Bogle, such as Mookie, it actually makes it hard, because you go to the 450 class, and to win races there is really, really, really hard. And the few guys that do that get paid a lot of money. Four winners last year. We only had four riders win races in a 450 class yeah. last year. Right. Anderson, Tomac, Roxanne, and Dungey. Yeah. 49. So there's not, a lot to, there's not a lot of wins spread out in the 450 class. So Mathis is angry, yeah. and he wants to figure out a way to diminish... The 250 class, yep. you might have already read about this or heard about it, to shift more money in the 450s to help out guys like you, Mookie, Bogle, Weimer, former 250 champs who had to move up, or make the 250 class wide open so you would have the option of just going back there. Would you, If that was available, would you have entertained that? Would you be like, oh, if I got to go back to the 250s to make a living, I would do it? Or is that crazy to you, that, that prospect? I mean... I mean, we race dirt bikes for a living, and if you can't get a ride in the 450 class and you can in the 250 class and be competitive, I mean, why not? Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go, Mathis. I, mean, I feel like that's a no-brainer. I feel like that's – that's. I mean, I actually agree with you on that. Like, especially for guys – especially the rule. the rule is that if you finish top 20, you can't go down. Right. What is it? How, what's the ruling? Well, apparently, I think that's it, apparently yeah. if you're if you're Phil Nicoletti and you have this powerful JGR team, it's no problem. But if you're Kyle Chisholm, who you know has had some rough years, and you ask, you get shut out. Has he? Yeah. Well, that's what yeah, I got mean. shut like, out. Yeah, Chisholm, in, Chisholm got like, denied. Yeah. Wow. In his in his situation, like that's screwed up. It is. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. I mean, Phil. he's not going to go make he's not going to go make a million dollars racing the 450 class. Yeah. And doing it on his own, he's. I mean, he can maybe go make money in the lights class. You know what I mean? There's a difference there, right? So, and it would be cheaper on him either way. Even if he did it on his own, it would, well, I want to race. I want to race a couple West Coast 450, and I want to race East Coast lights. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a lot. He'd go back home, yeah, and yeah. build a bike, and you know what I mean? To be competitive. Yeah. Um, hey, <laughs> yeah. So you wouldn't be opposed to it if that's what it took. If you were out of prospects altogether and somebody said, hey, we're going to pay you 150, 200 grand salary to race a 250, and you had no 450 prospects, these, you'd these, be fine with it. These jerkies in 250s make too 100%. much money. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Tick, tickle, we were breaking it down earlier in the show. There's probably 15 250 riders that make more money than you, maybe 20 that make more money than you. And I think that's wrong. That's a stepping stone class. That's There should be some guys that make more money than you, Brock. They're very elite 250 dudes like Anderson and Seeley and we've seen and Webb, and we've seen these guys step into 450s, and, and they're all-timers. They should make more money than you. No offense to you. But when there's another 15 dudes, Brock, that, that work half the series as you do and work half as hard as you do and aren't as fast as you and they make double, triple, quadruple what you make, that's wrong to me. That's all. That's all I'm saying is that well, that's out of whack. I mean – I don't think anybody's making double or quadruple, but I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with you 100% that there should there shouldn't be 
we shouldn't get stuck in the 450 class if the opportunity if the opportunity comes up mm-hmm. to where it makes sense. Right, right. Um, hey, something that we think is coming next year is timed main events. I don't know if you heard this or not, but looks like it's going to be. Heard that. I think you're a guy that could benefit from time main events. You you often don't get the start and you move forward. So this could be a good thing for you. Yeah, so it's 20 minutes plus two laps is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing 18 plus two. I've heard 20 plus two. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, so either way, it's, it's, it's going to be longer on the shorter tracks. Yep. But on the, I guess, I mean, I guess on the bigger tracks like Vegas and whatnot, it probably won't be that that much more. Right. But a Santa Clara or whatever, or, or these places, it'll be 20, yeah, 20, yeah. 20, 24 laps, 25 laps. Yep, exactly. Are you gassed? I mean, I, like, I like are you that. guys gassed? I'm not, I'm not complaining. No. You're not? No. Is five more minutes no. on the track? Let's say it's five more minutes at some of those tracks that have shorter lap times. At, at, on, a, on a track this year, 20 laps with the shorter lap times, when you come off the track, are you like, dude, I'm so spent. I don't have two more laps in me. Is doing four or five more laps dangerous? Is it a problem? Does it matter? Honestly, for me, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's dangerous, but, I mean, for guys that, I mean, are struggling and not riding, or you know what I mean, you know how it goes. I mean, if you're riding tight uh-huh. or doing anything, I feel like that makes you more tired. So if you're riding good and feeling good, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that honestly will help me because I feel like as the race goes on, I find more flow and start connecting the track better and that kind of thing. But, I mean... Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, everybody works hard. It's just going to be, I mean, that extra, whatever, four laps or five laps might, might be, might be really good for some people and might be really bad for other people. Um, yep. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more lappers. Cause I'm telling you the dudes from 15 back, they don't have 20 in them. Never mind 25 laps. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, no, for sure. There's going to be some lappers like two, three times. Tickle's oh, going to be laughing, guys. 100%. <laughs> right, right. There's going to be guys that are, like, not ready to do I mean, even, even guys, I mean, everybody in the top 10 will probably lap, lap up to, if there's, like you said, if it's a short track and yeah, five more whatever laps, yeah. track, you're going to, top 10 is going to lap up to probably, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they, well, at they, least they, they do five guys. They go 10 right now, usually. Like, it's usually, like, if you're 10th, 12th place, you're lapped, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yep, Generally speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, well, hey, Brock, uh, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Congrats on the deal. Although, you know, according to you, like, big deal. You were always going to be there. But just all of us, congrats on the deal. Um, and uh, it should be interesting to see you and Bogle. I think we'll make a, uh, a contrast of styles and a contrast of, of riding styles and, and sort of personalities, I think. It's an interesting match over there. I'm looking forward to that. That's yeah, I never good. thought about that. But you really right, have right. two different types of – Bogle's a guy who's – Got crazy style and pulls whole shots yep. and does wild stuff. Yep. We'll see in these time made events. You guys are gonna in the end we're gonna see it's <laughs> yes. gonna like meet in the middle somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, it'll be good. I think. I think it'll be good because I can feed off his starts and sure he can just learn learn just in general from me. Obviously, I've been doing this for a while, so obviously there's some things I can probably teach him and or he'll get off of me. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I think it's a good combination for for myself, especially because he always gets good starts and. Obviously, me being on the same team as him, that's just going to drive me crazy. I'm going to figure out a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, we like awesome. That. Well, hey, uh, yeah, thanks uh, Thanks again, Brock. Good luck with everything. I'm sure we'll be in touch. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Brock Tickler, everybody, of the RCH team. Now, do we think they're going to have that outside sponsor of Bogles for a team sponsor, the energy drink? 
I think we probably would have heard of what an is outside that? sponsor for now. What is that drink? It's a soda, I think. I know, but what's the name of it? Doc X. Doc X. Doc X. Sealy's got that red energy. Yeah, that's a different red. red plus. Red plus. Plus red. Red plus. They I, they sent me an email and said, "Do you want some red plus?" I never responded really? to it. I probably should have. Oh, man, would have been free. Why get? I'll respond to the email. <laughs> I'll respond. You know, in the earliest, earliest days before they had Monster and they had Hansons, they sent like pallets of it to the Racer X office. Uh-huh. This is like late 90s, early yeah, 2000s or something. Yeah. I didn't know what an energy drink was. Most yeah. people didn't. So I just thought it was soda and yeah. it was free. Yeah. So I was just drinking the crap out of them. And I remember at like three in the morning, I'm at my apartment, which I got for free. Also, I was also, I was not getting paid, but I was not paying to live there. So it was a good, yeah. and I got free soda. Yeah. And it was like three in the morning, and I seriously thought I had problems with like my pituitary adrenal <laughs> gland. I'm like, I can't get to sleep. I'm like, fired up. Like something's wrong. I had no idea. Like grab drinking. a broom, you're sweet. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was like doing house chores at like three right. in the morning. I didn't know. Like I had basically drank five cans of Monster that yeah, day. Yeah. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. And no idea. No. Uh, welcome back, JT, to the show. Appreciate it, buddy. What's happening? Hey. Uh, Big news today uh, that we didn't touch on before. Chad Reed going from Shift to Fox. Is that big news? I think it's big news. Really? It's Chad Reed. Sure, it's big news. Yeah, but it's the same company. Dune Goon. Is that big news? The Chad switched from Shift to Fox? Um, well, I mean, it's the same company. So, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Guy does a backflip, and now he's just over there. He no, knows. I mean, yeah, it Surprised is. you didn't go like this after you did the announcement. <laughs> you, you I should that. have. I should yeah. have dropped the bike and right. just... Um, okay, it's not even no, big news. No, Never I, mind. I think it is, yeah, because he's a big name writer. When they switch gear, it's it's always a big deal. Same company who, or not? Who were you talking to for twenty minutes on the phone? When? Earlier. Side chick. Side oh, chick. Just, <laughs> do backflip. Back Dude, that's what happened. Uh, yep, do backflip. He was having a twenty-minute conversation over there with somebody. I don't remember who. I've had a couple tonight. I feel like. Is it just people want to talk to you about the backflip? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. So people call. They don't even get on the show. Yeah. They just want to have a chat with All him. Right. I'm good. You want to be on the show? No, I'm a good. Couple, there have been a couple of people where it's like, I tell them it's not a good time. They'll call back, but then they're, they they want to talk and say how cool it was. And there have been, there have been a couple of those. So. We went to the Pulp Mex Christmas par- uh, dinner last night. Pulp Mex employees Christmas dinner. What was there? Yep. Who? You and him? Yep. And All our right. wives. <laughs> yeah. So it was fun. It was Wasn't fun. It? it was great. Yeah, I had good a good times. time. Right. Onion Volcano. Onion volcano. Yeah. Are we gonna? We gotta get Kiefer. We gotta get figure this thing out with Kiefer. With the wives? <laughs> no, well, yes, I hope not. No, 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 not like that. Okay. So, um, yeah. She's she's in. If if he is. Okay, we'll figure that out. Really though. Yeah. What are you talking about? We'll his wife. We'll his wife is the manager of uh, five sal- five three three salons in Vegas that do waxing. So we were thinking about getting Kiefer waxed on the air. This is still, I'm hearing, <laughs> he when he says his, his wife is down with the Kiefer thing, it makes me really right, wonder, right, okay? Right, right. I was going to leave it at that and just yeah. let people right. uh, take All right, take let's get back on track here. JT, bring right, us yeah, back yeah. here, please. Bring us back, JT. Chad Reed. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. G- Chad Reed, shift to Fox. Go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's, I know, I think it's something he's been wanting to do for a little while. So uh, I'm happy for him getting what he wants. But I don't really think it's that big of a deal otherwise. Do you think it's him? So it's him pushing this, I want to wear Fox? Yeah, I think he wants uh, I think he wants to Dude, be that... in Fox. I think Fox has he, – he's trying to push this family image, you know, which he is obviously a you know, dad, uh-huh. father of three. Uh, and I think Fox fits that more than Schiff does. 
So Dude, I think shift. That's his, oh, his motivation. Look, I love fly racing. Fly makes some great stuff. The stuff that Josh Grant's been in lately is is really good looking stuff. But shift is also very good looking. I, I watched. I see the shift stuff, and it stands out. It pops. I like it. Chad looks great in it. I don't know if I can say that about the Fox stuff. That I'm always like, oh god. Chad's gear has Chad's looked very gear good has since looked he's been in really shift. good. It really has been one of the better looks. But I could see yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think it's just a directional thing for him as far as like how he's marketed and the brand. Is there a the difference? The brand. Is there a difference? You think? Yeah. Well, no, you look I, at I who Fox sponsors and who Shift sponsors. I mean, it's a completely different demo from what I see. Yeah, but he's the number one guy at Shift. So everyone, to me, everyone underneath Hanny, Twitch, or anybody else are underneath Chad Reed. I mean, he is the he Shift. He hey, you could make a case that he brought that brand back. What was what was Shift before Chad get in it? Hepler, uh, Hepler, and Ice, the Iceman, and uh, and who else? If anyone fits that shift <laughs> brand identity, it was Hepler. Is the guy who put Hepler in the limo with the chicks still in the in, oh, in the industry? Excellent choice, known for his it's, wild lifestyle <laughs> off the track. Is that is that who who designed that? Is he still around, <laughs> or did they go? Excuse me, sir. They give him a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> I think you know. You have to go. You gotta yeah, go. You gotta go. I can see Shift. The shift. Had the, hey, was Shift the brand that had the skulls on with Brayton? I was O'Neill. Hey, did O'Neill get squeezed out? Do they have anyone at this? Fast point? Freddy Norn. Norn riding for whom? I thought Moto Concepts, but yeah, I guess not. Happen. Rockwell then maybe. Oh, okay. Well, wait, Chiz. I don't know about Chiz. Chiz may still be O'Neill. Oh, okay. Who had the skulls in the front? I think that was Shift. Brayton was O'Neill. JGR with skulls. No, before that, KTM days, MDK, Brayton. Oh, he wore shift. He wore shift back then, yeah. And did it not yeah, have skulls on it? It had a big skull in the front. I don't know about all that. I remember that confetti-looking thing. O'Neill had a black and white gear set. Shift with went from amazing stuff with Fro. Yeah, and then it's it went and, off the deep. end. And then it went off the deep end with the yeah. Iceman in a limo with chicks, and <laughs> Reed brought that back. He really did. <laughs> Do you agree? No, I, I do agree. But see, here's why Shift fit Reed well in 2011 and doesn't work the same now. In 2011, he switched to Shift as kind of this rogue, I'm starting my own team, the industry has given up on me, yeah. I'm doing my own okay. thing on my own dime. Sure. And Shift being that kind of rebellious brand fit that, I'm here to kick ass on my own because the industry gave up on me, feel that Chad Reed had with his own team at the time. Now... He's the established veteran. He's back on a regular factory team. It's not his team anymore. And as JT said, he's trying to push the family angle. That I've gone rogue, it's me against the world rebel attitude is not part of Chad Reed's deal like it was when Chad he started Reed's his own family team. not wear shift? I don't get it. I think that one is the edgier brand and one is the more family-friendly brand. Hmm. Well... Uh, Want to get well, call Mark Rogers again. You can get some more, I, maybe some marketing hey, tips. You clearly don't understand how I this I texted works. Chad today and I told him it was a bad move. Oh, of course you did. Of course you did. Of course. <laughs> he wrote back sorry. I'm sure he was very receptive to that. <laughs> he, no, he wrote back sorry, bro. I think so, it's a bad move. He says this, he says he was sorry. <laughs> How is it bad? What? It's the same company. What's the worst part about he it? He killed it in shift. Oh, the look was that strong. I That's thought why. so. The look was strong. I'll give you that. Oh, his, his Australian cover colors and all that, like his retro stuff, like all that. He'll be fine. Okay. All right. Apparently, it's not big news to anybody, but... It's the same company! So, okay, I want to tell you this, JT. Kiefer Dungun. When did Kiefer say that? Which part? Chad, he said Chad was going to Fox. That was... A month ago? Maybe more. And he said Roxon's going to shift. Yeah. That might have been like two months ago, honestly. So, JT, what do we know? 
Uh, I know Chad's been. This has been Chad's been trying to do this for like two years, but I he, he finally got the them to agree to it a while ago. He just kind of had to play this year out. Uh, I don't know anything about the Roxon thing, but okay. ever I would be surprised if Roxon would do it because he's such a Fox diehard. I would be surprised, but yeah. Uh, well, Kiefer said this about you know, me, though. a while ago. Kiefer said this, and it was I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then like one of half of it's come true. So yeah, I mean, whatever. It would be news to me, and I would be very, very surprised that they would take Roxon off of Fox because Fox probably does fifty to one of what Shift does mm-hmm. as far as sales. Um, yeah. But hey, whatever. Yeah. They can if they want. I'm sure. It's- I, I I would be a little surprised too, just because Fox is such a big brand. He's such right. a big name. The, the the brief time where he and Dunju were on the same team, and both wearing Fox, uh, was probably a little tough. But now that they have two premier riders on two totally different teams, I think you can have both of them in Fox. It's not a big problem. Fox has a KTM guy and uh, and a Honda guy right. and a Yamaha guy. Uh, right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, kind of works. Right. Yep. I just can't see I just can't see Roxon wanting to do it. Why would he? I mean, he. He has control over his own destiny. I mean, he's been a Fox rider his whole life. Yeah. See him just being like, yeah, yeah, I'll do shift. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. I, I can't see that, but hey, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, because Kiefer came up with the read to Fox thing a month and a half ago, and I'm like, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I've known about that for a really long time, but that's not my place to talk about it. So, I, I mean, maybe he, maybe there is something to rock something, but the, the read thing has been, yeah. that's been um, insider right. public for a long time. Dude, okay, okay. are we done talking about gear? We had a week where our RCH came back. Brighton signed with CR. We, we got enough. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, not we're not talking about the gear. gear. You probably there, want bro. to. So we're fine. I'm sure. I like fine. that stuff that Grant's been wearing. I think it was good. Green, I know blue, you've been a big but... fan of the Grant to fly deal the whole time. So not surprised. So let's move on from the gear it's talk. been there for JG. Yeah, it's always been there supporting JG. Like, in all like Moser with the backflip. I've always been there. Like We know Moser was... <laughs> Always behind. I'm on to you, Moser. Yeah. I, I think we had, the, like I said, the biggest news week, probably first week of December in the history of the sport. And we're just going to talk about this gear thing for 20 minutes. All right. Monster came in and sponsored. That's much more important. It's not. But anyways, JT. This uh, will get much more traction on Twitter. I've been hit up by a ton of people over this. Okay. Speaking of Reed, he tweeted out when Monster deal with NASCAR said, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm not a team owner anymore. Uh-oh. Or something like that. Yeah. Implying that this could be bad for our sport, uh, that Monster's going to be more attracted to to NASCAR. And I, I disagree. I, this company makes so much money. They print money. And they started in moto. Rockstar. Monster, all these guys, even Red Bull to an extent, got involved in motocross in Europe very early. They love the market. It's probably a, a peanuts to what they invest in anything yeah, else. So cheap. They're not leaving our sport. They're not leaving our sport. No way. I don't think that's what he was implying, though. What do you think he was implying? Uh, I think there were. I think he was implying there are a few teams that they were unhappy with or they were iffy on that they could say, "Eh, we don't really need them anymore." That's what I think he was implying. I don't think them stepping out of the sport. I just think there were teams that maybe they would take a step back. Well, who are they on? They're on Monster Pro Circuit. They're on Monster Cowie, and they're with they're with who? The Yamaha team. They're JGR. Yeah. JGR. Yeah, they're, they're with, on a lot of. They're they're with a lot of people. Let's be real. JGR. And, you know what though? So that's I four believe teams. there they're was with, a time. They're, they're with four teams. I, I believe there was a time that I heard, oh, they're going to be going to Star. That apparently is not materialized. Apparently, Rockstar matched the offer. Yeah, but Rockstar is very strange. Rockstar is always considered a personal sponsor of the riders yes, on the team, yes, not a team sponsor. Right, right. 
whatever that meant. Then somewhere along the line, they became a team sponsor. Did they? Yes. But not a title. Yeah, they're a yeah. team sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're a team sponsor. Here, here's what I think. Um, Reed is partially right in the way of uh, – I don't think it will be as easy to shake the money tree of Monster if you need, hey, we need a little extra help, or I'm trying to get some, a team going here. Yeah. Can you give us uh, 50 grand or 100 grand? You know, not a ton of money. Those little ancillary shake that Monster money tree and get the helmet right. or whatever it might be is going to be harder. Pulling out of the sport, like not sponsoring those top teams. Eli Tomac's going to be fine. Mitch Payton's team's going to be fine. Yeah. The title sponsorship at Supercross is going to be fine. They re up with JGR. Yeah, I, I think it's just going to be, we all knew how it worked. These agents, we were talking about this before, Mark Rogers was on the show. When the agents were in a bind, they just shook the same low-hanging fruit. <laughs> you, just go to, you just go to Monster. Yeah. You got any money on the side? That will probably be harder to come by. I don't think it's going to make a drastic impact, though. Uh, they won't I, be no. gone from the sport. No, no. This is no. where they made their money, and it ain't even that much. What do you think they got NASCAR for, Weech? Well, what I heard is I think it's going to be a $20 million check to NASCAR. Which sounds like a ton of money. Yeah, it really what isn't. What did Sprint pay? Yeah. Well, yeah, Sprint I think was paying. It started at seventy-five a year, then I think they went down to fifty the last two years. Mm-hmm. But all that fifty or seventy-five, and in this case twenty, all that does is that just gets you in the door. What NASCAR is pretty smart about, unlike most leagues, they're like, you got to help us. Don't just give us a check. So they've got all these requirements on top of that of promotion. They have to pay tracks. They have to pay teams. They have to do certain promotion at the track. They have to buy TV commercials. Oh, that's auto promoters sharing with teams? Yeah. That's odd. And tracks. And tracks. That's, I've, never, I, I know. I've never heard of this. I know. And I think NASCAR has gotten heat through the years by being vicious on the negotiations when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. But it has absolutely been a big benefit. And, and NASCAR, when they first had the cigarette sponsorship, Winston, back in like the 70s or whatever, I think they... That was the main thing. They're like, yeah, we would like the money. But more importantly, you guys are cigarette Smoke companies. Smoke these cigarettes after the po- on the podium. Well, I think NASCAR's <laughs> like, we're trying to grow. Yeah. You have a gazillion-dollar ad budget. Yeah. Spend some of that promoting us. Yeah. Make commercials or magazine ads with race cars yeah. in it. Help us. So Monster's going to have to end up spending way more than just a $20 million check. I bet you it's in the 30s or 40s by the time it's all done. I wonder what they pay for Supercross. Do we have any idea? Does anybody know? I don't know, couple mil, five I mil. I think it's seven. I think it's seven now. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. It, it, compared to what they're spending on this sport, the NASCAR thing is a big, yep. big expense. Like I yep. said, it's probably going to be thirty or forty million dollars a year when yep. it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. But they're making so much money now. I think they inevitably realized, okay, we're no longer the company we were five years ago or ten years ago. We are a billion dollar company now. Spending. A hundred grand here, fifty grand here. Sponsor an yeah. off-road truck. Sponsor this or that. Yeah. We got to go bigger. So I think they were looking in NBA, NFL deals. Yeah. Or NASCAR. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Please. Yeah. Sorry. I know that it pisses you off. Please, Lord, keep the NASCAR Supercross cross promotion as little as you can. Very upset about this. I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care that Jeff Gordon likes Supercross. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, it is. Who cares? Great. Just can we just stop though? Stop a little bit. It's gonna get worse though. They're not. They're not appealing to you. Like I think that's what you're missing. They don't care whether you like it or not. No one cares. No one at Monster cares if you care. I Clearly, know. I know this. I know, but but like we just don't need it. Stop it. It's you think stop. that nobody needs anything though. Uh, no, I no, that's not true. Matt, this I, I is need, a very I need sponsors. Has a very show. much. We are what we are. 
You can try to all this cross promotion all you want. It will make no difference. Don't even, don't do it. It just don't hey, bother. Hey, here's one thing. Here's one thing that I talked about last year. Yeah, uh, we got Clint Boyer or Andy Boyer. Which one is it? It's Clint, right? Mm-hmm. Clint. We got Clint running into a wall. Uh, a Dune Goon MX fail type deal. We got all that, and we got uh, some guys in the booth. I think at different times, right? We, yeah, we, the we, interview or something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, jerk uh-huh. offs at NASCAR. Why don't you put Dunge driving a pace car? Why doesn't Kenny wave the checkers? Or there's got to be some sort of celebrity like. Uh, Actually, like, you want to know what's crazy? Well, I don't know why this didn't get marketed. They never promote us. You know what's crazy? They never promote us. This, this. Well, they're going to claim they do because they all do it via social media, which apparently now is the most important thing ever, and all the other promotion right. is useless. I don't even know this. This did not get publicized. Did you know that Ken Roxon was the Grand Marshal at the uh, at the Phoenix NASCAR race, the next to last? I did, and that was a motocross. Yes. Nash- How did, was, what was up with that? Because everyone forgets, MX Sports doesn't own the Nationals. It is still owned by... DMG. DMG, Daytona Motorsports Group, owned by Jim France, who is the part of the France family that owns NASCAR. Yeah. He pulled the strings. So they got Kenny there. He did two days of just nonstop VIP yeah. handshaking. Right. And we do know, like you said, the NASCAR drivers are into it. They were pumped to meet him. He yeah. was pumped to meet them. And he got to go. I think he did an NBC spot real quick. And he got to go on the NASCAR radio live call. Did a little bit of that. Uh, but, yeah, is it going to result in it, 10 it, more people even watching the races <sighs> next summer on TV? Probably not. All I heard about was when we got in the X Games, it's going to blow up. Mathis, do you know how many eyeballs watch Moto X and how that's going to help? Yeah, I'm still waiting. Still waiting. Yeah. For our sport to blow up. Yes. We did. It did not work out for We did him. Qualcomm, some race in Qualcomm. JT raced it. We did. Hepler won that one. I did not race. I did not race. Oh, you didn't that. do that? Oh, I thought Qualcomm. you did. That was, Navy, that was the Navy Games or whatever. The yeah. Navy Games. Oh, I thought you were in that. I, did I thought not race. Okay. Oh. Hepler um, won it. We did a Coliseums. We did Home Depot. Yeah. I'm still waiting, all you jerk-off agents that told me this was going to explode the sport and we had to be there. I'm waiting. So Not here. Not happening. So Mookie and Wilson and all these guys are struggling. They're making bank now because of that yeah. boost that we had yeah. seven yeah. years ago. It ain't going to happen, bro. We're, we're a niche sport. Yep. We don't even get a one share. We get a one share at Anaheim 1. That's about it. We are on the same level as bowling and dart. Bowling probably outranks us. We are what we are, man. That's it. I think we uh, I love it. We get a little misled sometimes because we want to be positive about the sport we love, so we kind of cherry-pick the numbers, and this is what every fan throws out. Dude, we're getting 50,000 people every weekend, which means you're up there with every other sport. Hey, the NFL does yeah. the same stadiums. They get 50,000, and baseball gets 50,000, same stadiums. You're tricking yourself into thinking that Supercross is as big as these other sports. It's not even close. It's no, not even close. No, no. And even NASCAR who has lost a big audience, a big chunk of audience, and most importantly, a big chunk of the young audience over the 10-year span. It is still unbelievably massively larger than Supercross and Motocross. Yeah, Don't you kid yourself. quantify it. Right. right. So, honestly... You can't, you can't compare no. it to bowling, though. Come on, Mathis. R- TV bowling? ratings? TV ratings? <laughs> no, I'm Bowl- talking about dollars and spectators and overall I, the, the sport. I think the bowling purses are larger. <laughs> Let's look into this. I'm going to Google it right <laughs> now. Think, Here we you go. Think, you think the, the pro bowling champion makes $10 million a year? Well, that's two different arguments. Great point. I'm glad you brought that up, JT. It is true that the purse in those things might be bigger, but, but Motocross is able to run on the, the two-pronged theory of it's both popular 
enough to get on TV and get spectators to come to the races, and there is some purse money. And then you also have all this money coming in from the bike manufacturers, from Fly Racing, from all the industry sponsors, and that's what allows Ryan Dungey to make seven figures times five times seven or whatever it is. Okay, the top bowler in purse money, Jesper Svensson. We all know Big him. Big fan. Yeah. $126,000 from purse for 13, for, year? for 13 events. Well, he's got huge endorsement deals, right? Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, of course. Everything on his oh, shirt yeah. and everything else. But I'm big, just big, big money. Is he getting like a KTM level salary like Dunge is? I'm talking purses. I'm talking and and TV share and TV. If TV is God and TV is king, then bowling probably destroys supercars. I bet La Quinta Hotels pays him at least twenty five, thirty grand a year. I, that probably matches Dunge's gear deal right there. Yeah, it's even yeah, Steven. Yeah, if you're talking about TV. If you're talking about TV, bowling probably outdraws us. Yeah, it's just hard to measure because, again, that, that there's the double-sided income of motocross. And that's what allows Brian Dungey to make more money than most people would probably ever expect him to make. Yeah. If we, we, the buffet right. we were at today, excellent buffet. Thank we were you. talking very loud. Yeah. Can you tell the story? Yeah, uh, JT, we're at the buffet. We just, we just only request for coming out, the, yeah. the, a free buffet. Yep. And uh, we're talking and laughing and talking about whatever. That's how we do it. And an old man, I thought it was an old lady, but There's we each an old man. Yeah. As walking by, taps him on the shoulder, goes, you're talking too loud, and keeps walking. <laughs> you're talking too loud, and keeps walking. Doesn't even stop. Very angry at Weege. Yeah. yeah so he we were saying... Anyone in that buffet, if you told them the fastest dirt bike racer is making five or eight million dollars a year, they'd say, what? Yeah. How could that be? So in some ways, the sport is actually quite fortunate. At the very top levels, yeah. But in other ways, yeah. when you talk about Brock Tickle, just hoping they can well, put something together this year, it's very it's unfortunate. It's because of guys like JT who just told us that winning is so powerful that they pay anything for that. Because only anything, four dudes want Good. Let me know when bowling gets a three-and-a-half-hour time slot live every Saturday night. I bet you they draw more numbers. I, I don't think a bowling competition is three hours, but you know, but that's a different story. Just let me know when they get three-and-a-half hours well, that, live. I think that's apples to oranges. That's apples to oranges. How is it apples to oranges? Because you don't bowl for three hours in a main event. Like, uh, Ryan okay, Dungey. Let, let me know when they get live coverage of every I, event every I, Saturday night primetime. They probably do. I don't know. I don't know enough about bowling. I, I would you think there's... damn well they don't. You don't think there's some sort of bowling tour that gets live on ESPN2? They get live every single weekend. Whenever they are, yeah. Whenever these bowling not. tours are? I don't know. Someone can probably help us and, and give us some facts about <laughs> this. On. You, you know they, they don't. That's silly. Uh, March 1st, 2015, Pro Bowling Association event from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. What network? Doing good look this up. On ESPN. 861,000 viewers. That's the same as Supercross. Yeah, how many events? Really one good. a year? I don't know. That's Travis just really looked good. up one. It is really I'm good. That's better than most Supercrosses. I'm saying 17 Saturday nights in a row were on live television for three hours. Bowling is, is not even in the same realm as that. We just said 861,000 viewers. That's more than almost every Supercross. 17 weekends in a row? I don't know. And it's, it's, it's seven, I know you don't know. but It's that's, 17 and 18. You're saying, if you're saying that bowling and, and supercross are on the same level of sports, professional bowling, then I I don't have anything else to argue with because it's a terrible it's argument on your side. Google terrible. Google bowling and like what they get paid for live TV events and and who pays them and <laughs> Google all that, Marks. All right, let's get some phone calls. Um, oh, JT, 
We had a big in-depth discussion about Big Boar Barry earlier because, you know, we okay. just on the show. Now, you've insinuated Barry had a Big Boar. Ping has insinuated Barry had a Big Boar. Uh, Nash says that for sure he did. This is where it all started. Do we actually know if Barry had a Big Boar? I don't know how anybody would know other than Barry. No, I don't know if it ever came out. If ever, you know, if we ever, if any, if ever, he ever got busted. It was going to come out at the writers' meeting. No, Steve Hudson but... was going to bring him up. <laughs> hey, we got an announcement to make. Barry wants to come clean. JT, if you if you had to if you had, if there was a big boar pie, oh god, what percentage would you put on Barry running a big boar? Uh, I would say in the nineties. Oh, really? You Plus were like the peak of his career. Yeah, you were that sure of it. Like when you raced him. <laughs> Uh, I really didn't think about it too much, but every time I looked over and saw he had a stock pipe and a stock silencer, uh, I was like, what in the hell is that guy doing? <laughs> so I would say chances are very, 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 very high. Okay, I just... We, there's all this- then, everybody, everybody was cheating. I, I didn't really have the resources to pull it off, but, I mean, nobody was getting torn down, so if you weren't yeah. going to be on the podium or top five, who cares? Yeah. No, we just, I mean, everybody kind of acknowledges Barry. I just wanted to see, you know, if we ever knew that Barry, I mean, we know Mike Craig had a big bore that year on a Cowie. He, his yep. mechanic has said it or somebody. What is this? Yeah. Mike, 125? Mike Craig, 125s. Really? Yeah, 1999. 99. Yep. Craig was on a Cowie in 99 at a <laughs> 125s? I don't even remember this. He was hanging on. Outburst. I don't know what yeah. he was doing. Yeah. Wow. But uh, it, it, it's much like another Barry. It's like Barry Bonds. It's never been proven in the court of law that he took steroids, but <laughs> right, everybody right. knows he did. Right. Okay. Bowling bef- the weekend before March first, bowling got eight hundred and thirteen thousand over from eight sixty one the week of. So that was two in a row, two weekends in a row, eight hundred thousand people. I will venture to guess, however, yeah. that I work in motocross. You work in motocross. When you run into enough random people who don't work in the industry or follow the races hardcore, I still run into enough people that randomly had a dirt bike, rode a dirt bike, know something about it here or there. They've heard of Jeremy McGrath, or they've heard of Chad Reed, or they heard of James Stewart, or Ryan Dungey, whatever. Mm -hmm. There are more people like that than there are people that know the top bowler. You never heard of Jesper Vinson? Exactly. Listen, Donnie, you're out of your element. (laughs) Uh, Pete Weber net worth $3.5 And Pete is the number one bowler. Okay, well, Dungey made probably yeah. double that just yeah. last year. I, 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 hey, listen, I could have not said that to support my case. I'm just I'm spewing out facts. Dark side, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? What's happening? What's the, what's going on? You want to know about Kyle Chisholm? Well, he put up something today about uh, big news coming tomorrow or something. I was wondering if you had any insight. The last time I talked to Chiz and maybe JT or or, uh, or Weege know, he was just working with uh, Bracken Hall and putting that team together. That was the last thing I knew, yeah. Yep, and so Bracken Hall's got a truck, and, and, and the, the Bracken himself has made some main events, and, and Chiz was riding with him under that Rocky Mountain deal, and that's all I've heard, unless something has changed. JT, do you know anything? I have no idea. No, I keep seeing Chiz tweet about next year, but he's not really putting any details out there. So, yeah, I'm not sure. So, Dark Side, I think it's that, unless something went sideways. Okay. And as long as he's going to be at Supercross, that's really all I care about. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I want him there. So do and, I. Uh, so do I. And, and guys like JT are trying to stop this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to hate on JT. I love JT. I and everybody should be in fly gear, including Chad Reed. Oh, there we go. 
that's the inevitable conclusion. We yeah, need a fly Scott yeah. goggles combo with Reed. Go out on top. No, 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 no. X brand goggles. Sorry. X-brand oh, goggles. oh, sorry. You know, I mean, I often look at fly and think they should get some more guys. And and twenty two. Hey, the the app. Just so you know, the app is killing it, man. Thank you. It. Travis did a good job. I've been listening all night on it. Yeah, the streaming thing we fixed. And uh, if anybody has an update yep. and the lightning bolt just flashes, un- uninstall it, Travis. Right and. Get it again. You do not have to pay for it. And, no, and it works. Darkside is testing the Android app though. For oh, most. he is. Yeah. Oh, so this yeah, is yeah. The, this so is he's the... saying on the Android app it's oh, working well. Okay, so. awesome. Good to hear. So yeah. I just got to fix yeah. those other couple yep. things and yep. we'll be good to go. Thanks, Darkside. All right, guys. Thank you. Glad you're back. You. What's that, JT? You don't have an Android app yet. <laughs> <laughs> JT, I thought we were getting along. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Charlie. What's up, man? How are you? You got a question for Wygant? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember me. I'm uh, I'm the super fan. Oh, Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil. Lucas yeah. Oil super fan. Yeah. I'll see you in yeah. uh, January for the Geneva show, bro. Uh, he gave us some questions for the cheap off. Charlie oh. gave us some, and I mispronounced it. I thought it was a chick. My I bad. appreciate that. Sorry, sorry, Charlie. Charlie, good buddies with uh, with uh, Aaron Kennard. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What happened to the um, pilot, though? What happened to our pilot on, on Mav TV that we were going to hey, do? We, we worked really hard on that, man. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but, you know, if you get the, the pre-race show next year in, uh, for NBC, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's better anyways, right? Yeah, JT and I killed it on that pre-race show. Orange fly gloves and... Uh, yeah, we killed. Hey, it. I was thinking I need to pitch that. We if we could cut the budget a little bit, and I'll just say the Dude. three of us do it, which I'm sure we're going to get paid less. Jenna Carano, Dude, she's a pro. She does so a good job. So much money for that. Well, the sponsorship I know, but right. we could cut down on the budget a little bit. Jenna did a good job, but I'm sure she doesn't work right. for our prices. Right. <laughs> I don't care. I'll run from one truck to the set or whatever. Whatever I need to do, make it people happen. would love it. I want to do this show. People I just would want love to do it. it. Yes. They would love it. We could yes. do a good job. Yeah, we, we could. I think we could do it. Really we could do yes. like a game day feel, and, and JT and I could come to blows at some point over something, and. And yeah, there's like, almost never not an argument between you two. Um, we would kill it at the at the end. You pick the winners like Lee Corso does, and you put the riders' bobblehead <laughs> on your head. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't yeah. know. I've never seen yeah. that, but yeah. No, we would honestly. People would love it, man. Like, yeah, with you two, we'd even get the Skip and Stephen A. arguing over every topic. <laughs> That's the hottest sport in seat in sports. Oh man. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I want to do JT. It. You were were you? Sh- were you, did you tell me what they wanted? For that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they went to NFAB at one point, remember? Dude, it was a ton. It was a lot of money. It was so much money. (laughs) It was a lot of money. Nobody's going to pay that for an online show with, with you know, Jenna and Mathis or Jenna and JT. No one's going to pay that. The Nationals, uh, this year, the uh, digital numbers, the the world is just going in that direction all of a sudden. The digital numbers grew massively this year. It's been the same. It's been a similar package the last few years. This, the TV ratings actually went up a little bit, do we have but to, the digital numbers went up massively. Who do we got to do to get that going? Coombs? No, it's all NBC. I know Bondo? everybody thinks Coombs runs everything. <laughs> this guy, Chris at NBC. I'm going to hit him up Bondo? and say, listen, dude, we're going to get this shit. What's that? Bondo? No. Oh. Not Bondo. Steve Puck. Yeah, Steve Puck. Okay, because Bondo doesn't like me. No, like, he's, he's okay him. with me, but <laughs> he doesn't like my rogue style. I think he's come around. Oh, really? They usually Ooh, do come yeah. around. They usually do come around, don't they? Landmine, loose cannon. Yes, These are things loose that, cannon, are, that have all been. Ex- I, I think, yeah. For a while, I don't think he was a fan, but I think he's come around. Why can't you had a sponsor? You're an IED. <laughs> Why can't you had a sponsor about Racer X, and they specific, specifically mentioned me? Do not be like Mathis. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, sponsor. Pulp. Hey, it was seventy-five percent pulp. 
a sponsor came to us uh, last week and said, Weege, we would like to sponsor you. We want you to write a column on the Racer X site next year. Have some opinion. Have some rants go off. Kind of like Mathis, but not like Mathis where he pisses people off all the time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, anyways, Charlie, what's up, man? What's going on? Yeah, um, you know, I just want to call and say hello, um, especially since Weege is in the house. And yeah, that's I guess great. I'll, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of questions, but I guess I'll wait till January when he's in the office to ask him and bother him with questions. But I guess one question I will ask on air is the same one I asked uh, Filthy Phil, which is um, obviously I'm a since I wrote all those questions I'm a fan of the frugal slash efficient lifestyle, and I like I'm wondering it. when when and how did we start living that way as well? Oh, excellent question. Uh, I actually had pitched uh, in uh, New York City. I almost had an agent signed. I had a contract to develop a reality show about being cheap. And they said to me, there's only one problem. When we have a reality show about a chef, uh, he's an expert in food because he's a chef. And when we have a reality show about this family that fixes up houses, Mm -hmm. they're experts because they're carpenters and they fix houses. So how are you an expert on being cheap? And I said, I learned everything from my dad. And they said, oh, my God, there's parents involved in this? Reality show gold, 100%, comes from my dad. And then they actually had my dad come in to interview him to see if he'd be willing to be on the show. And it turned out to be this therapy session where they're like, so you're cheap, and Jason says that you and your wife got divorced, this is my parents, because uh, she wasn't cheap, but Jason says she was cheap too. So how would you have gotten divorced if you're both cheap? And my dad said, well, she's cheap, but she wasn't cheap enough. <laughs> so that'll just give you an example uh, right there. Uh, right there. Yeah. And here's the difference in even me and my dad. I try to do things that I do cheaply. My dad one-ups me. He just doesn't do anything ever. Wow. He does nothing. He goes nowhere. He does nothing. Ultimate saving of money. You, if you it's don't hard. do anything, you'll never spend money. Yep. Yep. It's hard to beat that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, you can't beat not spending anything. Yes. So that's where it comes from. There's your answer. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. And uh, when you're in the office uh, in one or two two months, uh, you'll be definitely getting a free lunch. Uh, Oh, all right. (laughs) They work on that pilot for us, bud. Whatever you got to do, JT and I and and, uh, our co-hosts every week, we'd love to be on MAV-TV. That'd be be great. That'd be great. I'd love to see it myself. All right. See you, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. See ya. Hey, Matt, share some of the cheap knowledge that my dad passed on that I allowed you to learn from today at the buffet. I think we said on the show earlier. Do we? Yeah. Yeah, we don't, buy, yeah don't buy don't carbonated buy beverages. Yeah, yeah we yep. already said that. Fills up uh, yep. stomach space. Yeah. Okay. Tomo, what's up, man? How are you? Good, thanks. How you going, James? Oh, the homo. All the stars <laughs> hey, have come wait. out to play tonight. When you come on, we each, these people come, these people. Hey, I have a question for you, the homo, before you get started. Yep, shoot. Do you ever sleep? Because it appears that any time someone sends out a tweet or Instagram, or obviously is on this show, you're always available and you're always there to react. I shudder for his plane maintenance. Yeah. You're going to take a plane down <laughs> um, one time because you're tweeting us. Uh, let's just say I'm very good with time management. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, go ahead, sir. I work afternoon shifts and stuff like that. So, yeah, I work at night and stuff and then rotating shifts. So it's quite easy to... Be on the social media side of things. But it doesn't matter what time. If it's 7 a.m. Eastern or 7 p.m. Eastern or 10 o'clock a.m. your time, you're always responding. I don't know how you do it. Magic. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, man? Uh, yeah. um, I just listened to you talk about bowling. When I think of bowling, I think of Roy Munson and Al Bundy. When I think of pro bowling. <laughs> so 
Hey, um, just a, a couple of questions for you. Um, Steve touched on this thing. I suppose any change to the 250 class is good if you can get filthy fill back and death cross, I suppose. So Fair point. It's got to, got to be for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these uh, feeder series that we have in other sports, are you concerned that soon we'll turn to that same sort of system where we've got pretty average riders? Even in Formula One, there's very average people paying for rides. Are you be too concerned that we could uh, go into that sort of system? Hmm, interesting, yeah. Um, I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't think so. Here's why. Because it takes more skill. You've got yeah. you to be... Uh, to ride a motocross bike really fast. Yeah. I, I think it gets thrown around a lot. I, I, people love to make excuses when things don't work out for themselves or their kid or whatever, and that's such an easy one to fall back on. Oh, it's all about money, man. Just got to buy the best bike. We don't have the deep pockets. Motocross, and I'm sure that is a factor in some way, mm-hmm. but the equipment will never make a big enough difference in motocross. In the end, the really talented, really good riders are going to succeed, and you cannot succeed by being an average rider and buying into the best bike where you can in other motorsports. Yeah. If you buy there's, the best car, you've got a massive advantage. Here you a, have a somewhat advantage. There's a couple of guys out there in the sport right now that are loaded. Parents are loaded. And they don't work, and they just rot. And like, no offense to those guys, they're, like they're not making main events. They're not, in some cases, making night shows. No. And if they went to factory, yeah, to say Cowie, and just said, "Hey, we'll give you five million dollars, give us a third. They're just bike. not going to do it. Even if Cowie did, the guy's all of a sudden not yeah. going to become awesome. No. It just doesn't work no. that way. We're in, mo- in other motorsports, it can. So I don't think that model would work here. Thankfully, I guess. Tomo, as a JGR supporter, are you worried about Barsha's Lil and Geneva performances? No, I never take note of these preseason races. They're okay. just warm-ups. All right. Here we go. So they are. Well said. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Totally different tracks, too. Okay. So, um, just a second quick question. Hey, um, back in the 80s, we've seen, you know, like, huge crowds at these, um, these events, especially motocross events. Were they promoted by the actual track people, or did they use promoters back in those days? Hmm. What, uh, what events? What are you saying? Motocross, yeah. like, nationals. See- yeah, nationals. Even when you look at some of the European races back in the eighties, monstrous crowds. Oh, I know, dude. And well, honestly, when you look at promoted? old USGPs here, yeah, you look at pictures yeah. of Carlsbad oh, and Unadilla from Unadilla, the early eighties. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look at um, oh, what's that other one they crap on about all the oldies? Um, Saddleback. Oh, what a clusterfuck of a track that looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. These crowd well, photos just, are nuts. I agree. Yep. Yeah, yep. Club promotion. Do you reckon? Do you reckon that's uh, a way to? Maybe help help the burden a bit, or I don't know. Have to have promoters, loss of land, less riding, less racing nowadays. All that cheaper, kind of stuff. So more yep. people had yep. bikes were cheaper. More people had dirt bikes. So there was more general interest in the public. Yeah, yeah. What were some of those numbers of like like Elsinore sold oh, back in the dude. day? It was insane. Supposedly there was a million dirt bikes sold at one point in the country. Really? Can you imagine that? Yeah. I read that in MXA and a Jody thing, so I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't know if I can take that Hopefully as fact, well but. Yeah. yeah. And they all had one right, tooth man. larger sprockets. <laughs> hey, I'll let you go. Thanks, Tomo. Right, keep up the good work. Thank you. See you soon. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Patrick, what's going on? How are you? What's happening? Hey, how you doing? Pretty good tonight. Just listening to the old Pulp Show on Monday. Thank you, buddy. Hey, I heard earlier you started uh, talking about uh, J-Law in there, and I just sparked a story from Minios that is just funny as hell. Try to nice. keep it short. Yeah, please do. Uh, Go ahead. Darren Green, or uh, Blake Green's dad, it's probably one in the morning. We got like four or 500 feet of garden hose filling up the water tanks. 
and uh, Connor Mitchell's dad, myself, we're all standing around Darren's trailer, and along walks this guy just drunk as shit. Starts blabbing and running his mouth about the bike, and then starts, you know, we found out who he is, and he, I'm going to whoop everybody tomorrow, and I can't believe the guy could get up. He's so drunk. And he went out and, I don't know, he probably won or podium the following day. And he goes to leave, and he's rambling on drunk and steps in Darren's giant bucket of used motor oil. Didn't skip a beat and just kept on going. (laughs) That guy woke up with an oily foot probably up over his ankle, and it's just funny as hell. This is this year? No, this was like 05, 06 at Minio's. I wouldn't have been surprised in any year. He couldn't have been 15, 16 years old. Just drunker (laughs) than fuck, but... We were all busting up laughing, just Jesus Christ, God, arrogant Jason Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence. Another one, like these stories, they were just, there's just no end to these no, of no. Lawrence doing Lawrence things. JT has the best. JT's story of Lawrence will never be topped. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't. I, <laughs> never. I, 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 sh- I, I don't shouldn't even that? ask it. Yeah. Oh, we've told it on the air. You probably times. told it a million times. Yeah. I shouldn't ask. Um, that's a good one, though. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. See it, J Law. Drunk, stepping in a pile of used oil and winning. Uh, around that same time, uh, his remember final. When, remember when One Industries and Dunge? Great move. Like. Great move. I mean, they're not around anymore, so who knows what would have happened? But maybe that's part of it. Wow. Yes. That's an epic story. One Industries had Dunge. They signed J Law. Dunge sent him out of here. Picked up with Fox. And I doubt he got paid anything from Fox early on. The, you know, budget. Yeah, this was done in like yeah. end of December. No, after it? Phoenix. He raced and won. Oh, this was middle of the season, yeah. Oh, he actually raced and won? He raced and won for started. one oh, or yeah. two races. Oh, two yeah. races, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's... We told him, he basically told him, pick one or the other because I can't work with this guy. Like, I can't be in the same brand as this guy. Can't deal with it. It's the only thing that bums me out about Dunge is he never pours salt on the wounds. And I think it would help him just a little bit because whenever he gets into a rivalry with someone, everyone's so quick to say, oh, they're in this dude's head. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dunge, you know how he is, dude. They get in his head. If he would have just proven the nine consecutive times he's come out on top of these yeah. rivalries, it would help him to prove that he, actually doesn't, but he never does. He said that press conference at High Point, remember when he... Oh, he went off one time. Yeah, it and I think, awesome. I think he, he went off, he got criticism, and that was it. Yep. That was the last time we right. ever saw Golden Mike right. Dunge. Yeah. Angry Dunge. Well, we had Angry Dunge a couple of years ago in Supercross. Yeah, yeah, but remember, he denied it. No! Oh, was like, no. Who's angry? Who's angry? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, there was one year at High Point where J-Law ran into him, knocked him down in a moto, and then in the press conference, he just went off. Yeah. It's like 2008. Yeah. And it was brilliant, but yeah, I don't think we ever saw it. No. But I wish you would, because here's a perfect example. Uh, 2012, Stu comes in, wins the first four motos, right? Oh, on a Suzuki. On a Suzuki. Yeah. And then I immediately started hearing it. Look at Dunge. He's in Dunge's head. Dunge can't pass him. Dunge just is afraid. He sits behind him. What, what happens in the fifth moto of the year? Stu crashes. Yeah. Dunge wins the title by a million points. If he would have just said one time, yeah, I wasn't worried. I knew 24 yeah, yeah. motos that I haven't covered. Yeah, what yeah. happened? Where right. is he at now? Yeah. And then, well, oh, Roxon's got him covered. Oh, wait, you see him on RCH. Roxon wins Anaheim 1 two years ago. Yeah. What happened at the end of the year? Um, Dunge is fine. Team Dunge, though. Team Dunge. Yeah told me, like, when Eli was whooping up two years ago, like, we were just figuring out our bike. We were struggling a bit once we got our bike going. They weren't going to catch him. 
Well, no, but yeah. the team was saying, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, and we got I've this. noticed Team Dunge will not fully give Roxon credit for this outdoor title. They want to leave it as more of a, well, we don't know. We that, don't know. That's silly. But let's be honest. Yeah. It wasn't looking good. No. It wasn't looking All right, good. All right, before we let JT go, he's been on with us. It's an hour ahead there. He's, he's tired as okay. heck. He's got to work, right. go back and fly racing tomorrow. Before we let him go, JT, uh, thoughts on the MCR team here? We didn't really touch on that. Their team intro is tomorrow. Um, uh, uh, wearing JT gear, Brayton, Freeze, and Alessi. Alessi and Freeze on 2016s. Brayton on the 17 with factory suspension. MCR is going to do the motor and everything. Uh, what do you think, JT? I think it's 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 a great move for MCR, like good for them to get uh, on this stage. Um, I think they obviously, you know, the coup to get Braden. Obviously, there was some guys available, so I think they had their pick somewhat. But I can't see anything really, you know, negative about it. You know, it's a bummer that we aren't we don't have um, Justin Braden in, in fly for next year. But I talked to him at length about the situation and. In the end, it was going to be the best deal for him to make the move, and that's what I wanted for him. I tried to, to be as unselfish as I could about it, and uh, we went through all the scenarios, and it just made the most sense for him. So uh, I hope he does really well. You know, I hope you know the team works out for him, and and really Justin's success is is what I'm the most uh, most interested in. So well, I think he's got a good situation with the bike, and and hopefully the team is stable and allows him to succeed. Does he do? I mean, does this get him back to, you know, heat race level of Brayton a couple years ago, do you think? Or is he kind of – can he be a factor in this? Or is this a, a downgrade for him and where he's not going to be the same guy because he doesn't, you know, have the same equipment or anything else? I think his bike's going to be really good. I don't think uh, Honda's going to put him in a situation where he's wanting for better equipment. So – I think uh, I think he has a chance to do well. You know, I don't think he's on the level of the top three no. three guys or, or four. You know, even I think Marvin is is and Jason Anderson and those guys are maybe uh, a bit of better than him. Uh, but if he has that one night where things just click, you know, like uh, I think Detroit last year, uh, he was in line for you know a third or a fourth place finish and mm-hmm. he got a flat tire. So I think there will be nights where he's going to get good starts. He always does that, and um, it wouldn't shock me to see him in contention for a podium, and, and he will for sure be in contention for heat race wins. He's been doing that for five or six years in a row. Yeah, so, so. but but you think so on on the MCR Honda? You think that's that's where he's at? Yeah, I think yep. so. I think he, he got you know a bunch of good testing in in, in Australia on the bike already, and mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Honda is supporting him in a way that will allow him to be on that level. So okay. yeah, I, I fully expect him to be. To be Maybe not on the level of the top three, like we said, but sure, yeah, in that in that anywhere from three to six range, sure, yeah, I think he'll be there. I'm I'm backing off on my 2016 prediction of Freeze beating Alessi in the points. Did not happen. No, and I am not going to double down on on that and say it's going to happen again. How long until someone puts two things together and says, "Wait, Honda could not do anything for Mookie. There was an earthquake." 17s are in short supply. There's nothing they could do. Mookie, thanks for winning a title for us. You're out on the street. But Brighton is going to be on a 17 and getting some factory suspension. Yeah. Now, I don't know if those two things they're are really not, connected at all, not, but how but, yeah. long will it take for someone to accuse that of being not strange? Not long. Probably already. So, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very suspicious, even though not really related, because with Mookie, what Bogle had and what Mookie yeah. would have had is a full works bike. Yeah. That's not what Brighton has. No, Brighton's got suspension. 
And from what I understand, he can't ride the Supercross track anytime he wants. He cannot ride it anytime he wants. No. He can ride he, it sometimes. Yes, he's going to need permission and special days and everything else. Do they have permission tomorrow for this press I, event? I, I don't know. I don't know if they do. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, it's going uh, to look strange. And look, they're in JT, uh, uh, which isn't Fly Racing. Fly Racing, the best gear out there, flyracing.com. But I'm glad they're out of the generic gear they were in. <laughs> right? I didn't like that move. And their yeah. bikes will be red now. They won't be MCRs anymore. They'll be Hondas. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So the MCR 450 is done. It no longer exists. Yeah, no longer They're exists. CRS. Right, JT? There's no way this thing will be this will be a Honda. I would assume so. If they're doing a Honda intro, yeah. I would assume they're going to want red bikes. Yeah. Uh, all right, question for you, JT, before we let you go. A future headline for both of you. Are you ready? Oh. JT, are you ready for this future headline? No, but go anyway. Cowie shows the green for Tomac to stay green at the end of this year. Or Dungey closes the book and KTM starts the book of Eli. So does does Ryan retire and D Tomac moves over there? Tomac steals up at the end of this year. Or does Tomac Cowie shows the green for Tomac to stay green? Is for JT or me? Both of you. Uh, on my side, this is a huge question for sure, but it is almost impossible to answer before they actually race this season. If Tomac has another year like last year, I'm definitely going with the or yeah. the Book of He's Eli open, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's just based on performance. Tomac doesn't want another year like he had. Yep. Uh, if he has a better year, he's staying. JT? That's uh, actually exactly what I was going to say. It's all dependent on how this year goes. If he if he struggles like he did last year, he's out of there. That's he won't put up with that. If, yeah. if, if we don't hear about a Dungy contract by the middle of Supercross, he's right. out. He's out, I think. Yeah, yeah I agree. We got to hear that deal, like, soon. Like, you know, like well, an yeah. A1. going to be putting pressure on him to know as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they got to make plans. Right. It is unfortunate. I think so many people think Dungy's going to leave because just the overall timing. He's been a pro for 10 or 11 years now, and that's what Alden's guys do. And he's kind of – this gives him a chance to – potentially leave on top or close even if he doesn't win the title this year okay yeah. he won the supercross title in his next to last year yeah it's unfortunate wouldn't, wouldn't, mm -hmm, go ahead if, if he was planning on racing wouldn't ktm probably already lock him up anyway uh that's an extension i don't think you normally see extensions i feel like the guys re-sign in the final year so i don't think we're quite at uh the panic mode point but yeah i'd say by April or May, if you don't hear anything happening, he's done. I don't think it would have been done already. So future headline, you're both you're both gonna wait. You're not gonna answer. You can't. There's an entire year it's of racing. Future headline, bro, you gotta answer. It's ridiculous. <laughs> JT loves future headlines. You see why I hate this seg this, this segment, right? <laughs> uh flyracing.com at, at least the options were realistic. I'll give you that. If, if the options were realistic, I have no problem with the segment. Generally speaking, my options are either winning or crashing and ending up in the hospital. That's my options, oh, right? Like, <laughs> like dying in a fiery plane crash or something. Right. Or winning Anaheim 1. You know, that's a factor we haven't thought about uh, with Dunge. I think, again, everyone thinks, ah, if the writing's on the wall, this is the perfect scenario for him to retire. But if you're KTM and DeCoster and everyone over there, uh, you're not getting Roxanne back, apparently, ever. Um they're going to be putting, I think, an extreme amount of pressure on him to stay. Because they're going to be... Yeah. That's really going to put them in a bind. Yeah. Uh, Marvin's great. 
But Marvin's not Dungey. He's not proven to be Dungey yet. Uh, and Canard, I don't think, has proven to be Dungey yet. And they, the, uh, the one area that yeah. KTM has struggled, they've not been able to figure out the mega amateur, mega 250 guy, move him up guy. Who's their next guy? Amart. Amart. Amart's their guy. Did you see their race replica? It's twenty. Amart. <laughs> it's twenty. It's Amart. Unbelievable. Who doesn't want to be Amart? <laughs> Who doesn't want to be Amart? Kids have grown up dreaming of the chance to have yep. an Amart replica. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They need Dungey to stay. Yeah. So I'm sure as far as, far as Dungey's concerned, everybody's like, Dungey's done his time, and Alden usually lets his guys go and encourages them to retire on top. The KTM factor has to be thought about. If you're DeCoster in KTM, you will want him to stay. Yeah, yeah. You have nobody. You would sign who? Who would you sign? Hibachi, maybe? Oh, I don't know. He's I mean, not on that level, next? though, right? Yeah. I, mean, I know, but who's next? Yeah. Get somebody. That's what I'm saying. Phil? So what the best f- move is to try to convince Dungey to not leave. Phil? <laughs> Phil. Phil And Amart. Phil and Amart. <laughs> Yeah. It's a bizarre world we live in. All right, JT, flyracing.com. Good job tonight, JT. Two weeks off, and I think this might be this might be a recent record for you on length on the show. So Yeah, I'm in studio uh two weeks. Two weeks from tonight. Yeah, yeah, he's coming in studio. Yeah. It's gonna cool. be great. All right. And we gotta wax, work wax keeper live on air. <laughs> we gotta work on this uh this pre show though. I, you guys got me thinking now. Yeah, I've been thinking as well. Like, why don't we do it? Well, it doesn't appear at the expense okay, with let, the uh, hosting. Okay, let me ask you this. Never mind what they're trying to sell it for, okay? Well, that's the problem. No, never mind. How do we get around that? Never mind those jerkies. Okay, okay. We, we sell it. We've already proven we can sell it. N-Fab.com will step up. Uh, you guys can do whatever you want. I don't know if I necessarily have that jurisdiction to just say, oh, oh but yeah, by the way, uh, I'm not available for an hour. I'm working for somebody else. Dude, have Langston cover for you. He's solid, dependable. I don't really have the option to work for somebody else okay. on the day that I'm working for NBC. It has to be their pre-show. Well, people want it. If you want it, tweet us. We'll pass it on to the powers that be. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, thanks, buddy. Thanks, JT. All right. See you guys. All right. See you. Jason Thomas, everybody. Flyracing.com. The NFAB question of the day. Let's do this. N-Fab.com. You ready? Not yet. Oh. The NFAB question of the day. Jeep Trucker SUV parts n-fab.com, probably built in Houston, Texas, USA. Whether it's steps, bumpers, light mounting solutions, they've got you covered. The folks at NFAB have it going on. And uh, and please, so here's the question of the day. I gave YGAT one assignment. Give me a question. Shoot. I mentioned this actually when we had Tickle uh, on earlier. I've had a lot of industry insiders say that uh, there's all this talk about why are these 450 rides getting so hard to come by? What's the problem? And many of them are saying, actually, it's the teams keep staffing larger and larger and larger, and they are building more rigs, and they're having two rigs coming to the races. The teams are spending a disproportionate amount of money now on all the things besides paying the rider, mm-hmm. which is really the most important part. Yeah. So is that actually a problem? Are teams just getting too big, too huge, and they need to just scale back and go back to where we used to be, where it just really mattered, do you have a good rider and maybe a mechanic and some other dudes? Um, tough question to answer. Yes, unbelievably in the last few years, teams hire their own suspension guy to go testing, and then KYB or Showa has guys at the track. Yeah, the and teams have grown massively. Yeah. Yes. So you're 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 using a suspension guy from Showa KYB, yeah. and you're spending sixty, seventy grand on another suspension guy and his travel and everything else. You don't really need to. You get designated test days with Showa or KYB if you're a race team and you're sponsored by them, but you're having your own guy. 
Yeah. Because their riders want it. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and then, the and then practice spikes and practice spikes and electronics. And electronics the, have yep. increased. There's always a full-time guy for that. Right. Right. And there's practice bike guys now. Yeah. You know, the race. When I was at Yamaha, we did everything. It yep. doesn't happen anymore. Now everybody yes. has practice bike guys. So you're absolutely right if that's a problem. But I look at it like those salaries and everything are kind of a drop in the bucket to you know to everything else. Like yeah, I see. you're talking you know fifty seventy five grand a man and expenses, and that does add up in the real world. It's two hundred thousand dollars in expenses, and maybe two hundred thousand dollars to put them on the road. But that's four hundred thousand dollars in a multi-million dollar package. Yes, it adds up, but I don't think that's a difference. You know, it, it wouldn't be the difference. Teen, three more dudes have rides. Yeah, in the yeah. Fourth I class just don't see that it. Right. Exactly. Away. I just don't see it. Yeah, you, you're probably right. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I think sometimes and, and, we forget and, the scale of how much money these dudes at the top get paid. Hey, all you teams with two trucks, we don't need two trucks. Well, that's what I keep hearing people say. You don't need two semi trucks on the road. Like they're just motorcycles. Everybody fits in one. Don't worry about it. You know. Well, that's uh, more expensive than anything, you know. Well, this goes back to where we were earlier on the show with Mark Rogers, where the two semis is sold as a way to promote. We have a hospitality rate to promote those outside sponsors that we need. Has anyone proven? And I'm sure some people are going to say yes, and some people are going to say no. Has anyone proven that the expense of semi number two yeah. is paid for by that outside sponsor? I, and if it wasn't there, the outside yeah. sponsor would yeah, be Yeah, I think that's impossible. To that's what they yeah, would claim. Yeah, Rockstar exactly. is two rigs. Right. J, uh, uh, Honda's got RCH two rigs. for Jimmy Johns had right. two rigs. Honda right. has two rigs yep. to not even have an outside sponsor. Yep. Uh, so that's what I think people wonder about. Um, so we talked about uh, Dungoon's backflip. Um, when he got there with Swisscore, there was a couple of Pulp Mech super fans oh. at Pastrana Compound. And one of them's on the line right now. It's, uh, it's Brian. What's up, Brian? How are you? Living the dream, Steve. Living the dream. So you just found out that Dune Goon and Swisscore were coming, and, and, and you, you, know, you know Pastrana a little bit and went to his house? Well, we were, we were actually looking forward to uh, you giving up that information, uh, and you did the week before. Yeah. Uh, because just weeks and weeks prior, we were like, hey, when's he coming? I knew what I was going to do. Uh, I was on a mission. And uh, once you dropped that information as to when uh, when it was all going down, I, I, I basically made the call. And uh -huh. making the call making the call basically consisted of uh, a friend of mine and I had been there in the past. And uh, we called our inside contact there, and he said, sure, head on over. Come on and, down. Uh, wow. Yeah, we didn't ask any questions. So we headed on down, and uh, that was obviously the day in transit. So... The first day, I guess it was Monday. Uh, they were supposed to have been there at a certain time. They never yeah. showed. No, they failed. I showed yeah. it. Th I, I showed at the right time though, and uh, two I definitely benefited. Yeah, two guys are computer geniuses with iPhones that have Apple Maps, and they got hopelessly lost <laughs> on the way to Pastrana. And, and and but I heard that you were the cheap ass who uh, booked them the flight into uh, into into uh, 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 what is it? Dulles. Uh, well, yeah, instead of Baltimore. They were saying, "Oh, um, yeah, BWI um, couldn't get there with my miles. I used miles on one of these guys' tickets, so it didn't quite work out, you know." Yeah, that that would have saved them about an hour and a half. Well, you know what? I didn't count on the guys getting lost. You know, neither did we. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had never seen those roads before, and it was <laughs> it was a so. Nightmare. But let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you, it worked for me though because uh, me showing up at that point in time. Uh, nobody was there, and that was my biggest surprise. My biggest surprise was showing up at Vashana's house and nobody being there. You uh, mean we got fans there. or something? Fans, 
Yeah, anything. And well, I, uh, normally when we go to normally when we go to Travis's, there's uh, there's his entourage and what have you. And uh, yeah, nobody was there. So we show up and I'm in the garage and it's just uh, uh, just Travis's mechanic, Hubert. And uh, uh-huh. he says, yeah, Travis is up at the house and Randy's up there. So I said, well, cool. And uh, my friend is a lot less, uh, I don't know, he's, he doesn't have the... Doesn't have the drive that I have, I guess you would say. Yeah, the so drive said, uh, to, yeah, to succeed. Yeah. So me being the pulp fan that I am, I said, all right, I'm going to go up to the house. And I went up to the house, and Travis was working out in the basement. Uh, he said Randy Richardson was up in the kitchen. Head on out. I said, yeah, can I'm, I'm going to go up and shoot the stuff with Randy. Hey, no problem. Make yourself at home. This is Travis Pastrana, who's seen me a couple times in the past. Yeah. You know, a couple yeah. times. Right. Uh, my friend is a uh, is a restaurant owner and owner of a uh, of a brewing company. So as uh, Pastrana mentioned, uh, we brought beer. Well, every time that we go over there, that's our uh, that's our in. Yeah, she would say. Right. So uh, we bring uh, a fine quality uh, beer uh, brewed here in the uh, in the great state of Maryland. So uh, anyway, I headed up to the kitchen, spoke with Randy Richardson. Randy basically was doing his emails, as he said. He was sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a Pulp fan. I'm part of the Pulp Nation. And Thank I you. carried on a conversation with Randy that I think that he was surprised in. Uh, did we you, shot the stuff, man. We do do you own a, mission, a set of Michelin Star Cross Fives? I would have maybe uh, got you. I, I, uh, I hate to say I'm a I'm a I'm a ex motocross racer and current road racer and uh, I do ride I do ride dumb ups but uh, well, yeah he 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 I, we did discuss the uh, the new Michelin uh, road race tire which is doing very well the Evo tire uh, so as I say I have plenty of good stuff to 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 to, to, to talk with him about I, I was able to hold a conversation and uh, yeah it was good it was good well that's awesome. Great. I'm glad you at that time I, at that point in time I headed back downstairs and, 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 and made my way to back to the barn. We had to spend the, the next couple of hours of our time, which I, I, I made sure to ask Travis if it was cool if uh, we signed waivers uh, because we had our plans on doing backflips into the phone pit. So uh, uh, went back to the garage and spent a couple of hours of our own time practicing our own backflips in the uh, in the phone pit at Pastrana's house. Oh. It wasn't it wasn't a bust that those guys didn't show up on time. Let me just tell right. you that. Uh, so. when you and met you when you met Travis in Swiss Corps, which guy was kind of weirder? Uh, I would say Swiss Corps. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Just wanted to check on that. I'd say Swiss Corps. Right. Uh, Fair point. Yeah, basically, so there, there's, a, there's a great story there between me and them, because by the time they had gotten there, uh, I was, we were uh, we Brian, were Brian, we got to run. We're up against the clock. This is great stuff. Thank uh, you for showing up. It's awesome. As, absolutely. Part, just, just part of the nation, man. Yeah, thank you. It's Hope awesome. I, when they told me that, I was like, what? They texted and they said, what? But um, Brian, actually, uh, we, we made use of Brian. He used the camera. While, oh, he did? While I was flipping, yeah. Oh. Uh, Swiss Corps was running the drone. Okay. So he got Brian to, to use the actual camera. Oh, wow. So we made we made good use of him. Wow, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Putting him to work. <laughs> Basically, to sum it up, on, on day two, nobody showed. It was it was just me and the, and, the, and and those guys. And, uh, oh, the Dune Goon needs I had concentration. A, I, yeah. I had a blast, yeah. And Travis's form of coaching, he's, he's a total smartass. Uh Travis did everything that uh, that Pastrana actually 
it, it was just it, it was yeah. too good. He, no, he, I, he actually did what he was instructed, and uh, he did well. Yeah, he was yeah. phenomenal. By two p.m., landed, done, off, done. So incredible. Landed, done. Off. Um, thank you, man. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the support. That's awesome. Hey, real quick, I want to call in next week because I just had to explain wife pumps per minute, and mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to do a keeper after dark next week potentially. Uh, keeper will be in the week after. Call in the right. 19th. Call in when Kiefer's in. 10 4, guys. Thanks. Right. Have a great Thank show. Thank you, man. Appreciate See you, Brian. Ah. Brian kept it quick. Hey, after you, did the, after you did the backflip by 2 p.m., yeah. that you were just off the motorcycle, I'm done. I'm out. Dude, yeah. Pookie and I were both like, dude, you should have done another one. One more. He had it down. So, yeah, well, did you really like, I'm good? Or were you tempted? He no, kind of hurt his ankle. In the I kind of hurt my ankle a little oh, okay. bit. So, yeah. like, when I put the bike down and we kind of celebrated, like, even then, I couldn't put all my weight down on my foot. Okay. Yeah. So I was just like, ah. and and part of me was like, Travis was saying, "Dude, you did it. That was that was good. Call it." Oh, Pastrana was saying that. He was saying that oh. counts. If yeah, even no, Travis counts. isn't encouraging you, oh, right. I'm surprised. I, I thought he'd be like, "Yeah, dude, do do another well, one." Well, and I kind of told him, I was like, "Man, I, my my foot kind of hurt," which you can't see in the video. Yeah. But I was like, I told him, I was like, "Man, my foot kind of hurts." I came down on my. He's like. Then call it good. You did it. Yeah. You wrote yeah, it out. Right. I'm not counting that slide out. That yeah. whatever. So I Yeah, no, I, no. I, 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 like, I counted absolutely. Yeah, you had a little bit of a I didn't even put my deal. foot down. Right. Um BTOsports.com tweet at Travis segment. You can send these into at Pulpa Mech Show. The best questions make it. And uh, and here we go. The BTOsports.com tweet at Travis. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. the tweets of Travis. Myself and Jason Wygant will answer these. Uh, let's go. Let's let's pick them up. Uh, Weege, Charlie wants to know how many free meals do you average a week? Uh, well, you have to go to places like to get people to give you free meals. That's tough. Yeah. But can we count leftovers? Can we count that? Like reusing food that I've already made? Sure. Yeah, because I would say I get at least two meals out of every one. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're probably five. When's six. the last time you went out to a restaurant? Fortunately, I'm married and I have kids. I can't, I can't, I can't stop it completely. I do the best I can. Well, why would you go with the, I mean, I would think you My wife doesn't want to never go to a restaurant. That's the problem. Oh, she's always down for it? Yeah. Yeah. Like most human beings yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. So if I were on my own, it would be none. But I don't have a vote all the time. Okay. All so right. I, the number is going to be disappointing. So let's not even go there. Just, right. It really bugs me. Uh, Steven Grenier wants to know, is Watson still working with or for RCH? Yeah, yeah he's there. Seems kind of quiet. Yeah, he's, he's on board. Watson's there. Right. Uh, Tyson Stegall wants to know, if you are a strong outdoor title contender, which coast is better to race for Supercross? Uh, for sure, West. Yeah. Absolutely, West. And then you always see that. The guys that ride uh, West get the moto down on the brakes and everything else. Like, yeah. Yeah, no one tests in December for motocross. Yeah. So if you're an you East guy. You test on the Easter break. And, yeah. yeah, if you're an East guy, you don't get any testing in. Uh, when you have your break at the beginning, January and February, you're not going to test outdoors. So you're getting nothing out of that. Yep. All right. And also, uh, would Weimer, Mookie, or Wilson take the Moto Concepts ride if it was offered to them? I think so. I think so. If they would have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Yep. All right. And uh, we talked about the monster thing. We did. Weege, 
Justin Smedley wants to know, where does HBO's Westworld fall on your unrealistic won't-watch scale? Yeah, not watching it. I've never watched it, but I've heard good things about it. I've but, heard it was really yeah, good. Yeah. I saw, like, one minute worth of trailer promo, and I'm yeah. like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. It's the stupidest theory ever, Weegis theory. Stupidest theory ever. What? Right? You know what it is. Yeah, I remember a thing about it. If it can't happen in real life, then he, yeah. Yeah. he doesn't want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about yeah. Shawshank Redemption before. Yeah. Huge fan. Great movie. Yeah, because it could really happen. Well, yeah, you yeah. could be unjustly put in jail. Superhero movies, Star Wars movies, none of that. You're not having no, dinosaur that. movies, none of that. Screw that. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was around the time you guys were talking about his wrestling. What, what, yeah. yeah, his wrestling types. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that Shawshank Redemption really happened. Wrestling doesn't really happen. I'm not saying they're all to be based on true stories. All, but all wrestling is is replicating football. It's replicating a real sport, like something that really happens. It's just a version of that. But it's all that. staged. Football isn't staged. Yes, but it's just a stage version of something I watched happen. Wait, it's staged? Yeah. <laughs> it's a stage no. version of a sport. No. We see sports all the time. You can picture a sport happening. It happens all the time. It just happened right. here on Monday night. Right. Thank uh, you. Weege, Skyler wants to know, if NASCAR and Supercross both offer jobs for the same pay, where do you take your talents? Oh. Oh, it's not even a question. Of course I stay with Supercross. There's uh. the only reason I'm even trying to get my foot in the door at NASCAR. Because when we have stories like we've talked about for about two hours tonight over what's going on. Why is there not a lot of money in the industry? Where's yeah. the sport going? Uh-huh. I cannot guarantee that I got 30 more years of paychecks coming in in this sport. I don't know. What happens? What yeah. if dirt bike, What if we don't have tracks or land or dirt bikes anymore yeah. and this whole thing dries up? Right. It's the only reason I'm doing it, man. Hockey pods, too. Hockey, yeah. Hockey. So you got your yep. hockey as Paul plan hockey. B? Yep. I need a plan B. If plan A works out forever, I'll stick with plan A. But if the entire sport collapses... I'm going to get a pat on the back. Yep. I'm not getting a pension. Yep. If he ruined it. He did. Yeah. He ruined it. If, if I ruin it, then, yeah, that's if, on me. How far, if Ralph left the booth for Supercross, how far down would they go before they'd ask you? Yeah, I don't think they even, I don't even think it's down. I'd be, like, left or right. Like, I'd be, like, uh, yeah. as far as the people that pick that, I would be an out of left like, or right Like, hey, we asked choice. 50 people to fill in for Ralph, and they all couldn't do it, didn't want to do it. Yeah. I, it's not how far down. It's yeah. how far outside the box they right. want to think. They don't want, and they don't want to think about outside the box at all. It really bums me out. The you only know, box it, they want is the one Ricky stands on. <laughs> in 2005, first year I did the uh, Supercross webcast. Uh-huh. This is big at the time. At the end of the year, they gave me a Christmas gift. It was a iPod engraved Supercross Live. Thanks for the help, Jason Wygant. I got an engraved iPod. Wow. It's big. Yeah. iPods were big yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was in. And I called them, and I'm like, hey, thanks. They're like, we got big plans for you. You just need to hang in there. I don't know when it's going to happen, yeah. but it's going to happen. Yeah. So just stick with it. <laughs> and then about five years later, I was out. Yeah. So at one point, I was there, man. They said, hang in there. And I don't know what happened, but I'm out. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's like uh, like people who want me on the Supercross live show, you know, Holly and Boyer. That was the show that I hosted. No, I know. But yes. now it's on, t- on the web and right. everything. Right. It's like they're never going to put me on there. No. I got I on the one time in Vegas. You were so mad. I got on one time to give Stank Dog $500, and yeah. then they ushered me the off hook. as fast as they could. Yeah. You're a landmine. Yeah. You're a landmine. Yeah. Lee Robson wants to know, at the Australian Open, Reed announced he was looking for a two-year extension after 17 with Yamaha. Oh, I heard that, yeah. Is it realistic? And do you think it'll happen? Uh, I don't know. Let's see how he does. Yeah, this year. I don't know. He wants to, yeah. I mean. Kyle Greenwald wants to know, Steve, where do you and Pook want to go on your next vacation? Uh, funny you say this. Pook and I were just discussing this. Uh, 2016 was a year of the Pook. 
she went to Hawaii, Italy, and uh, Europe. No, wait, not Europe. Sorry, Mexico. So I went. No, and I well Hawaii by her, but with some friends, I didn't go. You went to Hawaii by herself? No, no, no. She went Jen Brown, but without you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, she missed Anaheim once. She was in Hawaii. Wow. And and I went with her to Italy. We went to go to yeah. Mantova and then Venice, uh-huh. and then we went to Cabo uh, about a m- month and a half ago. So I told Pook, "That's it. Seventeen, no vacations. We're done." Harsh. That did not go over well. I can imagine. She wants to go to Boston. So. Does that even count, Boston? Huh. Does that I, even count? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I guess saying. you could spend the same amount of money. But I think there's a new kids concert, and that's uh, what she wants to do. So, anyway, I'm so. thinking Hawaii and Cabo and Boston just not, <laughs> not very similar. I mean, hey, you know that's some serious money. Cabo, Italy, Hawaii. Yeah, we're done, bro. We're good. My wife asked me when was the last time you took a full week's vacation off of work. A full week. Yeah. Not. Monday, Friday, four-day weekend, skip yeah, 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 a yeah. full week, yeah. Saturday through the next Sunday. Yeah. Didn't work at all, and we actually went somewhere on a vacation, and I was like, uh, yeah. I got to go. I didn't do I got to get out of I here. Haven't, I haven't done that either. Yeah. Cabo, Cabo was four days, nothing. Four days. Yeah, that's nothing. tough. Nothing. Didn't open a computer even. That had to drive you insane. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's tough. All right, next question. Tomo from Perth wants to know, do you guys Tomo. think amateur racing has hurt the sport? Oh, I'm I'm gonna just bow out. We don't have enough time. Yeah, if you've got a 250 class theory, I can only imagine it, the a, mountain of information a, you have. It's a fucking joke. Amateur racing is such a joke right now. Way too much money spent. Way too much effort put in by these teams. It's just it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. They don't sell you gear. Nobody's buying gear that that Ryder DeFrancesco wears or 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 or. Uh, no, uh, I agree. Lucenzo Luenzo. <laughs> Nobody's buying that gear. I don't think that's right. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. (laughs) There isn't any loyalty at that level. Of course, I'm not saying that means the riders are disloyal. I'm saying that when they get signed by, say, Pro Circuit, and Pro Circuit is a gear deal, they're just going to take it. You're out. Yeah. So signing the dude at 11 doesn't even help you. All that money you invested doesn't mean anything. They're going to wear gear when they get to the pro level that they can't wear. Yeah. Yeah. They have no choice. And you've got to take the money. But, you know, Geico did such a great job. I blame Jeff Myshack, by the way. Um, they did such a great job in transitioning these amateurs into the pro class that everyone yes. looked at that and was like, we want to do that. Yeah. We want Bogle, Barsha, Grant, Kennard, you know. And they had how- every rider at one point. Yeah. About five years ago, they had every top amateur rider had gone through their system, and they were killing the 250 class. They yeah. had all the talent. Yeah. There are many, many problems in the sport, but I always say this. No, who could fix it? Who has the magic wand to fix all these Nobody, things? Nobody, yeah. If only there were an organization that somehow is connected to every level. It's connected to the manufacturers, professional racing, amateur racing, <laughs> uh, yeah, local amateur tracks. Yeah. If there was only a motorcyclist association based in, in America. Ohio, based yeah, in Ohio. And Cent- perhaps yeah. an American motorcyclist association that had its hand in all these things that could correct one spot to fix the other spot if only that existed yep if only yes yep maybe one day Mm -hmm. uh eric terrazas wants to know steve would you support chick-fil-a more if it funded your nets jace owen would would need a net and he would be happy if we if chick-fil-a had a chick-fil-a net that he flew into in germany some fans probably would have 
Yeah. Wish there was yeah. a net. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I'm on board with Chick-fil-A. If they want to sponsor the net, sure, let's do it. What's the problem with Chick-fil-A, bro? I saw that on Twitter. What's the problem? Yeah, I don't like it. It's garbage. Poodies. I think it's good. Okay. Well, it's coming in January. Yeah, I saw your tweet. Um, now, to be fair, I haven't had Chick-fil-A for a long time, although I had it at Atlanta Supercrosses a few times when JGR guys had it, and it was garbage then. Oh, come on. A soggy bun with a pickle and a chicken breast on it. That's it. He got the wrong meal. That's uh, all they had in, in, in Chick-fil-A in Atlanta for JGR guys. Chick-fil-A, it's pretty amazing. Does anyone know what it costs for Chick-fil-A? No, only you do. Yeah. That's the thing. Chick-fil-A has managed to market themselves to a point where it's like, I don't care. I just want Chick-fil-A. If it's 7 or $9, I don't know the difference. I just want it. Whereas No one says other... that. No one wants Chick-fil-A. No one. I want. You know what I we no do you one. know what I had for my post backflip celebration meal? What? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. I, I just respect that Chick-fil-A was able to get themselves to the point where they're the only fast food chain that does not have to sell at all on price. Cracker Everyone Barrel. else is trying to cram in. We got a three ninety nine meal. We got a four ninety nine meal, and they're just like Chick Fil A costs what it costs. Come get it, and the line goes out the door. Chick Fil A and Cracker Barrel can just shutter up their stores tomorrow, and we're, we'll be fine. I'm with you on the Cracker Barrel. Yeah, I don't like yeah. Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Cracker Barrel sucks yeah. because Cracker Barrel, is, Cracker Barrel is the Hooters for for men. Yeah, Hooters is for men. Yeah, you don't go there for the food. Yeah, you go there for the chicks. And Cracker Barrel, they get that country store in the front. Yeah. The rest of the food sucks. The yep. old ladies could not care less. No. You walk in the door and you see yep. those trinkets, they'll eat whatever at whatever yep. price. And Pookie is mad at you right now because she likes Cracker Barrel. Of course. All women like Cracker Barrel. That country store, you they could serve you gruel at yep. $19.99 a plate and you'd be like, yep. bring it on. Oh, and it is pricey, Cracker Barrel. It's pricey. Yes. And Hooters is not a great value Down also. home cooking. Yeah. Down yeah, home exactly. cooking. Yep. It ain't. It's down home garbage. Yes, but they've got that country store, <laughs> yep. and they've got the, the triangle with the pegs in it. Yeah. It's, Hooters. it's Hooters for women. Yep. We like the chicks. You like the, the country pulpery crafts in the front. I'm going to start yep. setting up GoPros without you knowing. Why? Because stuff like that. Yeah, that was good It to needs dance. to be seen. <laughs> Whatever, bro. And you wouldn't do it if you knew that there were GoPros. Yeah, uh, Charlie wants to know, is there any hope that you will do a backflip? Me? Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> we went to dinner, pulp, pulp uh, employee dinner yes. last night. Christmas I told party. you, when I raced at professional and I was skinny and I was like the top of my game and I was racing pro, I would never jump the jumps first. I would always have to follow somebody over it. I would never bust the be the first guy to do something. I, I can't wheelie. Like, I I had no – I just – I practiced my balls off and that's how I got good on a dirt bike. Like, I was never – not skillful. Wrong machine. I was not. Didn't come to you quickly. It was Jeff Stanton. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you've heard of Stanton and I story at Millville. But yes. um, so I could never have the skills, I don't think, to do the backflip. Like, I don't know. Pastrana seems to think he can pretty much teach anybody. <laughs> he, he did. Yeah. What about Pookie? Would yeah. you do it? Backflip? Totally do it. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally do it. She totally said, do it. totally do it. Right. I used to yeah. race pro before I started eating. All right, next question. <laughs> uh... That's it. That's, that's it. We're, it. We're done. Yeah, we're that's done. all I had. All right. Wait, no. There's a Bowers question. Ask the Bowers question. I did not see a Bowers question. There's a Bowers question. Do you want to play, play some Jeopardy music? Check in the Android app, maybe. Oh, wait. That didn't get done. Darkseid could look in the Android app for me. Talk about something else for a minute. I'll find it. No, just waiting. Can all I just right. say something about this monster deal? Yeah. Before everybody freaks out. Yeah. They sponsor that for the Mercedes F1 team that dominates. Yep. Lewis Hamilton. That dude doesn't come cheap. And then, as mentioned here on the show, they sponsor Rossi and the Yamaha MotoGP yeah. team. Right. I don't know when that started, what year they started sponsoring. Yeah. Did you notice it in our sport? 
Did no, you notice all of a sudden, yeah. oh, there were huge well, cutbacks because well, they're I paying. I read today, what was their profit, $500 million? Yes, it doesn't matter. They're already, when they started sponsoring it, F1, it, and that's probably 10 or $20 million, it didn't affect Mitch no. Payton's budget. Yeah. It'll be fine. Right. Yeah. The only thing it... You can find it there? Doing good? The only thing that sucks is that you and I didn't buy the stock in 2005 like we were told to. Yeah, there's some people in the pits that are doing very well. From are there people that did it? Yeah. Who, are there success the guy stories? we talked to about it? Well, there's a couple, but there should be more. We were all, there were probably 200 people that had the okay. opportunity to get did on board. Did you find it? I know what it was. Okay, so some guy tweeted and said, what do you think of Tyler Bauer's chances for success this year on 5150 Yamaha? I, I think very good. I, I'm. Are you on Team Bowers? Yes. Out of all the people that didn't get signed, and that includes 450 guys, I was really disappointed that Bowers ended up. Team Bear. In this, yeah. 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 He's very okay. good, and I don't understand how. In a world that we're saying is all about wins or potential for wins, even if it's 250 class, that's what Bowers is bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Bowers could win heat races, no problem. Yeah. He's done it. Yeah. He could even win a main event. How he ended up, right. and I'm not saying 5150 is not a good team. But how all the A-level teams, yeah. what would it have cost to I put know. him on there? On a West Coast series. Yeah, yeah to yeah. race eight right. times. Right. Teams add a fourth or fifth guy all the time. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm with you. All right, everybody. We're going to take a commercial break here. we got a little bit more to come. Jason Wygant from Racerx Online. Your flight's delayed, so we're going to we okay. go a little bit longer. Are you going to have uh, Davalos and RC on? Yeah, that's okay. coming up next. All right. And uh, some emails and uh, voicemails and uh, much more. The Pulp Max Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We'll be right back. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. 
Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely needs some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And uh, I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Racetech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Racetech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Racetech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Racetech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And 
the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice. And especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, and talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. 
For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Anderson? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock up Vortex Pro. 
Pocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PulpMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PulpMX show. This song, man, they're uh, so brilliantly crafted. This people don't understand. This changed the world right here. This, this smile on your lips, blood red nails on your fingertips. A schoolboy's dream. She acts so shy. Your very first kiss was your first kiss goodbye. That is such good lyrics. This song and living on a prayer was. I mean, that was it. That was yeah, it's it. massive. That's it. You like you could. Like if you heard this song and Living on a Prayer and it then exploded. You, and then you got hit by a subway train the next day, you would be fine because you heard the pinnacle yeah. of music. Yeah, it was tough. There's nothing tough. else to happen to you. Bon Jovi from like late eighty-six, like November, December eighty-six through about mid eighty-seven, was every bit as big as any other band has ever been. Yeah. Like they hit yeah. that yeah. level. They hit that level. And it sucks for them because some of those 90s songs that were pretty good were not popular because when you get that big, yeah. then you have the backlash. Yeah. So five years later, yeah, people hate. Keep the faith hate. is solid. It was solid, but yeah. just people didn't like it because then yeah. they got too big. And here, I remember when it changed. I remember when it changed. New Jersey's own, but John Bon Jovi. When, when did it change, Reach? Uh... Uh, my sister was uh, a couple years older than me. She was right in the wheelhouse age-wise. Plus, yeah. they're from New Jersey. Huge Bon Jovi fan. Big One hair. night, uh, her and yeah, big hair. Her and her friend come down the stairs. Oh, they're gonna break the stairs. I just hear them running down the stairs. Ah ah! Boom 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 boom. We're like, what's going on? Oh my God! Somebody's dead. What happened? Bon Jovi's doing a photo shoot at Seaside Heights. We gotta go now. So everybody had to pile in the car. And from like a thousand yards away, we see like some camera lights, and they were taking pictures for the album cover of New Jersey. And that was a huge deal. And everybody's pumped and everybody's into it. New Jersey doesn't have an album cover. It's just blue the, uh, New Jersey. No, I guess when you open it, oh, yeah, the okay, jacket. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the jacket. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Yeah, the album jacket. So it was awesome and everybody's pumped. And then like three months later, somebody's like, I heard John Bon Jovi had to get his stomach pumped because he had sex with too many men. 
<laughs> That's the David like, Bowie rumor. Yes. It's a David Bowie rumor. When you get hit with the yeah, rumor, yeah. that means you've gotten yeah. too popular. I was like, what? What's somebody doing talking trash on Bon Jovi? Which I didn't even understand what that yeah, meant yeah. at the time. Yeah, I was yeah. like, right. I think eight. That's when it ends. You got too big, and now people have to start hating on you. And by Sounds the way, gay. I think they said the same thing about Michael Jackson three years before and that. And David Bowie. And yeah, David yeah, Bowie. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and yeah, that was when it flipped. Yeah, yeah. And then to try to dig yourself out of that hole. Very difficult. One more thing for you. Do you know where that Slippery and Wet, uh, 12 times platinum that album, one of the top 100 yeah, selling albums? Yeah, yeah, Canada. Yeah, Bruce Recorded Fair, in Bruce Canada. Fairburn. Is he Canadian? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I and, couldn't believe that was recorded in Canada. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, and the guy, the engineer on that disc was a young Bob Rock who yeah. went on to do uh, Shania Twain, Mary Shania Twain, and Def Leppard stuff, and Tragically Hip. Bob Mutt Lang. No, Bob Rock didn't. Never mind. Bob Rock, scratch that. Scratch all that. Bob Rock, though. No. Bob Rock. Never mind. That was Mutt Lang. Bob Rock uh, uh, became Motley Crue, uh, Stuck to Feel Good, recorded in Vancouver by Bob Oh, Rock. he brought all these guys up, huh? Yeah. And yeah. the songs are co-written by a guy named Desmond Child, who did a lot of great albums after that. Yeah. Bon Jovi got this whole thing started, bro. Yeah. yeah. Get this whole thing started. All right, everybody. That's a Papa Mech Show, a music lesson for today. What's the t-shirt Sounds that you just gay. gave me? What's the t-shirt you just gave me? What does it say on it? I just want to hear the motocross stuff. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. That sounds like a Joey after party. <laughs> say that again. What do they do? Valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. <laughs> I think that was part of the John Bon Jovi rumors yeah, as well right, in right. March 87. Uh, Race Tech Engine Services Department, experienced staff, and state-of-the-art equipment. Have you covered? Get your suspension service. Get some motor work done. Racetech.com. Please check them out. It's a revalve in the box. Uh, that's what they say about the gold valve kit. And uh, Pulpamex 16 is the code uh, to get that deal from from the guys at Race Tech, and we thank them for a couple of emails here. Um, uh, Denver sent this in. Uh, just wanted to ask you what you thought about the racing format for that USA versus Aussie race at the Aussie US Open, uh, Aussie X Open. Mainly, what you thought about the elimination part of it. I remember there was a race in Mario Kart where the last player got eliminated for each lap, and you had to stay in front to win. How do you think that would work in Supercross? Um, yeah, these are popular in Europe. Denver, uh, you start with eight. And then you, the last two go, you have six, then you do three more laps, the last three go, and then it's... it's they uh, pulling them off during the race? No, no, after the finish, they go two laps. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. And then they have, so basically grudge, you know, grudge races. And, yeah. Uh, and they work good in Europe, they do them quite a bit in Europe, and, and yeah, I, I would be down with them because, again, that is just getting the stars on the track more, you know, and getting these guys out more, and, and maybe the winner gets five points towards the championship uh, uh, thing. That's so. that's what's really needed. An extra four minutes in a main event sounds awesome, but it's really not going to no, make a difference. Yeah, no. That does it. And isn't it funny? And you went to a Lil in the glory years when they were using the crap out of the riders. Yeah. They were doing Super Bowl, yeah. eliminations, yeah. all that. And why would they do it? They're like, hey, if we're going to pay you this much money, yeah, we're going to get our this. money's worth. Yep, absolutely. Quick laps. Pull, yeah, yeah. Which is really the theory that we're trying to give here. If the fans are going to pay for the ticket at any random Supercross, Give them their money's worth I just, by giving them their stars. I don't know how you spend $75 and then see Ryan Dungey for under 20 minutes in four hours. And really beyond that, uh, depending on the start, 
You know, there's a whole show. Hey, you know, if you did, if you came out tomorrow and Feld said, "All right, we're doing bracket racing. We're going to do a uh, a hot lap and everything else," the fact like, fact just freak out. Oh yeah, they just freak. No, out. they wouldn't want it. Yeah, they wouldn't want it. Yeah. No, so, that's the problem. Uh, all right, email from Racer. Good job by Travis Marks on doing the backflip of Pastrana. Hearing most of the comments on the video, I think most people would have liked to see you do it. We never see you riding a bike, Mathis. We only hear about how good you were, but those stories are getting a bit old. Do you have any plans to go to Travis's house and do a backflip? No. No, I'm too old. How about my idea from oh, last wait, night? Wait, sorry, what? How about my idea from last night? What was it? We race. Oh, me and you race? Yeah. I might be down with that. Huh? I might be down with that. Yeah, see? What do we race? Sandy Valley or something? They're closed, I thought. Okay. Mesquite. Okay. How long? How long's the moto? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Gotta be short, huh? Gotta be short. Gotta be short. Yeah, yeah. Cause I can't. I can't right. do twenty. Well, anything. then I'll do twenty. I'll do twenty. Oh yeah. Uh, You're gonna do twenty. All right. Doug sent this in. Hey Steve, I was wondering if you have any plans for freshening up the show for seventeen. The format hasn't really changed since the show, start, show started. It's the same old co-hosts, and JT sounds disinter disinterested, mm. and he would rather be doing something else. Mm. The length of your commercial breaks make people feel like turning off after the first segment. You might think about having shorter commercial breaks more often and making each one a little shorter. Doug. Thanks, Doug. You can always get your refund. Commercial breaks are needed. I mean, we, we go, we got something to eat, we go to the bathroom, we talk about our segments, we do all sorts of things. And... Yeah, we like to switch things up. We got a we got a plan to uh, to make you guys listen to the commercials next year. A little sneaky ass plan, uh, if you want to win something. And um, yeah, I don't know, Doug. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, listener numbers are up, sponsorships are up. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Go to go hey, to. you're saying Supercross needs to change it up, spice it up. Someone's asking you to change it up. Yeah. And now you're just rejecting him completely. Well, we change it. We, Unbelievable. When he says same old co-host, I disagree. You're here. Yeah. Tyler Bowers has been in here. Jake Weimer has been in here. Craig. Christian Craig. Christian Craig mm -hmm. been in there. Same old co-host. No way. You are mixing it up. Paul where's, where's Paul Lindsay? He hasn't been a co-host uh, in a while. He hasn't. No. Well, I'm saying yeah. if he was the yeah. original yeah. co-host, yeah. he's no longer yeah. the co-host. Kenny Watson. Not in much. Has not yes. been. Uh, yep. Has not been in. So, um, all right. That's Racetech.com. Please use them to get your suspension. They got motor services as well. Racetech.com. 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 Uh, all right. Um, Next segment, we got some voicemails coming up at 702-586-7857. We want to thank Brock Tickle, Mark Rogers for coming on uh, tonight, and uh, we thank uh, all of our guys that sponsor us. Sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com for all the codes and everything else. Uh, Wygant, there's a couple things that we know are never going to happen on this show, and, and one of them is we're never going to have Ricky Carmichael on the show ever. He's not going to come on. No. And we're never no. going to be able to talk to Martin Davos. No. 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 It, unfortunate. You actually confirmed this with Timmy. Yeah, yeah. I said Marty Timmy, will not do it. Timmy trains Marty, and you know Timmy and I are, are tight. We're, we're we're buddies. Oh, and I said to Timmy, "Can you get him on the show?" <laughs> and Timmy said, "I'll ask." And the next day, he said, "Marty said he would never talk to you ever again. He'll never talk to you again." Or so, something. do you think Timmy actually broached this subject? I think Timmy is so clueless that he probably did. Like he doesn't know. He doesn't listen to the show. I would have I loved Timmy, <laughs> to have seen Marty's face. When, like, that would be like uh, going to Pookie and saying, like, do you want this steak? Yeah. Like, yeah, what yeah, would his reaction yeah, have been? I, I you want to eat this meat? I think Timmy would be so clueless. He'd be like, hey, I got a guy named Steve Mathis, friend of mine. C can you come on a show? Yeah. And I think that's how Timmy would say it. Like, I, I don't, don't you, you <laughs> Not know having him. any idea. You know no, Knowing Timmy you're, is a good chance. Right. Which is the, the perfect delivery vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, not laughing right. while he's saying right. it. No, no, no. 
And Marty, what do you think Marty and said? Marty no. said no. Marty, Timmy says Marty says he'll never talk to you. So, <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I would like a chance. Like, you, know, you know what? Like, okay, Barsha doesn't like me now, but he didn't like me before, and we made up. Yeah, and, and you can make Hansen, it back. Hanny and I, I we're good. Hanny's come on. Yeah. Um, there's got to be a few more guys that hated my guts and came on. Anderson um, right now I don't think is a fan. No, Anderson's yeah. not a fan, but that, uh, yeah. Um, Josh Grant? Yeah, that's probably not happening. Yeah, probably I can see happening. Anderson and Barsha coming around. Yeah. Josh Grant's yeah. not coming around. Yeah. No. But what if we did have Ricky or Marty in? Yeah, what would it sound like? What would it sound like? What would it sound like? If we had Ricky on the phone or in studio and Marty too, Marty Davalos? Let's just see what it would be like if Carmichael was right here in well, studio. Well, you know Ricky and Marty pretty good. You talk to him all the time. Oh, super bros. Right? Talk to him all the time. Yeah. Uh, super bros. I got a text right. thread, group text. Me, yeah. Marty, Ricky. Oh, yeah. It's called Math This Sucks, it. you actually, is the group text. Uh, you don't need to take it that far. Oh, but okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTO Sports and .com and Fly Racing. Uh, welcome uh, the all-time winner in AMA Motocross and Supercross, or uh, combined winner, uh, Ricky Carmichael. What's up, RC? Ah, I noticed he didn't say greatest of all time, Mathis. What's up with that, huh? Well, I mean, is that where we're going to start, Ricky? I mean, I, is that what? Well, that is where it started. I know we have problems, but uh, welcome to the show. Like, Welcome. Abort. This is where it started. You you won't say it. This is like a presidential debate, and you're Hillary, and you're Barack Obama, and you won't say radical Islamic terrorism. You won't call me the greatest of all time. You won't say the words. Here's my thing, Ricky, and it's just my opinion. Like, it doesn't make me right. But no, it definitely a doesn't. a couple of reasons. Okay. The GOAT nickname is, is, is used for Muhammad Ali. It's very common for Muhammad Ali. Everyone used, that was his nickname, the GOAT. I didn't box. No, but that was his nickname. He was the greatest all time and in something honestly, I, I couldn't Ricky, compete look, with him in boxing. I, look, Ricky, again, I could be wrong. Here's oh, just my opinion. No, there are no could. There ain't no could Jeremy about it. Jeremy McGrath has a lot more Supercross wins than you, so I thought if you're going to be... I'm going to flip this table over. How if, dare you? If you're going to be called the greatest of all time, RC, I just thought you should have the Supercross win record also. Or Were at least you once a mechanic in this sport? I was, yeah. Did you have a rider? Did you go to the races in 2001? Yeah, Tim, Tim Ferry. Yeah. Oh, really? Tim yeah, Ferry? Yeah. So were you in the mechanics area when I smoked McGrath and won 13 races in a row when no, he was supposedly no, Ricky, the greatest Supercross yeah. rider ever? No, you're fantastic. You're, I mean, your records speak for yourself. It does. The but greatest of all is time. Is this why you're mad at me? You and James Stewart did a podcast years ago, and you said I should be called the GOAT, the greatest outdoors of all time. Well, it's called uh, dirt bike racing. I said And that? I'm the best all... Yes. You and James laughed. You laughed. You laughed at me. The greatest of all time. You laughed. This is serious business. And you too. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, but, how many wins you got, James Stewart? I'm number one, baby. But, Ricky, I don't... I mean, you've made millions. Your legacy is there. Everybody, you know, everybody loves you. Like, what... Why would you be mad about some guy saying that... You know, you're not the GOAT nickname. Is that really why you're upset? If you're the greatest of all time, we're dealing in absolutes. This is not one of. This is not arguably one of the greatest of all time. It is the greatest of all time. And there is only one but, person in this industry that doesn't call me that, and that's you. How's the team? How's the team coming along? I mean, it was close. You got some funding. It was tough, but we were able to get through it. Yep. And it was definitely difficult, but I'm looking forward to 2017 like never before. How's the TV? How's work in the booth going with 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 Emig and Ralph? You guys. Oh, let me guess. It? You probably talk talk crap on that too. You probably think I do a terrible job on TV. Probably <laughs> do a terrible job running the team. That's all you do is. I don't listen to any of your stuff. I don't read any of your stuff. Oh, I've heard, I'll say that, Ricky. But the, somehow they find out. But I've heard right, right. all you do is talk crap. Well, Ricky, I think 
I think people thought you'd be more involved with this team than you really are. My name's on it. Yeah, but you're the greatest motocross rider of all time. So, the greatest. Motocrosser of all time. Oh, greatest outdoor. of all time. No, not greatest outdoor. I'm the greatest dirt bike racer of all. You want to call me the GDB? Oh, AT, the greatest dirt bike racer of all time? I mean, I just thought you'd work with the guys more a little bit, you know, and everything else. Like, What happened with you and Kenny? Like, you and Kenny kind of didn't really... Uh, Kenny and I were great. Ask him. Kenny and I were great. Uh, Brock and I were great. Uh, Everybody on the team, I've always been great with everybody ever. In fact, I challenge you to find stories of people that didn't get along with me behind the scenes. Ricky, you thought when you were getting mad at me at Salt Lake City... Like, yeah, I was going to shoot you. Yeah. No, I know. Yes. But you apologized, and I thought we were good. We were. Until you couldn't say the words great. You I and find, James Stewart laughed at me in a podcast and said I was the greatest outdoors of all time. I find it hard to believe that that would trigger something. When you are the greatest of all time, and everyone agrees, yeah. and one person doesn't agree, I think we know how this works. Who am I? Who am I? Who cares? Well, who, yeah, exactly. Who, who are cares? you? Who are you? Nobody. Who does care? It's just my opinion. You know what they say the definition of insanity is? Yeah. When everyone agrees and you don't, and you think <laughs> no, they're no, all I don't crazy. Think that is. I don't think that is the no, definition. No, they, you think everyone is crazy except you, because you're the only one that doesn't think I'm the greatest of all time. No, there's others. McGrath has made references to that nickname bugging him. He has. Oh, really? He has in interviews. He, has, he well, said, hey, if whatever people want to call him, that's great, but... I've got more Supercross wins. Well, he had quieter. 13 straight chances to stop me in 2001. Where well, were Ricky, at? that's sort of like an age thing. Like, you were coming up, and he was getting older. I mean, it's sort of the natural Lion King of life thing. We got, we got athletic studies out there. He was like 30. Plenty of athletes are still strong and in their prime at that age. No problem. Well, you know, behind the scenes, Ricky, though, let's – okay, look, you're mad at me. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Fine. Behind the scenes, Ricky, though, you've really, like, talked some crap about me and – you know, my job oh, really? as a media guy really? and everything else. Like, you this has is what a- you do. You bring up behind-the-scenes stuff? That's what you want to do? Well, bring it up in public on the air? I mean, if you want to talk about where our beef started, it, you no, were mad it started and I the, got mad. The, it wasn't behind-the-scenes. It was a podcast. You and James Stewart laughing yeah, but, at me. But, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Real funny. You and your buddies. You and James tight, aren't you? Welcome to the show, Ricky Carmichael. Thanks for coming on. I, I, not really going to happen. You here. know what? I think this is what you've done. You've made yourself – you talk crap. And then you get me on your show to defend myself for your ratings. So I hope you're happy. I've made you money. I, I mean, I'm not really, they're not really going to get any more ratings with you on here. But I actually, I, you talk crap and then you make money off of us by talking but if crap, you ever listened, by disrespecting us. I don't really talk crap. That's the, that's I've the, never listened, but I've heard. I've been told. Yeah. You got to listen, RC. Like, I don't, you know. I don't need to hear what you have to say right. until you say it. You won't say radical Islamic terrorism. You won't say greatest of all time. You won't say the words. I just, I think it's Muhammad Ali's nickname. And I, and I think I didn't box. I, I'm not saying you did. And I would have smoked his ass on a super cross track like I did McGrath in 2001, okay? I just, I don't know how that got you so angry. I don't know how that got you so angry. I feel like you have millions of dollars and adoring fans and all these number one plates and, and your legacy. And, and just one guy thinks the nickname that Matt Walker gave you, by the way. Matt Walker gave you that nickname. I've done great things for Matt Walker as well. I mean, I just feel like you're a little harsh on me. Millions of people can't be wrong. So what's your problem? <laughs> Greatest of all time. I'm out of here. I'm done. Right, I'm done fine, with this. Fine, fine. You right. won't say the words. I got a lot of work to do. I'm very hands-on with the team. You're not, though. What? 
All right, we're done. Who got work Suzuki okay, bikes for this team? You did. You we did. are the factory you Suzuki did. team because of me. You got it. You got it. You got it. You just don't want to give me credit because all you do is talk crap. That's what I've heard. All right, look, that's not going to work. Marty Davos, Rockstar Husqvarna, thank you for coming on. I appreciate the time. Uh, uh, so close to a title a couple of times. Uh, you know, definitely a great rider. Thanks for coming on. And, you know, I understand you're a little upset at me. I, I understand that. All you do is talk crap on me. I've never listened to your show. I've never read anything, but I've been told that all you do is talk crap on well, me. Well, Marty, I mean, you've been in the class a long time, and you've had great equipment. The only reason I've ever say these things, Marty, and I, I'm being honest, is because, look, there's some other guys that have been in the class for a long time, but I feel like you have a lot of talent. You can really ride a motorcycle very fast. And I feel like it's, oh, now that I'm here to my face, now all of a sudden I'm a great this rider. Before. All you say is I'm a horrible rider. That's what I've heard. I've never listened I, or read, but I've heard you yeah, think I'm a horrible I do motorcycle not. rider. I say you're an incredible rider. It's amazing how 11 years into the class, you you can't get it done. Like you've had good equipment for the most part, and so I've always been frustrated, Marty. There but, are a lot of things that happen in racing that are out of your hands. I've had a lot of bad luck. Just this year, I had a visa problem when I had the points late. This was my year. Marty, Two years before that, I had kind it, of on and you, a chain though. broke. It's kind of on you with your lawyer and like knowing that you need. What would you know about a foreigner trying to work in the United States? Uh, quite a bit, actually. What? Quite a bit. Yeah, I'm Canadian. I we mean, need to stick together. You and I are. need to stick let's, together. Let's we to... are living under a Trump regime. This is probably going to be my last chance. <laughs> let's stick together. Stay... He's going to build a wall between Ecuador and... And the United States. And this is what you do. This Ecuador's is my gonna, last chance. And Ecuador's going to pay for it, I heard. Yes, Ecuador's. Yeah. And this is my last chance, and this is what you do. You talk crap on me. I've I've been in this class for a long time. You, Marty, that's all I've ever kind of said. Like, when are you going to, like, break through and, and, and realize this potential? It's just bad luck. I just haven't had the right breaks. All I need is a shot. Marty, you've kind of had a lot of shots, and that's been the issue year in and year out. Why do you not like me? Like, was I just... Like you just hate, you're just a hater. No, Marty, you're a hater for hey, no reason. We have a lot of mutual friends, and by all accounts, you are a really nice guy. Yes, uh, and you why really you, are. And, you're yes. friendly, and despite that, I try hard, and I'm friendly. I think that should isolate me from any criticism. See, but I don't no, not feel you. like it is. I feel like you're a professional athlete who's making a lot of money, relatively speaking, and you're open for criticism like any kind of pro rider would be. No, no, no. But I'm not in the premier class. I'm just someone trying to make it in the world. Marty, I you kind of made it. You're in a, you're, you're 11 years in. Take shots at Ryan Dungey and Ryan Villapoto and the guys that have won the 450 Supercross title. I'm just a little guy in the little bike class trying to make a living, trying to make a name for myself. And this is what well, you do. All you do is talk crap. While I have you on here, though, I do feel like I should apologize. I did say one time that you must have had a mask and a gun to get the contracts you've gotten. And I apologize. That was yes, probably you said I was stealing money from teams. You yeah, said I was that, stealing money. That was bad. Yes. I, I don't mean said that. I, I was yeah. stealing money from yeah. teams. Yeah, you're not stealing money because Bobby Hewitt and KTM and Bobby Reagan. Mitch Payton. Mitch Payton willingly gave you these contracts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I bring, I'm just trying hard, and one of these years I'm going to figure it out. And when I do... You're going to realize the well, talent I have. Because all you do is talk crap. You give me no credit for anything. I'm a great – I try hard, and I have talent, and I believe I can get it done. When you, won for your, when you won your third race in 11 years, you said this proves to a lot of people in the pits. Yes. I feel like you directed that at me. Yeah. I was talking to Ricky Carmichael in the green room before <laughs> yeah, I came in here, yeah. and he said, don't give Mathis credit. 
You don't mention his name. Yeah. Don't give him free plugs. So I didn't want to mention right. your name. But yes, I meant you. You did, Marty. You yes. did. You absolutely you singled said, me out. Right. I, I said, if I stay in the 250s, that will allow the people that talk crap about me to keep doing it. But I really meant just you because you're the one that does it. You're just such a good rider, Marty. You've kind of underperformed. I mean, outdoors, Marty, you have one season. Sorry, two seasons in eight years that you finished all 12 rounds. Do you know how gnarly this motorcycle racing game is? But that's I'd like to see you go out there and do uh, it. I mean, I'd like to see you go out there and do better than me. I mean, I couldn't, but exactly, you're a professional, and you seem to race about 10 races a year. Now, it's 16 was good. A lot of injuries. 16, you yeah, only I was missed out one there race. Solid. And yeah, you, you, you got to give you credit, Marty. But No, I was out there for you. There were a couple motos where it was getting tough. I'd had Epstein Barr previous season, and it was hard to get through those motos. But you know what? I just kept thinking of you the whole time. I can't pull well, off. So I cannot maybe, pull off for Mathis. Maybe we can all he'll do is talk crap on me again. Maybe we can find some common ground. Between like, like, You're uh, actually motivating me. Like Maybe we can reach a common ground where you admit that you know, you haven't fulfilled your potential and I'll come down and say, you're not stealing money and we can be friends. Here's what you're missing on a level. I come from Ecuador. I didn't have this long amateur run up, but to Marty, my you've been I'm saying that for, ele- you, for 11 years, you've been saying that and 11 years, you've been saying, I, I hope I get the brakes and you've had factory equipment for Marty. 11 years. All you've been doing is talking crap on everybody. That's all you do is talk. I crap. think for the first three or four, Marty, I probably gave you uh, some, some slack. Listen. But eventually, I mean, we kind of... Don't make me do this. If you keep talking crap on me, I will tell Timmy that you are cut off. Do you want me to do that? No, do no. Do you want me Timmy, to cut you off from Tim, Timmy? No, Timmy is great. Timmy yes, is... Yes, yeah. you don't want me to right, cut him. No. I no. will tell him. Right. Take the name out of the phone. I will start checking his texts. Uh, please, I want please a, don't. I want no more communication between you and Timmy. You've talked that much crap on me. You've hurt me, and now I'm going to hurt you. This, so, you're not coming on again? No, and you're not talking to Timmy anymore. You've hurt me, and now I'm going to hurt you. And I know exactly how to do it. Ecuador's own Martin Davlos, everybody. All you do is talk crap. <sighs> is that how it would go? That is how, finally, we finally got to the bottom of That's it. That's how it would go? Do you think they'd be that confrontational? I think it's been built up Both for a long guys time. were very angry. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. You've been cutting them both down at the knees. I mean, I've been doing it we like for real reasons though. I mean, it, uh, he's the greatest dirt bike racer of all time, and everyone agrees. For that real though, you. do you really think that's it? I don't like your specialization argument. I don't. I don't agree with you on that one. I, <laughs> you conveniently decided to split the sport down the Bro, middle. Oh, that just is the so split. You, if anything, Supercross is more popular. It's a bigger deal to win Supercross. We're talking about. T- on this show, are we constantly making deliberations between, well, specifically here we're talking about motocross, specifically here we're talking about supercross. It's all one big giant bag most of the time, except for this argument, so you can make sure all. that McGrath wins. Not, not at all. If you're the greatest of all time, you've got to have both records. You just have to. You have to have them both. If you combine both series, he has the most wins. Why does that, why does that not get it Wayne done? Wayne Gretzky? has the most goals, the most assists, and the most points of any player who's ever played the game. Carmichael has the most wins and titles of any dirt bike racer ever. But not Supercross titles. That Why would be do you like, have to split it? That would be like goals and assists and everything Why do you else? have to split it? When you talk about Gretzky, he has every sing- goals are one. Assists yeah. are one. 
Therefore, points are one. That's Wayne that, has everything. That's that's still all hockey. When when when, when Mike it's all Bo- hockey. Mike Bossy is considered it's all dirt bike racing. Mike Bossy is considered one of the greatest goal scorers of all time, not players of all time. You're talking about skills. Now you're saying I mean is it, supercross oh, skills. So actually, hold on. McGrath might not be the greatest of Supercross ever. He might not be the greatest starter of all time. He's no, pretty no, good. No, 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 no. That's so apples now we need to start that's, splitting skills. That's apples so to oranges. Mike Alessi is now in the conversation Travis, because Travis, someone no, else has stop a lot of assists. It. Stop it. Travis, where are you at? Where are you at on this? Does anybody really care what I think? Guy Cooper is one of the best jumpers of all time. So really... I don't know if McGrath is the greatest ever at Supercross because he might not have the best jumping. That is so dumb. You're picking specific skills. Fuck you. And saying that's where you draw the line. Not specific skills. A win record. A win record. You're in this sport. When you refer to, oh, I got problems in our sport, or we need to fix these things in Pookie, our sport, Pookie, where are you suddenly at? you mean both Pookie, combined, Pookie, where, except for conveniently this some, argument where it's split. When someone has 72 to 48... That's a lot of difference, is there not? Thank you. Where are you at on this argument? Like, what do you think? Thank you. Oh! Thank you. She said not the goat. Not the goat. Travis, where do you stand on this? I don't like confrontation. Where do you, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I, I couldn't call him the goat either. Oh! Unbelievable. What do get, you know? Get RC back on the phone now. Get, call him back up. Get him back on the phone. Ricky, welcome back in. Thanks for calling in. Oh, so you got your paid lackeys on here, your wife and your intern over there, who you tried to kill last week doing a backflip. And by he, the way, Travis Pastrana never beat me in a race. So start telling everybody how awesome he is. Such a good dude. Never beat me in well, a race. Well, Ricky, there is sort of a fable going on that at one on a T-shirt, on an vending T-shirt, Pastrana was in front of you or something, and you got the shirt changed? Did he ever beat me in a race? Yeah, that's when he tried to take me out at Indianapolis yeah, and use that yeah, picture. Yeah. Thanks very much. Um, so, I can't yeah. believe you're All right. Okay, so now we have three people that agree with you. You, your wife, and the guy you Okay, pay. the wife maybe doesn't count, okay, because she's she's my wife. But he's free to say whatever. There's No, no he's not. You're paying There's him. no chains that on him. That was probably a job requirement. <laughs> that was probably checked his box. Carmichael, goat? Yes, no. McGrath agrees with me. And, oh, he's, and he said it. Okay, shocker. Click. Yeah, 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 There's yeah. your dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it would go. That's how it would I go. I would apologize to Ricky. I would say, hey, man, like, let's try to bury this hatchet because you talk a lot of shit on me and I talk a lot of shit on you. Let's try to bury this hatchet. <laughs> but, uh, that's what I would say. I, I'm going to give him credit for this. He's one of the few that's smart enough to not play your game. I play my part and you play your game, you give love a bad name. Yeah. He knows... By him going on the show, all it does is benefit you. It would be a must-listen-to episode. It would not. It would benefit him for our listenership and our base of listeners. What is What benefit has he got out of it? What does he need? Well, apparently, he's very fragile. <laughs> so he would lead the audience sort oh, of... come on. Well, if he's that mad about that stuff, if, he's, if he is that mad... I think he's like, I don't agree with this dude. I don't think this dude's cool. I'm not helping him out by going on a show and giving him a bunch of ratings because we're going to have it out. We ain't going to get any extra ratings. It ain't going to be one extra dollar for me if it, he came on the show. Dude, what are you going to play on your uh, show uh, during Christmas? What did you say? You're going to have a... A laser gate show. Ah, We're a gonna... laser gate show. Yeah. He knows Carmichael or Marty. They both know if they come on the show, it would be laser well, gate-esque. And they... you cannot deny that no, helps no. you. If they lost their minds like Tony, then it would be. Tony lost his mind on that show. He did I lose doubt, his mind. But I when doubt... we even knew... When we knew... <laughs> 
Ricky and Saturday Marty night not- at Washougal, we knew the Pulp Show that Monday was going to be incredible. <laughs> we didn't need Tony to lose his mind in the air pre-show before that even happened. We're like, yeah. this is going to be epic. Okay. Well, look, so Carmichael is mean, smart enough to not fall into your trap. Okay. So what's wrong with me then that I legitimately like don't understand why they're that mad at me? <laughs> Wait a minute, Marty. Yeah. You have to understand Marty. You have to. The stealing thing was bad, but it got some laughs. <laughs> oh, at his expense, it got some laughs. What's the guy's problem? Lighten up, Marty. Lighten up. Lighten up, Marty. (laughs) I will say that, yeah, it's probably... I believe it did start with you and Stuart saying that Carmichael's the greatest outdoors of all time. How could that possibly get somebody mad? mad? But Marty... Marty has every right to be this mad. He's kind of underperforming. Oh, God. Here we go. You know what? To defend you a little bit, and I'm definitely not defending you hardcore here since I just spent 15 minutes trying to battle you as other people, of which I have no stake. And by the way... Psychotic Larry in the chat room says RC is not the GOAT. Oh! Okay, so we got a psychotic guy, your wife, and a guy on the payroll, and Jeremy McGrath himself. Okay. (laughs) We got four. And by the way... I'm the one that's going to get in trouble now because now I'm going to be known as the guy that all I did was talk crap. Somebody's going to say, hey, Ricky, I didn't listen, but I heard Weege was making fun of you on Mathis' show, and they were laughing about you. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, you're probably And then McGrath is going to hear, hey, I didn't hear it, but I heard Weege was arguing that I wasn't as good as Carmichael, and I got smoked. (laughs) Well, So I'm the one that's actually going to suffer now. I know how this works. Jeremy and I talked the other day. He heard that I... That someone was talking. Yeah, you were negative right. when you were not. I was not. Yes. And once I explained it, Jeremy was super yeah. cool. So right. I'm probably going right. to get blasted right. by both guys now. That's ah, all good. Yeah, fun. it's good for the do show. Do you want to do Marsha now or no? <laughs> Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Anderson. Anderson, I do not understand. Bro, I criticized some of your passes, which everyone else did too. Okay, you brought me back to where I was a few minutes ago. I will defend you with this. Some of your points you're making, I do not agree. But in general, the problem for you is simply that no one else in the sport is doing what you're doing. If these guys were in a larger sport, they'd be on first take and and skipping Stephen A. and Sterling Sharp or whoever it is on there would just be Terry. Shannon Shannon, Shannon Sharp. Sterling's the brother, right? Oh, they're actually brother. They're actually yeah, related. Yeah. That's why I could never tell which was which. Okay. And I'm also like, how many shows can this guy be on? <laughs> right, oh, because right. there's two of them. Right. There's Sterling Sharp and Shannon right, Sharp. Oh. Right. Anyway, at that point, if you're uh, if you're Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're the quarterback of the Jets, struggling miserably. You're getting torn apart on every sports radio show and every morning at 10 a.m. on ESPN every week, every day, five five straight years. You were just so used to it. By a hundred different sports writers. Get this bum out of here. Get him out of here. There's only one person that says anything negative about any writers ever. And that's you. You're the the only one. Anton's a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anton. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Crap talker. Yeah. Send all your complaints to Transworld. So, unfortunately, even though you probably don't think that you've been that harsh. I have not been that harsh. When you're the only one that says anything bad about anyone ever, and you pretty much are. Of course you're going to be known as the guy who always talks crap to a few people. Regular listeners know that I praise as much as I talk crap. I understand your Marty theory. You've never said that he sucks No, as a rider. You've never said that. And when he started winning races finally a couple years ago, people started bombarding you on Twitter being like, hey, 
what's up now? You said he sucked, and now he won a race. That was never your argument. Never. You never said he sucked. No. Your argument more was, he actually doesn't suck. He should win more races, yes. considering how fast yes, he is. Yes, absolutely. Considering right. his bikes and how much fa- how fast he is, he should be have yeah. a lot more wins than he does. Your problem was, how can he be fast qualifier and win so many heats yes. and not win main events? Exactly. Which, in most sports... There would be a hundred other people saying that all the time. They'd well, be saying, why does this guy play awesome for the first three quarters and then completely fumble the ball in the fourth quarter? The when hottest it counts? seat in sports. The hottest seat. Yeah. Right. I, so your problem is you're an uh, army wow. of one. JT likes to waffle. We know Fro doesn't clearly, stick it out there that much. Clearly getting RC and Marty on the show is not going to work out if that's what it's going to turn into. Uh, no. No. But, but, I mean, listen, this is a good 10 years of pent-up. <laughs> yeah, they're very angry with me. Yeah. yeah, I remember. And honestly, I hear from everybody that Marty's the nicest dude ever. I think he is. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Yeah. He, he's like right there with like Marvin. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mar. Sorry, That's Marty. Too bad. Yeah, I could see. I could see you, ha ha ha, drunk at the Circle Bar one night. You and RC hammered, and it would be so ridiculously splashy, like. Him saying, like, this guy always talks crap on me, and you being like, yeah, I do, and ah, everybody's hammered. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, and laughing about it. I can almost see. I've, We've been enough of these You've got drunk- a dart in your neck. <laughs> <laughs> You've been around in these drunken situations yeah. where stuff gets yeah. wacky and yeah. hilarious, and I can't believe I'm seeing what I'm seeing. There's like a one in a million chance of that happening in RC. Okay. There is a zero in a million zero chance of you and Marty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, never. Right. Never. Okay, well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 300 show. We'll get Ricky Carmichael on. Yeah. Be great. He's too smart for that, man. He's not going to fall into your trap. Give you ratings. Give. I mean, that that is a ridiculous theory, but okay. That's why he won't do it. Like, I know he's smart enough to know if I go on there, that's helping. Oh, he has built an industry. I'm making fun of me, and now I'm going to allow him to succeed. Yeah, that's that's silly though. That's dumb. But yeah. anyways, all right. All right. Uh, so uh, I'm in big trouble. I'm getting a phone call for sure tomorrow. <laughs> you probably yes. are. <laughs> I heard that you talked trash on, made fun of Carmichael, and then talked shit on McGrath. That's what that's what this will yeah. turn out to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Just mm-hmm. banned from the sport. Yes. Doesn't why again, everybody. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, seven zero two five eight six seventy five seven. You can call anytime. Leave a message on voicemail. Uh, these are the best of the best that was for two weeks. We were up for two weeks. We had seventy six voicemails and i was just fast forwarding i i didn't want to hear half these dudes but here's some of them that made it Pulp mx what's going on guys um been thinking about a couple things lately just wanted to run them by you so i apologize this message gets a little bit lengthy um first things first been thinking about Stu a lot lately sucks that he's in the situation he's in and i can't help but blame the AMA and the FIM for suspending him for, what, 18 months? Um, so, with that being said, I know there can't be a riders' union. That's been established. But what if there was, like, a riders' council or some sort of supercross council or something like that with nine or 11 people or something, all past champions or industry insiders, you know, people that have been there and done that, um, so, to, you know, to overturn decisions or, or look at rules and, and maybe change some things like like Stewart, you know, suspension for 18 months um, or other things like Roxon wanting to ride that 2 stroke that he wasn't allowed to ride. Uh, 
Chisholm and, and Filthy want to ride the 250s. Uh, and then even, like, stupid things like Pike and Freeze, you know, Pike being suspended for that long. That was bad for him, and Freeze kind of got away. Or even, like, what Reed and um, Kennard did a couple years ago when Reed got black flagged. What if there was a council that sat and overturned these decisions of suspensions or little tweaks to the rule book? Um, so just a thought on that, maybe elaborate a little bit. Hey, I just want yeah, to congratulate. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean, sure, great. Yeah, all right, let's do it. Problem is, is when you sign up for water testing, and we think we all agree that you need drug testing on our sport. You all agree with that. It's really expensive if you want to do it on your own, so these guys do WADA, and you got to pretty much play by WADA's rules. And so no matter, no matter what kind of tribal council you had of riders and managers and everything else, that ain't happening. You know, it's funny uh, how you get a situation where uh, everyone wants to have a level playing field and rules that are fair for everyone until the rules don't work out the way you want, yeah. and then suddenly it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. Like, I well, hate to say it, like... Weston Pike was throwing punches on the track. Yeah. We all thought it was awesome. Yeah. It was exciting. And yes, he was taking taking out his frustrations on Freezy, who pretty much every rider hates. Yep. But still. Yeah, no. Yeah. You start throwing and, and, punches in, a, in any event, you're going to get suspended. And you got to look at it this way. He only got suspended for two races. One race? You got, oh, no. He got kicked that out of the night, one. And yeah, then the and next, then one. The next right. race. Right. But yep. it could have been five or it could have been ten. Yeah. Like, you no. know what I mean? And, and the stew thing... What more can you say? I've never had an issue with the Stu suspension, only because everyone, everyone said, he's not getting suspended. He's a superstar. He's James Stewart. He's above the law. Watch what's going to happen. Yeah, this yeah, is a everyone joke. Said and that. guess yeah, what? Yeah. They actually enforced it. Well, what more, what, how much more fair can you get? It, it was way too long. He deserved to get suspended and whatever, but that, you can't keep him out a year. That's, yeah, but at least they can't say it favorable was, treatment. That was ridiculous. He did not no, have favorable no, treatment. No, he did not, but that yeah. was ridiculous. That, that was... When you look at it uh, for Adderall, which he yeah, got, was eventually right, proven that right, he was—he right. uh, deserved to be suspended, uh, yeah. just not not a whole yep. season. That was that was ridiculous. And so. eventually, they give him an exception that says, "Yes, you are allowed to race yeah, on this, yeah, but yep. you're suspended." Anyway. Well, it's it's more of an Olympic credo, right? Every four years is your competition, so one year is is quite a bit. They don't realize yeah. what a year is in our sport, you know? Yeah, and, it, and, and, and he has not been the same since. That's for no, sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Travis on his backflip. Actually, both of them. <laughs> uh, the show's over. I was listen- I listened to your show tonight and I enjoyed it. Uh, I just wanted to. I meant to call in earlier and and say <laughs> good job. Good job. Good Travis. job on your backflip. Bye. Hey, now that uh, Dune Goon finally uh, flipped, can we get the damn Android app up? We've been waiting for months. This this week hey, it hasn't been months. It hasn't been months. What's up, Paul? It has been. I just okay. saw it. Saw it. JG or Josh Graves posted on Instagram, and he's went fly now. Um, I just want to know, like, why some guys, like I know Josh and kind of Chad too, have, especially Josh, have like jumped around with gear brands. Fla- Chad like, has not jumped career, around. Gear brands. Chad has jumped. Not really, he went from Florida to Shift. Yeah, actually, That's right. It. Yeah, 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 you're right. Shifter. Josh Grant has though for sure. Uh, O'Neill one. Oh, Grant shift. Yeah, he's been in a ton. Thor was he Thor at one point? Yeah, I can't even remember. Yeah, he's had a ton. Then there's guys like Trey who have just stuck with one brand. Like, why is that? Do guys um, are just trying to find like the right people around them, the right family to be associated with, or? 
Is it money related? Is it just looks like what makes guys like Grant and Chad before he was with Schiff like just jump around with gear guys or with gear companies? I mean, so thanks. It's a little bit of all that. It's it's money. One industries went under. They weren't paying them after a while. Um, it's bidding wars. It's money. It's looks. It's all. It's all like different. It's not any one reason, you know. Yeah, and I think one other thing to throw in there is that. Um, and, and I don't mean I don't want to specifically. We know that Reed actually hasn't jumped around. You're right. He went from Thor to Shift, and and now Fox, which is the same company, take him out. And not I don't a, not s- a big story. Not a big story. That's not. Compared to the other stuff going on, RCH is back. Carry on. Carry on. Honda support Carry with Brayton on MCR is a Carry bigger story. Carry on. Your 250 thing. Um, any rider who's bounced around a lot. I don't want to specifically single out Grant. But I do think there's riders that are like the... Like, I'm sure Trey is a guy... Like, how often do you think Trey complains about his gear? No, or about no, anything? Yeah, yeah, no. There's certain guys that are right. just like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. But I'll just let's just keep doing the same thing. Yep. Gear's fine, deal's fine. Yep. And there are other riders I think who are always, this guy's out to get me. I don't trust these dudes. They don't they, market they, me. They don't market. They like these dudes better. He yeah. gets the good stuff before yeah. I do. Right. And it's not just in gear. It's yeah. in bikes every, and every, suspension yeah, and goggles right. and anything. Right. So I think certain guys are just more agreeable than others, and that leads some guys to stick around. Yeah. And other guys to always and, be looking and, yeah. for the better deal. And, and that's not specifically stating Grant because we don't know for sure. But so. Yeah. No, L- no, I, I, yeah, yeah, but I think yeah. when you see the dudes that jump around compared right. to the guys that stay, like, um, I'll go way back, like, Wardy, Jeff Ward, like, just did the same yeah. gear. It was Cinesalo and Oakley and Cowley. Axel Boots after a while, and Axel, right. Axel Kidney Belt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and everyone I always heard back in those days, it was just like, hey, what do you want to do? Want to do the same things last year? Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's the way Wardy Ward, is. Though, like, switched, like, like, one year he had wore JT, Tai Chi, Answer. He's oh, like, Larry Ward. Yeah. In one year, 90, he yeah. wore like four sets of gear in yeah. one year. Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. what that was all right. about. So that's how it works sometimes. Right. I think some guys are just low drama, and some guys yeah. are always looking for the best combo. All right. I asked Matt from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, with all the success of the uh, Stewart brothers, uh, I was wondering why have they not gotten offers or why, you know, with the millions of people following them on Twitter and so on, you know, even though obviously James's performance hasn't been the best, why haven't they signed him just on a marketing standpoint? Once you make it, you think it makes sense, you know, being your brand out there and one of the most solid athletes in the sport, uh, just some input and, some reasoning. Appreciate it. I mean, honestly, if you haven't listened to our sh- I felt I, I played this. I left this in because it's like, dude, you haven't been listening to our show. I mean, I'm we sure discussed James Stewart. A lot. Too much. A lot. According to many. Uh, uh, yeah. And Mookie. And, I mean, you, you got to listen more, guy. Like, yeah, you got to listen more. So. Well, uh, there's a little risk you run when you run these long shows. It happens in sports talk radio all the time. Like, it's hard to expect people to listen to. Yeah, but this is multiple hours. weeks. Yeah, um, I guess that's you got to catch a Stewart segment at some point. Uh, the yeah. Mookie thing is very hard to explain. I mean, he just won a title, and I think he's one of the Mookie's got two things going for him. He just won a 250 title, which is good enough, but he's not one of these miniature small guys who are like, yeah, but how's it going to work on a yeah. 450? Yeah. I think everybody knows he'll be better yep. on a 450, yep. and it still yep. didn't work out. I think I think a little bit of the last name has something to do with it too. I think it has. Yep. I think. I don't think that ruined every deal. No, 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 no. But we do know there are some teams that are like, yeah, 
we dealt with James and your dad yep. and the whole deal before. Yep. We are just not we, we just, we're just yeah, we're out. Not in Sorry, there. dude. Yep. We like you, but we're not getting involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And in a year where it's so hard to get a ride, if even two or three teams say that, it's, that's a lot yeah, of options that are much, off yeah. the table. So uh that's unfortunate for, for Mookie because that's not really his fault. But hey, it's in some ways in some ways it's good to know that like let's be honest, James has burned a lot of bridges. And usually that doesn't come back to haunt people, but it is kind of coming back to haunt them now. Wow, his results were so bad. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. It used to always be yeah. it do, he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah, but his results were so bad. That's what I mean. Yeah. And it always is like, you know what? It'll never matter because he'll always be so fast that he'll always be able to do what he wants. No. And it finally has crested <laughs> the wave. Where it, those no, no, it can't. No, it can't. No. no. Gentlemen. Nash. Welcome back, Nash. Driving home from the track. I just rode a 2017 YZF250. And anybody that thinks that that motorcycle is a fourth-place motorcycle is on crack. Vital MX does. Second thing I did, I stopped at a Chick-fil-A. First time ever in my life. Not a fast food kind of guy. But I said, what the hell? I'll tell you what. Steve, I don't know what you ate 20 years ago, but this thing's pretty freaking good, man. <laughs> just, just saying. Nash knows. So there we have it. YZ250F is an awesome motorcycle for 2017 and 16. I rode a 16 and a 17. They are both good dirt bikes. And a deluxe, I believe Tits is right. When you get the sandwich from Chick-fil-A, you got to have the lettuce, tomato, cheese. I got the spicy one. It was phenomenal. Thanks. Bye. All right, there we go. That's it. You uh, talk a lot of shit on the droid users. <laughs> should probably try it before you talk shit because this shit is lit, fam. Did, did, did I talk shit, shit on Android stuff? Not that I recall. I don't. Think Some so. would say all oh, you do. <laughs> yes, Ricky. Yes, I, <laughs> I think people. I think we make jokes on Twitter and yeah. like, <laughs> Swisscore. And I mean, I, Swisscore but... said. Sales are ten to one. Our sales of apps, apps to droids, or iPhones to droids. It might be. So, yeah. Couldn't tell you. Shit's fire. Hey, Paul. Just listened to last week's show. Uh, heard a customer ask if Honda was coming out with a new CRF 450X street legal. Uh, no, I work at a Honda dealership. However, we do expect a 2018 CRF 450L to be street legal. No way. And the bike keeper was talking about the 230 really? street legal. Uh, it's a 250L street legal and a 250L rally edition. Um, is coming out with a whole bunch of new things. The enduro market seems to be a big one for next year. We'll see what, that, we'll see what happens. Thanks for all you guys do. Uh, keep it up. Cheers. I'll be hey amazed guys. if that happens. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No. Guys, just listen to the show from last week. Um, the guy who calls in to say he can be another Steve, looking for a partner, looking for someone to take on the responsibilities that Steve may not like to do. Well, kind of confused by all this because what value is... I was complaining about, do I just keep going to the races? Like, how do I get out of this where I can just keep this pulp thing going and... Mm -hmm. But it's got to be me at the races. It's got to be me. So then people are saying, I want to be you. And I'll, I'll be do you this. and yeah. report back. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you're not me. So I, it's hard because yes. it's me. And Yes, this is what we've all struggled with. Can't send Dune Goon. Maybe you can. Now I can. Maybe yeah. backflip. Yeah. Yeah. 
He so this guy's volunteering. Guy adding. Yeah. Okay, good. This guy adding by trying to be just like Steve. Everyone likes Steve, even though he's got cargo shorts and uh, maybe a bit outspoken, but we like it because he calls it like it is. Cargos are good. And he's the only one that does it that way, and that's why we're attracted to him and kind oh. of uh, build an audience around him. Oh. So, Steve, I think if you want to scale up and make this show <clears throat> bigger and better, especially since you have the following, just think about if someone else is going to come on, they're going to have the complementary skills that you don't have, the ones that like to travel, the ones that like to do whatever it is that you don't like to do. The ones that know You're have your yin and your yang, so you both do things that you're naturally good at and excel, and you guys can build something a bit bigger than you, what you've already done. Especially someone with some of the riders that are coming up through the ranks that maybe you don't relate to or don't know yet. Someone else can maybe cover this crowd or a different I, crowd in the MX scene. I love amateur motocross. some of the guys from the 90s and current, of course, and, and uh, you know, 2000s as well. Anyway, it's something to consider uh, thinking about it because it's funny because a lot of people want to help. Well, think about how you're going to compliment or do something that the current person can't do. You've got the relationships and you've got a following, and now who can you bring on now to enhance all of that, maybe tap into different crowds and excel at the things that you really don't like doing? Anyways, something to think about. Enjoy the show. Kiefer, you're a dog, but that's why we like you. Mm-hmm. All right, take care, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, Memphis Joseph. I have a question I was hoping you could answer. Uh, next show. I know you got uh, a week off coming up. Concerning RCH, do you think, I know you said that Roxon left because he just wanted to be on a factory team. Do you think that one of the reasons he left, did he maybe get word from somebody or uh, somebody slipped in the info that, hey, we're having sponsor issues for next year. We're losing uh, Screaming Eagle or Flying Soaring Eagle or whoever. Somebody slip him the word that uh, there was going to be sponsor problems, or are the sponsor problems or, a direct or. result of Roxton leaving the team? If you could answer that or shed some light on that, that would be great. Thanks. No, I don't think Roxton got any word or anything. I think he was just leaving. That Honda deal was done early, and you know, like. Oh, so you don't? I, I always wondered that. People are always like, "Why did he leave?" And I'm like, "Uh, did you see how this worked out?" He went from guaranteed money at Honda. Man. This team barely got off the ground. I, I just, uh, I've that was too said, early for I've that. I've just always said, man, factories, team, factory, factory, factories. Yeah. I've always said that. And I wish we could go back then when he signed with RCH. And I, and I, those guys that do a good job. They won a title. Good job, yep. job by them. And I've always yep. said, bad move, Kenny. Bad move. You're leaving a factory. They can, they can do anything they want. They don't give a shit about money. There's no profiting making. There's nothing. They'll do anything for you. And that's where you should be. And I'm sorry, JGR, and I'm sorry, RCH, but... He did win the title this year, but I have to imagine all the struggles they had in 2015. Yeah. Kenny's a pretty good guy, and he was pretty loyal, and he stuck with those dudes, and they clearly had a good time in 2016. Yeah, they fixed it, yeah. But all the stuff that went down in 2015, it had to be hard for him to ignore that and completely forget about it. Yeah. Hey, Steve Mathis. This is Craig Martin, the old Team Green guy. I don't know if you remember me or know me, but... Yeah, Craig. Yeah, I remember Craig. Craig... Team Green, yeah. We know Craig. All right. Um, hey, I'm listening to your uh, show right now, and you're asking, Kiefer, if you think that you're being a little bit too hard on Michael Lindsay about his shootout of the YZ uh, 250F. And, uh, and the one thing I think you guys are missing is that they're picking the KTM and the Husqvarna 1-2, which we all know is the same bike. So putting it in... It's almost like not really fair to put it in fourth anyway. 
So he's really only off by one bike because you guys are all saying that the, the KTM could, in some instances, be picked above it. But then that puts the Husqvarna above it, too, because, again, it's the same bike. So, anyway, my opinion, I love your show. Uh, got my buddy uh, hooked me up and turned me on to it, and uh, now I drive around all the time listening to your show. So, oh. that's right. it. Over and out. Thanks, Craig. Later. Appreciate Bye. it. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. We just... I'm I trying mean, to remember what was the other bike. I think the Cowie. It was uh, that finished in front Husky yeah. KTM and the Cowie. Cowie. Yeah, yeah. Cowie. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, YZ2 for the F1 uh, Cycle News Shootout. It won the Racer X. Uh, it won uh, Transworld Shootout. It was Transworld Bike of the Year. It won uh, a Dirt Rider Shootout. It's going to win MXA, I believe, and it will win Dirt Bike Magazine. And yeah, I got fourth at Vital. So yeah. Bye. Gentlemen, another Nash. First three of all, appearances tonight. To the Dune Goon. I watched his video thanks to uh, somebody on Pulp MX that played it and hand wrote Dune Goon of his crash in the dunes. That is crazy, but for him to land that backflip is awesome. Although I must admit it was excellent having tits back in studio. Whoa. I think that needs to happen a little more. That's only my opinion. Whoa. And I'm going to summar summarize and end it up with, you've been killing it with podcasts lately. The JoJo Keller podcast is insane. <laughs> the Chris Kiefer podcast is really, really cool. It's like everything in life. The more you hear about somebody's personal story, the more intriguing they become. So thanks for all you do. I know a lot of people call up and say that, but... Uh, these two podcasts were phenomenal, as well as all of them are really good. But those two were amazing. Cheers well, and have a great day. Tell Bye. tell Ricky and Marty that Nash next time you see him. Ah, uh, yeah, JoJo Pod, JoJo. I I I've got a, I haven't gotten to that yeah, one yet. He's he's something else. I didn't know JoJo. You said was a huge fan. Yeah, he listens to stuff. Who knew? Huh. Yeah, I thought all he did was all he did was talk talk trap. Yeah, I know, right? JoJo was cool. Uh, hey, Steve, it's Curly from Parent. Um, I was just listening to the archives um, of last week's show with Will Hahn and, you know, the recurring theme of all the great guys who can't get rides. And it seems to me, what I think you're aware of, the reason 250 rides are so plentiful is because there's extra championships and they're easier to get. Thanks. So why don't they... Yes. And that's what they can put in a magazine ad. Yeah. And, you know, we won the... Blah, 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 championship. Who cares if it's against half the riders and it was seven races? Yep. The average yeah, fan. Yeah, I said all that. Uh, hey, Steve. It's uh, William from Springfield. Thank you so much for all the content. Um, Thanks, Willie. As far as the RV thing, if you think there's a chance in hell that you could do it, um, I don't know about 80 grand, but I was going to do the... RV said he would work for Pulp for 80 grand a year. He'd come in studio, he'd, you know, everything mm -hmm. else. Eh. It's pretty good. 80 grand? Hey, pretty good. The amount of shit he would talk to everybody would be almost worth it. Would he do it? I don't know. Would that RV, know, finally, I've been waiting. Yeah. I, I've, I'm so disappointed that RV never really got yeah. out. He did a little bit a little on your bit, stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. But you know him from hanging out in the truck like I do. Like, he's... Yeah. It gets, he was it all gets time. deep. Right. He was all time. But he was always like, don't, don't so, get that out. So he said 80 grand, he'd come on. So. Do the BTO VIP thing with JT... But now I kind of don't want to do it just because I understand business, but I feel so bad for BTO that they got dropped like that. And so why don't you just do the Steve Mathis VIP? Somebody comes and shit the show. I figure you got to do 40 shows a year. So 
two person maximum, five hundred dollars per shot. You'd raise forty grand in a year. Offer that to RV. I don't think you'd have any problems selling out if you got twenty thousand listeners religiously. I'm sure there's a lot of us who would break off five hundred bucks and a ticket to Vegas for that. <sighs> so, anyways, just my thought. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, I don't, again, it's in my house. I don't really want a lot of people in the house. It's kind of, you know, you still want a lot. I mean, it's my house. So the, the the people who come in studio are the chosen ones. I don't want to sell that spot. So we'd still be forty grand short to get RV. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to buy a separate studio and also RV. Right. Has RV been here though? He's been yeah, here. Yeah, he's been here been one here? time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See this puck I got? What's that it's from? It's a game used puck. From what sport from is that? From Oakland Seals, uh, late seventies hockey team. Like an NHL level? Yeah. Gone. Yeah. yeah. And that was an actual game, game puck. Game puck. And I got it. I don't know anything about hockey, and I don't like it. Yeah. But I will admit that's pretty impressive. Thank you. 19, There's probably a lot of bankrupt, I contributed gone, to loser this teams guy's, in that sport. I contributed to this guy's documentary on this team. Really? Financially. And one of the, the financial levels was a game-used oh, puck. Oh, a game-used puck. I see. Yeah. You're not really a big fan of uh, uh, the crowdsourced film, though. Or are you okay with it if you get a prize? I got a puck. Okay. Oh. There's some riders, I think, that um, you know try to do crowdsourced videos. I'm not aware of this. Oh, no? No. You've never talked crap on that? Nope. Oh, okay. Yep. Totally totally down? No, whatever you want to do. It's for America. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> Steve, Las Vegas Golden Knights? What the fuck is that? Ooh. Man, wow. that's gay. What is this, a woman's hockey team? I mean, I don't mind it. Fucking I mean, whatever. It's not Las Vegas. It's Vegas, by the way. They dropped a loss. So, Vegas Golden Knights. It's okay. It's not great. It's pretty bad. Really? I cannot believe in this day and age you could start from scratch and you're already putting giving yourself a super antiquated name like that. The guy had to have knights in the name because he's from West Point and then that's what the knights are their their army it's called the knights or something. Why couldn't they just be the knights then? Because there was a trademark against the knights. Trademark uh, usage. In hockey? Yeah. Oh. So Knights is also the AAA baseball team in downtown Charlotte. Great. Not that. In hockey. Oh, okay. All right, you know what? He had to use knights. He couldn't use knights solo. Yep. He had to use Knights. That was his right. dream. So, Yeah, but man, if the team could have been called the Las Vegas Knights, because haven't there been plenty of those? I mean, yeah. they could have called the Las Vegas Knights. At I know Knights. it's got a K in it. Yeah. You can maybe put the K in a parentheses. They could put a silhouette of a guy just passed out or leaning <laughs> oh, against the wall, yeah. throwing it up in a garbage can. Hashtag Knights Life. Yeah, throwing up in the garbage can. Uh, and then, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. all right. Fucking shame. How much more of these we got? Okay. Going we gotta, late, we gotta, bro. We gotta go. We just gotta go. Yo, this is Dan from Ohio again with the uh, overheating KTM XC250. Okay, we're getting to the bottom I of this. Figured, yeah. Since you guys have uh, talked about this two weeks now, might as well make it a third. And uh, KTMPartsExpress.com has been hooking me up with discounts, so that pop code is pretty awesome. But anyways, you guys suggested that there is uh, two water pump seals and you figured it was the inner one causing my problem. Uh, to find out, my bike only has one water pump seal. Who knew? Um, and and that's it. So I replaced that, but I don't believe that's the problem. Oh. Um, and then the guy called in last week and mentioned some sort of seal right behind the exhaust that uh, Slavin's Racing sells a fix for. Um, I've been on Slavin's website. I'm not really clear what the caller was talking about last week. 
but I was hoping maybe you could play this and uh, maybe you could call back and give me a heads up on what exactly he's talking about. But besides that, the next thing I was going to do is a crank seal on the flywheel side because I can't think of what else would cause this thing to overheat. And don't do that. I've uh, replaced the head gasket, base gasket, water pump seal, radiator cap, and uh, none of that seems to help. But you guys have any other ideas on what could be causing this thing to overheat because I'm scratching my head? Uh, never had any issues that were so hard to find on a bike. But anyways, love the show. Talk to you later. Bye. The KTM 300 crank seal diagnosis that you have, Steve, is incorrect. Sorry. When the guy is talking about the seal behind the pipe, he's talking about the exhaust flange on the KTM. You unbolt the front of the exhaust flange to remove the power valve, and there's four O-rings that seal coolant between the cylinder and the exhaust flange. If those four O-rings, if one gets pinched, coolant will leak out, and that's what he's referring to, not the crank seal. Thanks. There we go. People helping people on a Pulp MX show. Uh, all right, everybody. A Honda World. Why again? You were in my new Ridgeline today. It was. Uh, it's fantastic. If you fantastic. want a great deal on a Honda, the best deal on a Honda, and you live in the L.A. area, then uh, please visit uh, Honda World. They are the 5 Freeway and 605 Freeway. Over 1,000 new Hondas in stock, over 100 used cars. If you mention Pulp MX, you'll get a free oil change the first time if you drive a Honda. And again, the best deal down there, contact Steve down there, mention you're with Pulp MX, and they will make you a sweet deal on a brand new Honda. And uh, we thank you guys for uh, for supporting the show. We, they already sold a couple of vehicles, and, uh, and the guys couldn't be happier. So, And uh, again, thanks to Brock Tickle, thanks to Mark Rogers for coming on, Jason Thomas, thanks to Danny Stevenson for not picking up. Um, this has been a tradition on uh, on our show. Uh, Jason Wygant, when he oh. is in studio. All right. Uh, Jason Wygant from RacerX Online and NBC Sports and everything else. Uh, the Pulp Mech Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Be the one. Nice. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We're still around. We're not backing a race team, but we're still around. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to do, they're devoting to amateur round across and their plans will be released soon. Oh, and I know no one is a fan of the amateur scene. Who's like got Steve their Mathis. finger on their pulse? Of oh, the amateur absolutely. Racing, so right. this is a perfect tie. Absolutely. Fly racing. We're high. Because <laughs> they fly. Yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah, one, right? Yeah, they would yeah, like that yeah, one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll pass that on to G JT. Mm -hmm. NFAB Jeep and truck parts. Mm -hmm. mm, fabulous. And fabulous. They work good. And fabulous. We just sponsor reads, everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, race tech. That is tech for racing. Yeah. How about that? Good, that one. A good one. Good yep. one. Yeah. Hey, Marks. It's good. Uh, it's yeah. strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Vortex racing. It's like a racing vortex. You're caught in a vortex. Yeah. Is that a good one? Yeah. X brand goggles. I think you already said it. It's X brand goggles. We don't win anywhere. Choice of champions everywhere. Haven't had champions anywhere? Uh, I would dispute that, but yeah. Okay. Ricky Brabeck. Okay. Ricky Brabeck won with X-Brands. Is that the golfer? No. Is it the car guy? Oh, that's Fowler. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, hot cams. I don't think there's anything I can say that's not triple X. I mean, anytime <laughs> you say hot cams, stick a set of hot cams in there. Get that high lift duration, those extra bump stick. Yeah. Stick this... Stick All this right, in easy, your head. Easy. Yeah, easy, hot easy. cams. Right, Slide right. one of these hot cams uh, in there. Kiefer, what did you say about that, Kiefer? That's right. Yeah, he likes that. Uh, gear alloy. Mm-hmm. It's alloy used to make gears. 
Nice. Is that a good it's one? It's wheels, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah but it's gear. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, gear. Yeah. Can I get some of those, by the way? Maybe yeah. some gear on those? Yeah. You can get me wheels? Yeah. Seriously? Eddie Ray can get you wheels. Eddie Ray. Eddie Ray. Oh, Eddie Ray. Yeah, I can, oh, yeah. Eddie Ray can get nah, it done. Nah, you go way, oh, yeah. way back with Eddie. Works Connection. Oh. We are your connection to get works parts. Yeah, I like it. That would be a good yeah, one. Yeah. That would be a good yeah. one. Uh, Michelin Starcross. The choice of Bendium Dendo. Little known fact, Bendium. Bendium. Benendum. 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 Is made out of Starcross 5s. Each ring is a Starcross 5. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. All those rolls. Yeah. Yep. All those rolls. Yeah, okay. Starcross 5. The irony of the attire that is, as Kiefer says in the ads, it doesn't roll yeah. in corners. I mean, that is literally yeah. what he is made right, out of. Right. He is made of rolls. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Atlas neck brace. Thank God we didn't have to get actually used when Mark's tried to do his yeah. flip. Yeah. Yep. Um, the choice, best... of, choice of dune goons everywhere. Yeah. And just have Mark's upside down. I'd be okay with that. Uh, FMF Racing, Fast Mofos. Yep. You know it. That's the real name. Yep. Yep. W Wheels. Hey. W USA. You got to respect the W, man. They're yeah. doing that for Weege. Yeah. It really means Weege yeah. Wheels. Yeah, it does. Why yeah. can't yeah. Weege Wheels? Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Guts Racing. It actually has a seat that you can lay your stomach on. It's Guts Racing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, Guts yeah, Racing. Yeah. 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 yeah you I, put your guts on it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. I really don't. I mean, I feel like the commercial that you have is so well-voiced. Yeah. Such a professional yeah. uh, broadcaster. Yeah. Is that the voice of Supercross? No, not it that should one? be. Oh, yeah. It should be, but it's not. And uh, Roost Graphics. Apparently, we make graphics that look like you were roosted. You were brought to you by everybody is that by good? Roost Graphics. Is that good? Yeah, yeah, I know. I was brought yeah. to you by today. Yeah. They, we make graphics that look like you got roosted. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you would yeah. do that. Yeah, like, yeah. I have graphics that look yeah. like I got roosted. Like, that's yeah. almost the point of fresh they're, stuff on your bike. They're working on their program. Okay. There's another page there. What? No. Oh, okay. That's it. All right. I thought you forgot one. All right, everybody. Nope. Uh, well, thanks. We each been fun. Now you're catching a flight back home. Yeah, yeah, you're that's in? gonna hurt. You're in. You got the buffet. I got everything I needed. I got, I got a buffet. Yep. I, I got paid. I yep. even got a Starbucks fifty percent off. Yep. And uh, tomorrow I got to do this NASCAR podcast. I'm gonna be in quite. Yeah. This is my chance. Like NBC has not used me. I, I got used one day this year. It was the Monday after Easter because all the NASCAR people are like, "Yeah, I'm not working the Monday after Easter." So I got used one day. This yep. is my chance to get back in front of them, to get and make good yeah. graces, yeah. become a superstar again. And I got to do it after a red-eye flight And you're going to spend Vegas. 18 hours awake. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Good. Thanks for coming in. It's fun. Yeah, yeah I love doing it's these. Good. I'll be back. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Anaheim 2. After Anaheim, Anaheim 2, 2. We think we can make it work. I think so. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks to Swizzcore. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to our guest. Marks, thank you. Thank you. Stellar show. Thank you. As usual. Hey, I just uh, want to say uh, thanks to Brian, the caller. Uh-huh. Super fan. He helped me find my GoPro in the foam pit. Oh, okay. Some of the footage that we used, yeah, yeah. that would have been lost. Oh, wow. my GoPro phone oh, nice. in the foam pit. He said the scariest thing about the whole thing was in laying in the go in the foam pit upside down. Yeah. Why is that? Because it's claustrophobic. Yeah. It's just the foam is. Oh, and you just can't get out. You yeah. can't move. You, you can't, have to. You yeah. literally just have to wait. Uh, yeah, that's what he said. It was scariest. Wow. So the foam pit, not all it's cracked up to be. There's a good description of it on that uh, Q and A that. Chase, I know you had me. said that that sucked, but I didn't know why it yeah, sucked that bad. It's bad. Yeah. Because you can't move, you can't see, uh, wow. can't breathe. 
Whatever. All right, everybody. We, thanks, Brian. We, uh, yeah, thanks to Brian. Thanks to Swizz. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to our listeners. We're back. We'll be back next week. Racist Ping will be in studio. And uh, Troy Benjen as well. Troy Benjen coming in. Oh, really? Yeah. Coming Best in boss hot. he's ever had. Yeah, exactly. Good for you, Absolutely. Steve. I feel bad. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to having much more uh, content each and every Monday night. So thanks again for listening, everybody. And we's out. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.